totally unscripted, right? Yes, unfucking scripted. Apologize for missing last week. Yes. Who would have thought it would have took that long to find some tampons? Yes. I'm not fucking saying I know that, you're dude. not, but I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying this movie is not good. It's actually really bad. You know what? I'm not saying don't go out and see it. Yeah, that's a foreign edition, dude. How is this foreign? It's Anchor Bay. A lot less bitching from horror fans because that's one thing that you get used to. It's yeah. just so sad. It's just so fucking sad. Man, I don't know how the fuck I, I, I totally nailed that one. It's gonna make me mad. Like, it's gonna yeah. piss me the fuck off. Fuck me, man. I don't know. I showed moods a girl blowing a dog one time. Okay. Oddly enough, I get about 45 times and I watched the whole fucking 12 minute video. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? You're listening to a 22 Shots production. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 104 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Moods, the man who is always getting banned off Facebook for being too <laughs> fucking vulgar. Fuck that shit and fuck you too. Next up, we have the man who's got it locked down on the graveyard shift, JP, also known as Double Shot J. And of course, we have the man who says dick more than any hetero man on the earth, <laughs> NES ruler, aka Jeremy, the filthiest mouth alive. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Dick, 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 And you know what? That hetero part is a little bit questionable, too. It is. 100% it is. I was and thinking JP's that. Dick. I mean, somebody that says dick as much as you, you must like it a little bit. A little well, bit. Well, when at you least. have people like JP and Jerry in your life, it's kind of hard not to say dick a lot. So. Dude, Jerry owned you, man. What, yeah, are you, you going to just lay down and take it like that? No, I no, 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 no. Legitimately bursted out laughing at that video. I was like <laughs> laughing out loud watching that. Just the way he did it, it was so serious. And people were like, is he being serious? <laughs> I thought it was great. Jerry oh, hits stuff. you with the one, two. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny, man. Hit you with that combo. I, I, I have to say, though, I like this whole fake beef thing going around. It just it's kind of kind of cracks me up. Well, I'm yeah. on everywhere now. I'm on Exploding Heads when he posts them saying, fuck Jerry. I'm on <laughs> Porophilia's page when he's talking about him. I'm doing what I do with JP, just nonstop ball busting all the time. It's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Good shit. Yeah. So what in the fuck is new in the in the lives? I want to know, oh, Moods. I was thinking about this. How the fuck did you get the nickname Moods? How did I get the nickname Moods? He's had it forever, yeah. from what I remember. I know that, but he never um, talked about how he fucking got it. I got the name was given to me by my best friend Trav, um, who is now passed away. But we were about thir- we were about thirteen years old, and uh, we were playing video games one time, and. I used to be a fucking spaz. Like, I would have the shortest wick ever. Like, something would just <laughs> set me off, and I'd just lose my shit, right? And anyways, we are playing video games one time, and I just... He kept kicking my ass at Mario Kart, man. He was just killing me, and I was getting so fucking mad. I kept finishing third place, and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So then I fucking freaked out and shit like that, and he's like... He just, like, lost him. He's like, you are the moodiest motherfucker I've ever met. It's like, <laughs> one minute you're happy, next minute you're just bitching and freaking out and shit. And... Literally, that's how I got it. He just Those started calling me Moods. Nicknames, the ones he that started calling me Moods because he thought it would, yeah, because he thought it would piss me off. <laughs> then it literally stuck, and we're just like Moods. It just kind of made sense, right? That's funny. But it is old. It's you know back in the day kind of stuff. I mean, I've changed so much since I was thirteen. But yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to get really mad about shit, and I'd just be, I don't know, I just take everything so fucking personal. Oh, that and, sounds uh, real. But uh, no, I used to be a lot fucking worse. They should call me Moods, too. 
I'm just, I'm a very, I'm a very, I'm, you know, like an emotional person, right? Like I just, I just kind of say whatever I want to say. Sometimes it gets me into too much shit. <laughs> you know, people are like, man, you're bitchy. I'm like, yeah, that's why you're banned from Facebook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't understand how I don't get banned from Facebook. I, I don't understand what funny. I got banned for, though. That's what I don't get, though. Like, I'm telling what? you, Shankle's an undercover spaz in the group. Facebook is a bunch of bullshit, man. How somebody can report you for, like, an older post. I'm not saying this is what happened, but I, I'm figuring it is. Because I haven't been overly that active on there. And even saying stuff that it would potentially get me banned. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. But... Maybe there's some kind of conspiracy out there because Jason just got banned for a week and then I get banned like right when he came back. Like I th- swear the day that he got back, I got banned. <clears throat> Can I ask so. you something? Yeah. Speaking of uh, our friends, because like I was listening to Exploding Heads and uh, it actually became a thing. As you guys see, Dave Z is no longer Dave Z. He's Dave yeah. Zed. Yeah. <laughs> kind of retarded motherfucking shit oh, is that? Oh, what kind of, what kind of, this is like mentally retarded. Yeah, that's, that's, Zed? Yeah, Why did I say that? That's stupid. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those American versus Canadian things. That's like um, shot JP or, or 22 shots of moods and horror. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's pronounced differently in, in the regions and stuff. And I, I don't know, I guess. You're saying a word though. Like. Like, when you say the alphabet, like, A, like, you know, A, just keeps a. going, B, <laughs> Z, it's like an actual word. What the fuck kind of bullshit is that? I, I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking it's referring to. Dave was just like, Z is kind of like the Canadian pronunciation. No, 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 that I don't on, know. If you listen to Exploding Heads, they break it down. Christian says that, I don't know, he was working on something one time and there was this American dude who came up and was like, Oh, um, oh, just so you know, Christian and all the guys were like, just so you know, like, up in Canada, the show's pronounced something Zed, and he's like, fuck, well, what am I going to do with all these posters that say something Z? And, <laughs> and he didn't get to, like, it's, it's the same thing. But yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. my thing is, like, what, it's fucking retarded. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? It, it, what, why? Why? I don't create, know. Who's the jack off who decided to do this? I have no <laughs> like, idea. Like seriously, I was so d- dumbfounded. I was like, I thought that was a joke. I didn't I always, know it was like they actually said that. Yeah, I, I think me and Dave were talking about this one night too, and I remember growing up and always saying Z, right? But apparently, it was actually wrong. And I was like, well, maybe that's like a West Coast thing. No, and it's not wrong. We, did, we just said that. Isn't, isn't it YX and C, not yeah. YX and Z? What yeah. the fuck is that shit? I never heard that shit in my life. Yeah, and then someone informed y- me, like, no, it's said, And I was like, why have I been saying Z my Jeremy, entire what life? What are you talking about? YX I've I'm never, like, <laughs> I've, YX and C. Isn't that the alphabet? No. Oh, yeah? XYZ? <laughs> Dumb there fuck. He. <laughs> Again, fifty thousand dollar education. This guy doesn't even know his fucking ABC. <laughs> I guess this makes sense and why he can't pronounce anything properly either. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was awesome. That was amazing. But Always making people laugh. I'm just oh, like shit, that was good, man. I'm just like, 
Yo, this is yeah. The, the whole the whole Zed versus Z thing has really been. I've never even me. heard of this in my life. Like legit, because I've never heard. I swear to God, when I watched Sesame Street when I was a kid, they used to say Z, and someone was telling me that they didn't. They said Zed, and I was like, I, why do I distinctly remember them saying Z? Yeah, and that's just what I always said, and I always assumed that was correct because no one ever corrected me until one day it was like, no, no it's what the hell? I was like, they shouldn't have. Rec- you were right the first time. God damn yeah, that's it. What I thought. That's what I thought. And I'm like, and then, and then I get informed that certain people are saying Zed. And I was like, okay, now I'm fucking confused. <laughs> like, I never really took, I never put the effort into thinking about it mm-hmm. that hard until it got brought up. And I was like, wait a minute, what is it? <laughs> this is one of those, this is one of those weird things. Do you guys say Zedbras? Exactly. That's exactly what my point was, and I was like, "That's just that's just ridiculous." I'm sorry. That's, that's not how you say zebra. You say I don't say retarded. I don't say retarded very often, but that's really retarded. It is retarded. I, I don't know why there's this big. It's like a conspiracy with the letters Z and Z. I, uh, that's I like saying gyro and gyro. It's like it's fucking retarded, dude. Ouija and Ouija. Like what, JP? Is it gyro or is it gyro? No, I'm not talking is? about that. I'm- just talking about how fucking stupid this is. Yeah, that is pretty fucking <laughs> dumb. I want a gyro now, man. I love those things. I love gyros, too. It's my... I never so ate it's gyro, until, it's like, not two. gyro, it's fucking gyro. It is gyro, actually, but we always say gyro because it just sounds more North American, I guess. I yeah, don't know. I mean, it's just... It is what it is. <laughs> Somehow, talking about... Uh, you want to sound more American, Mr. Phoning In Boy. <laughs> you know what, man? Dog, at least he doesn't say Zed because that shit oh, like, is fucking Like I said, though, like I said I'm going to make a compilation of all these American films that have said the, the phrase phone in <laughs> and said it to you, man. I've literally been with people watching a movie and I fucking burst out laughing. I'm like, fucking Jeremy, there he goes. I was watching Just that clip it. last week of my old video and I'm talking about Cool Duder and you fucking throw in that clip of that guy laughing. That still is some of the funniest shit ever made. <laughs> Holy shit, is it funny? It's so fucking funny. Because that guy's laughing. You, you know what video that's from, right? Where oh. the guy was making fun of the dude with the squeaky voice. <laughs> it was a real talk show. And Buddy, every time Buddy talked, the host would lose his shit laughing. And he actually got fired over it and everything. It's pretty funny. And But that, dude, it's the funniest fucking video ever, dude. But yeah, that's some good shit, man. So <laughs> Glad you enjoyed that. Oh, man. <laughs> Even today, well, it's still funny. It goes up there. It goes up there with the guy falling on his face. <laughs> oh my god, that is the single funniest video of all time, though. That is, I can't. I lose it every time. <laughs> that one. I can't remember who showed me that. Who who showed me the clip of you saying "cool dude"? Actually, you say "cool dude," which is even funnier. You did say cool me. dude. You did say cool me. dude. Oh well, <laughs> fuck, cool dude, and fuck Jerry. <laughs> cool dude is. You were such a little fanboy, fuck. Yeah, because who else was on there at the time? Dude, you were young in that. This was you 10 were like, years ago, dude. You 10 were like years ago. 15, 14 or 15. Was this really 10 years ago? Bullshit. Yeah, 10 years ago. Holy it's an shit. old... Man, it's crazy been on YouTube that long, man. That's nuts. Yeah, got nothing to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Bam, bam, we need sound effects. That was good. True statement. <laughs> I'm not denying it. Oh my god! That was so good. what the fuck you boys been doing while we've been off? It feels like a long time, but it's only been like a week and a day or something, right? Well, I've been not on Facebook for one thing. Um, <laughs> you realize how 
how much Facebook is a major part in your life when somebody doesn't have Facebook. Yeah, me and Jeremy yeah. are just staring at each other like, what now? Yeah, now what do we talk <laughs> so, about? <laughs> so I literally, I literally grabbed my phone about two hours after I got banned. First thing I do, I click on the messenger. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't use that. <laughs> I must have, I was out camping this weekend. I must have did it like 20 <laughs> times. I would you literally click on that button. I Can you click still on read them? No, it's just, it just says welcome to Messenger kind of thing. Oh, but I can't Jason can still read his. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked, man. Because, like, um, I get, yeah, I don't know. No, <laughs> there's nothing there. There's, like, no chats at all on my thing. When do you come back? Maybe we get banned, I guess, Friday morning. It said seven days. Mm, so. That's so stupid. Yeah. It's technically the fourth time I've been banned. I, I forgot I got banned one time a few years back. Fuck you, Shankle. I posted bitch. a picture on my actual Facebook. I can't remember what it was, and I got banned for, I don't know. It was it wasn't even nudity. It was. I've been banned I it was, once. I think it was a sexy dude. It was a joke post, and I got banned for that. And this is the third time I've been banned since we've been doing the show. <laughs> My first ban was only like twenty four hours or forty eight hours or something. Yeah, I, I. It must be because I've been banned multiple times before. They were all twenty fours before, though. Mm. So I don't know. Cool. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, fuck y'all been up to, man? Jeremy pronouncing everything wrong. Eating yeah, I'm just pronouncing shit wrong. And <laughs> chilling, not watching movies like I should be. Practicing the alphabet. Traffic. So, a B C D E H G. Let the viewers know before the show. We're sitting there talking, and we're like, "So, how many y'all got for uh, for what we watched?" Jeremy's like, two. I was like, I had like 13 or something. <laughs> so JP's like, what the fuck you been doing? You're at home all the time. And he's like, nothing. <laughs> he was so honest. It was awesome. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I can't argue with that, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty good shit. <laughs> it's awesome. Hell yeah, um, I'm a mofo. You could be working on fucking newsletters. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I should be working on newsletters. <laughs> Um, gotta remind me. Yeah, I gotta show you how to use that thing. It's really simple. Yeah, so fuck you! It's your fault. <laughs> well, that was a test run, and people like it, so we're gonna How many people run it? Three? Uh, like 15 or something. Can I get my own little segment Wait, that, for that? That's not bad for, you know, just just brand new. Like, we only had a couple people, you know. So if you want a newsletter, if you want to join, they're pretty cool. Um, When's the last time you updated the website? JP? Uh... Two days ago? Oh, bullshit. Two you got days all the ago. new ratings on there? Uh, I have. I Well, I had to upload the old shows. So um, I had to put those up. Which, t- dude, that honestly, that takes like 35 minutes per show to get them up there. Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are a little bit long. Yeah. It's not like they're small files. So, yeah. It's probably. Like and you have to put them on there twice, each episode twice, for one for download and one for player. So, I love mm-hmm. how you still have fucking body bags in the show notes. I know. I just, it makes, that makes I me kept laugh your channel time. in the show notes for a year after you were gone. Yeah, we never, we never took it out. Yeah. It's kind of just because I'm lazy, honestly, but I don't care. Whatever. Is there any OGs left? On body no. bags? No. Moods was the last I, one. Derek yeah. sent me a screenshot of a comment they got on body bags the other day, and the comment said, why do you have over a thousand subscribers and only get 16 likes <laughs> was, or 16 views? Was that me? I might have told him that. 
<laughs> no, it was because like, I, I just told him that too. I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, oh, man, y'all are... was a Madden OG. What's that? Was Madden OG? No, no, no. There's nobody. The left. original lineup was me, Moods, Steve, me, Clive. No, you weren't original. Laura, Laura, Danny, Danny, and Tat, and Tattoo Doorman. Forgot about yeah. Tat. You were like. Weekend. Yeah, he's been off Facebook for a few years now, mm-hmm. so it kind of lost touch completely. But all these people you forget about, yeah, some you want to, some you don't. <laughs> it was good shit though. It was good shit. Can't forget about me. I'm just that awesome. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get into some goddamn news. What do we got here, JP? Wait, right. we didn't hear what JP was up to. Ah, we'll get to that. Pretty, pretty told you. <laughs> I've been working night shift watching flicks <laughs> yeah yeah so um that's lame i've i've been doing <laughs> some other shit too you know yeah i've been kicking it i, I hung out Just with the Shoyer, i hung out with the thanks, Shoyer brothers thanks for telling me the least amount of information that shout out to the woodsboro help. bros podcast check them out they're on horophilia um hung out with them i, I recorded two more movie nights and make sure you don't week. check out jerry's podcast because it sucks um so in Inadvertently, you're saying don't check out JP's either. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we all know JP's. We all know JP fucking sucks dick anyway. So there you go. I just said dick. <laughs> you should keep a dick counter. Yeah. Oh, he should just move back to New Hampshire. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, in the news, the first little bit of news. Just gonna throw this out there. Apparently, they're thinking about calling. By the way, all this news has gotten from bloody disgusting this time. Normally, I do multiple sources, but I got like five hours of sleep and was like, just whatever. Um, so they're thinking about calling the new saw instead of Saw Legacy. They're thinking about calling it Jigsaw. Me and Stupid. Jeremy mentioned this a little bit before the show. I actually think it's not completely dumb because Saw is actually in the title. I know, but it, like I said, they're just trying to make it like Annabelle and... That doesn't make any sense. I don't see that comparison at all. How? You know, they're just trying to like make... What happened if they make a fucking Child's Play movie and just called it Chucky? They do. That's... No, they have <laughs> Curse of blah, blah, blah or something yeah, like that. They're not just calling it Chucky. I don't know. It, it kind of bugs me a little bit too, to be honest. Every time I look at the title Hellbound Hellraiser 2, it always bugs me. It always bugs me too, but that it still has like Hell, Hellraiser in the title. But it could just it, it could just as be you know Hellraiser Hellbound two. You know like yeah, yeah that's what it, that's what it could be. Hellraiser yeah, two Hellbound. Film. That's what it should have been. We got a film tonight like that. Chrome Skull laid to rest too. Exactly. So I, I I honestly have always hated when film franchises. I bitched about this on like episode four. When we were talking, or episode five, where we were talking about Chucky, and I was like, "Why can't they call it Child's Play Four or whatever? Why they gotta mm. call it Curse of Chucky? This is dumb as fuck." Like, I hate when they change the title to something else. But yeah, but at least they have like something in front of it. It's not just Chucky. See, but that doesn't. But bo- bo- if it was just, Chucky, it's it's a total marketing thing, man. They're just trying to bring in new audiences. You know, like I think some of the you know <laughs> I some think of the, the angry video game said it. it the best. He's like, I think they're embarrassed they made so many, so they're just trying to make it. They're trying to keep the people that know that there's that many in the loop, but also appeal <laughs> pretty, to people that are like, oh, what's this? I've never heard of Chucky. <laughs> it's a I'm good. sorry if you haven't heard of Saw, you're fucking just like Dave said, retarded. Retard Zed. Cut. 
Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> it's not even a Z. I don't know. Good one. Not. All right. Anyway. Jeepers Creepers 3. Um, apparently. No, nah, there's nothing to say. They, they're thinking about changing the title, which they didn't even say if they're going to. They're just thinking about it. Uh, Jeepers Creepers 3 is apparently. Now, from what I understand, Victor Salva had written two. He wrote a, a fourth film while making this film. He must be really feeling the creeper. Um, basically, oh, he is a creeper, so. yeah, it's just so ironic. The creeper, fuck. Uh, basically, from what I understand, <clears throat> that this film is going to be a direct sequel to the first one, so it's going to take place before part two. Oh my Jesus. lord! Why in the fuck fucking can't alien these now. fucking franchises alien ever now. just do them in sequence? Why do people? Um, why did all these? I think there's actually. I think there was kind of a good reason for this one. Apparently, when they got shut down in Canada earlier last year, like yeah. it totally like people dropped out and like it totally like just fucked up the script. You know what I mean? I guess they he had to change it for whatever, so he just decided to do the what he was going to do for the fourth one. Hmm. or something it's something like that but anyway there there was a leak of actual production stills so those are out there the movie shot well, we all knew it was shot yeah it's funny because like um yeah. bloody disgusting has an editor's note anytime they post about victor salva it's like we at bloody disgusting acknowledge <laughs> and condemn the crimes committed by victor salva but we also do not believe it is our place to filter the news and will continue to deliver deliver jeepers creepers headlines we leave it up to you to decide if you will support his films or not and you can read our stance on the subject here <laughs> so wow. i would just like to say wow. we at the 22 shots of moons and horror podcast do not condone the crimes committed by victor salva <laughs> condemn <laughs> condemned <laughs> yeah man i mean we've covered this on quite a few shows yeah i mean i don't know i just thought it was movies i just thought it was interesting that the movie <laughs> i don't but I, at the end of the day i don't really fucking care honestly like because so is the fourth one sp- supposed to be a sequel to part two then i think because remember at the end of part two he's like all hung up on the wall spoiler alert and i haven't seen those movies in fucking forever and he's like oh it's about been 23 years or something you know what i mean so we're gonna do a jeepers creepers show now too yeah i'm down i love those movies i I haven't seen those movies in maybe we can get victor salva for an interview (laughs) (laughs) it'll be the lowest rated show in the history of the show i bet you'd be the highest rated show in the history of the show (laughs) um so after that we have uh universal um which you know what man i'm the more time passed the more i'm kind of just hear me out i'm not saying it's gonna be good but i'm kind of slightly interested in checking out the mummy now and i i know we talked mad shit on it That just seems like the movie that you would be the le- least interested in checking out. I'll tell you, you know, what. I'll tell you what changed my mind. Highly overstylized action horror films elements. I've been hearing know. rumblings that the movie is actually quite dark, and I think Forbes did a review on it. And because I don't know if you guys know, but the whole purpose of this reboot because of the Mummy, Forbes is credible. 
Jesus. This whole reboot of The Mummy is supposed to be part of the Dark Universe, which is similar to, like, the Marvel Universe. Like, they want to have all these connecting worlds between the the Universal Monsters and then maybe have them all come into a movie at the end. But my... No, the re- this is... I didn't read the review. I read a quote from the review um, where somebody said that the review basically said that this series will never work as what Marvel did because it's too, too dark. So that got me thinking, like, maybe the the action is, like, kind of a facade. Well, obviously, you can't not have the action in the movie when you're seeing it in the movie. But I'm saying maybe it's, like, this blend where it's also very dark, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, it could be that the guy is just a pussy and, like, dark to How him could something is, like, not light work? to us. How could something not work if it was too dark, though? Well, he's saying it couldn't work on the scale that Marvel did. Well, yeah, it's not going to make a billion dollars every yeah. movie. <laughs> Which makes yeah. sense. I, I mean, mean I think it's going to bomb. You could make this world. You could make this world dark, but yeah, you that, think it's going to yeah, bomb. That's yeah. the other thing you have. To, I don't know, man. I, I don't mean, think so. No? I think it's going to do average. Average is probably a better. Well, what's the budget on that fucking film? So, I mean, that kind of determines it being average. Checking it out. It's probably ridiculously high. I mean. I bet you it's 140. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think Cruz has made? What does he make? Like 30 million? A yeah, film? but he does his own stunt, so fucking let him give, give him 30 million. Well, yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, to hire a stuntman it would be a lot cheaper. I know, but <laughs> I give, 30 million. I give, I give Tom Cruise mad props. That he, no, I'm not. I have nothing against Tom Cruise whatsoever. 125 million. That's a big budget. Mm. 125, yeah. Really I, bet you. I mean, I mean it's, it's not lot. 300 million World War Z or anything, but I bet you 30 percent of that <laughs> is himself for sure. I mean, it's a lot, but it's like it's not that much. So I mean, you know, I, be, I it'll it'll probably end up making money regardless. Mm. So I mean, enough to make a sequels and a whole kind of dark world out of this thing. Who a, really knows? It's gonna be a huge hit internationally. Yeah, th- those movies are always big internationally, though. It's gonna. It's the, gonna. The crowds are a little tougher. The crowds are a little tougher in North be, America. It's gonna, big. it's gonna be big in China. I'm calling yeah. it right now. They, they always um, are. Anyway, they have Dracula, the Phantom of the Opera, and the Hunchback of Notre Dame planned, um, as well as any characters within those can end up having their own spinoffs. So Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh my. Yeah. Never really that interested. I, I don't know, man. I, so I'm really gonna check it out. I'm. I'm gonna probably see if I can get to. It comes yeah, at night. Bo- I'm going to see both mommy. of them. I might just see both of them. Me too. Um, so after that, there was a little bit of news that hit that was kind of false news. Basically, uh, there was a report that um, Halloween 2018, the new film by Blumhouse, uh, was shooting in the original 1978 neighborhood, which, as you guys know, still exists. Um, like when you watch Sean Clark's Horror's Hollowed Grounds, like they still they go back to the locations of Halloween and stuff like it's it's you know the houses are still up and shit and I and I and like the internet kind of exploded a little bit where they're like holy shit they're shooting Halloween in 1978 Haddonfield like this is amazing um but that's not true it's actually American Horror Story season 7 that's doing this filming that's a little disappointing that would have been fucking awesome yeah, it kind of would have been, honestly. That would have been really cool. <laughs> that would have really so got So what's season fans. 7 of uh, American Horror Story? Who knows? That's pretty cool, though. Oh, I, they haven't they always, it? They're yeah. always, like, real, you know, um, secretive. But I heard that show's pretty good. 
No, dude, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Like, I love the concept of how they're doing different shit with all the seasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, they have sort of a connecting universe, but it's kind of different. Like, I want them to do a slasher one or, like, a summer camp or something. But well, I, they're already on season seven, man. I'm Like, it's going to take me... I'm never going to get able to get into this show. Um, but, yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, uh, e- either way, Halloween... The reason that one of the reasons that this was revealed was um, they actually tw- tweeted out and was like, "We're not shooting until October of this year." Yeah. Oh. Well, we have a release date for that one yet? Yeah, October, October. twenty eighteen. Hmm. Still a long fucking ways away. Super long. Yeah, ways. I'm feeling that, man. I got like a shitload of catching up to do on that show. Yeah. Probably start it one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Ridiculous. Yeah, my mom's watched all of them. She says it's pretty good, so. My mom knows horror, you know, enough. I make her watch enough shit, so she knows, so. She says it's good. I guess I'll check it out. Um, so. What the fuck was that shit? You fucking bitches, can't you talk? <laughs> Jesus fucking no, I, I just, I, I wanted you to continue talking about your mammy. Ah, my mammy. Eh, my mammy. <laughs> Maybe she could teach me the ABCs. Well, she obviously didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Ah, shit. Maybe she could teach me how to say new hamster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just never ends. So good. So, Fucking um. sucking assholes. Uh, a predator has officially wrapped. The predator. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel, you dick? Do they have a release date for that or what? August third, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Holy shit. Yeah. So we'll probably return to the damn alien films next summer. <laughs> uh, uh, At least the predator well, ones are more like I like them more. <laughs> Yeah, plus they're shorter too. I'm with fucking from what aliens. I remember, I don't know. But. I'm with aliens and space, and we would we would end up doing Predator, Predator Two, that's a lot, Predators, that's a lot of Alien, AVP, and the new one. So it'd be six again. So they're done rapping, man. Wow, it's got like a year of post production. Yeah, in that film is crazy. That's a lot. I like well, I like Predator. So, um, after that, the trailer for the Inside remake is been released but i didn't watch it obviously yay <laughs> it's gonna be like martyrs is oh, it gonna shit. be better than martyrs though well anything's better than martyrs well i can't imagine it being more vicious than the original one so i, I bet you it's just i bet you it's a watered down version like martyrs like martyrs was i oh, bet you it's martyrs. very similar martyrs is so bad man that it's bad if you compare it, it to the original, but if you if you don't if you if you just seen Martyrs without yeah, yeah. seeing the original, like you'd think it was just like an okay movie. But they take everything good though. I agree with that actually. Like if if I had never seen Martyrs before and I checked out the remake, you know it was because it's it the same fucking movie essentially. It, it's just <laughs> it's just not as hard. It you doesn't know, it's hit not you, provoke. Yeah, it's just I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's definitely above average for sure. I yeah. mean, above average. I gave it a six. 
I, I think I rated it five and a half. Ugh. It's like yeah, I think I did give it five yeah. and a half. What you did you give it, Jeremy? It to the original, dude. You have to look is at it, it on, its own. Is flip. it on? Are you? Is it on? Is your? Did you review it on the show, JP? But you got to uh, remember, Jeremy. Many shots, the, I think the original. The original Martyrs to Us. We gave that film a ten. Yeah, I'm gonna do. So, are you smarter? So giving than this Mexican. one like a five and a half or something is is quite a fucking yeah. degrade. Yeah, it's fitting. <laughs> so, yeah. So that that came out. If you want to see it, um, after that we have TNT's Tales from the Crypt officially dead. Um, it was dead at one point, and then it came back, and it was like we're still doing it, and now it seems to be completely dead. Um, they even had a teaser for it, I believe. So like that sucks, so, man. So what's the what's the official word on this? Why did they kill it? Um, I saw that shit happening. To be honest, well, I mean, we kind of figured this was. I mean, after the first time, I was like, I don't know, man. Um, basically um legal stuff so it says that one got really caught up in a complete legal mess unfortunately with a a very complicated underlying rights structure we lost so much time so i said look i'm not waiting around four years for this thing maybe that will come back around but in the meantime ridley scott had come up who uh has so much enthusiasm he's talking about the other show that he's going to be doing um so yeah that sucks i was i was Mm -hmm. excited to see tells from the crypt back but apparently the rights are just completely jacked on that one so yeah that's unfortunate man definitely unfortunate but i mean what do you do man just legal shit that's that's the thing with tv man there's just so much rights and so much shit involved uh yeah it's always hard to do it's always hard so yeah, it's unfortunate. We could have really used another, you know, anthology type show. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Oh well, it happens. So after that, got some news from Joe Lynch. So apparently, Joe Lynch, where the fuck is he been? Jesus. Evelyn was the last movie, right? Everly was whatever. The last movie. You know what the fuck? Yeah, I'm I never saying. seen that. Why do you have to correct me when you know what the fuck I'm talking about? Oh, because that's what, what you sound here. like right we now. We constantly have to correct yourself. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Grammar you're, Nazi you're over the there. Biggest, oh, fuck you! But we already you know. literally correct no, 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 me no, 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 every no, no, no. week. Every no, no. week. If you sit down and you actually like actually type something down, you're actually thinking about it. You you're shouldn't not, fucking make talking. mistakes. We're just talking Think now. Before you talk, dumb fuck. Oh, fuck you, you fucking Mexican asshole. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think it's much easier to talk than to fucking... You know what? You and Jerry should go have a fucking orgy, okay? So fuck um, you. And invite Dave said when you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Joe Joe Lynch, um, he actually... His, his new film, Mayhem, comes out this year, too. So he was actually working, but he's talking about his next film after, after Mayhem. Which apparently uh, is going to be called Taste. And it's actually going to be a horror film. It's uh, expected to take place in Los Angeles this coming summer. When a young chef on the rise is invited to cook for a reverend reverend master's private supper club. What at first seems like a career launching opportunity soon turns deadly with the discovery that she and her husband are being the risk of becoming dinner themselves. So cannibal flick. Cool. Um, sounds a little (laughs) comedic, honestly. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I mean that type of storyline can go either way, right? You can either make that super comical or super serious. You could do it. Dark would be a dark would be good. He said he wanted to do something dark. So we'll see. 
Yeah. Um, I think the success of the movie crypt has like really, cause if you look at Joe Lynch's career, like he did like wrong turn two and then like a big gap and then like, you Holliston. know what I mean? Uh, Holliston <laughs> and like Chillerama. Um, Which seems to be so off and on too. Like I wish Holliston was just a more regular thing. Well, was it ever going to come back? Yeah, well, uh, they have they have season three done, don't they? I don't know. I can, I've I been thought, I've been I, really behind on their podcast. I'm like ten months behind. But yeah, where I, I was at a while the last episode I listened to, which was ten months ago, said that they're they're working on season three because it's supposed to be on Geek Nation, the website, yeah, so that everybody can watch it at once. I can't remember. I read something a while ago on Halston, and I couldn't remember if they said they wrapped up season three or if they were just I, I can't remember. But that, that guy I, died, right? Yeah, yeah. Well that was I mean, partly the reason why they kinda halted production for a little bit. But um Well but no, it needs to come Fear back Net soon because down, that show's amazing. Which halted which almost killed the show, honestly, when Fearnet shut down. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't have. A well, I know, I know, I know. Losing orders, Urungus was a big deal to them, though. Yeah, that too. A- I, and Adam went through a divorce, right? During yeah, that. yeah. So they were having shitloads of fucking problems yeah, with that. He yeah, said that one year where Odorus died and he went through that divorce because Dave Brocky, he says it on the show, like was his like literally one of his best friends. Like, so it was like yeah. hard, you know. But I mean, he definitely. It's been well documented his struggles during that time. Um, so, yeah, that definitely held it off for a while, but I think they're ready to get back. It's just, like, all, as far as I know, it's, they're, they're still coming Oh, my back. God, Dave Sud changed his fucking name, too? What a fucking homo. Jesus yeah, Christ, t- apparently Jeremy doesn't even listen to the own, his, our own show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, like, said that about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I know. So, uh, after Gosh. that, we have the official title for Sharknado 5. And it is yes. sci-fi. Had I don't know if they had a contest or something, but they basically asked people to name Sharknado. I don't know if they picked somebody or they went with something they came up with, but it's Sharknado Five: Global Swarming. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Ah, uh, oh shit, man. At least they it, keep the same actors. I got to give them credit on that. that that's incredible. Like, who would have ever figured that Ian Zaring and fucking... Tara Banks. Not Tara, Tara Banks. Tara, Tara Reed. Tara Reed. Would, <laughs> would have this type of careers. <laughs> like, After American Pie, you know? Fucking hilarious, man. So funny. Yeah. Uh, but, they I mean, but they're successful. They're successful. I mean, and they're perfect for... Are like, they the, still successful, though? They The last one was still successful. Yeah. Um, as far as I knew, the, they've been doing really well, so... I don't know, man. I, th- they're going to start making it until they start falling on their ass. But th- this is incredible. Five already? Yeah. Incredible. That's Has incredible. it been five in five years? I think so. It- it's like an incredible run, man. This is this is like the Saw franchise of the 2000s. Yeah, but I bet you they take like literally like two weeks to shoot. Probably. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. You still have fun with them. I know. It actually, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's funny, dude. They're so ridiculous. Oh my god. It's fucking funny. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Super funny. But mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen them, you know what I mean? But I've I've seen clips and stuff. They look ridiculous. I, I actually still need to finish part four. I started watching the fourth one and I never finished it. We're never gonna uh, be not able that to... I wasn't enjoying it, but <laughs> we're, ne- we're like 
it would be stupid to ever do that franchise because they're just going to make another one while we're recording the other one <laughs> while we're recording the episode. Well, maybe in a couple <laughs> years, maybe they, if they slow down and they don't make one one year, maybe we'll cover them as like a summer. Well, I mean, we did the Jaws franchise one summer. Yeah. Why yeah. not cover another shark franchise <laughs> in the yeah. middle of the summer? Oh, man. But who we knows? We gotta do man. those, then we gotta do fucking witchcraft. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Why least, can't we do witchcraft? At least there's tons of funny ass jokes and stuff we could talk about. I mean, the witchcraft films? Oh, my lord. You're so gonna regret ever bringing this up multiple times. People For sure. on it. Episode 200. People Just go it. and watch the first one, and after you I've tell seen me how the first one. It, they all. I already know how bad it'll be. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I can't I'm willing to do bad the, things. Okay? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but it's it's <laughs> not even the fact that it's bad. That that's one thing. The thing that's getting me is that there's like 16 of them. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, like I said, we would have to do some fuckery behind the scenes and actually do them, <laughs> like in a long format, and then just release it. Yeah, it's it, we'd ha- we'd have to brainstorm something for that Which one. Witchcraft year. My my concept would be to record one every once in a while, and then ed- and save the file. Man, I ain't giving away my strats. Witchcraft year, bro. <laughs> anyway, continuing <laughs> along here, we have. Who some, needs Italian month? We need witchcraft year. We have cool. some news on uh, a film getting a Blu-ray release that I am stoked for. Um, Wes Craven's 1978 Summer of Fear is getting a Blu-ray release courtesy of this is a new company Doppelganger well they're not new new but they're not new yeah they're they're new to like horror fans kind of yeah Uh, yeah. I I can't remember what they've released I might have some stuff actually that seems familiar that name I don't think I own any releases by them but I I was shocked that this is coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah. More TV are on Blu-ray, man. You just don't see a lot of TV movies getting the Blu-ray treatment, so this is interesting. Well, especially pretty- this film that is honestly one of the honestly good films in Wes Craven's catalog. No, and- it is. I-, I think it's a really underrated film, actually, yeah. from Wes Craven. It's probably his like, most it- underrated. Ah, yeah. that's where I know it. That's a Chicago label, dude. Yeah. Or from the music box, which is where we go, where I go to oh, see okay, the... Oh, okay, because, uh, yeah, I was on their website, and I seen that they, they were music box films. Yeah, I, I almost know. got a job there, but I blew it for a fucking movie I was working on. Damn. So, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, the they're, they're releasing this shit on, on uh, Blu-ray, Special Collector's Edition. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited about that, because I really, I really like this movie. I have it on DVD. And I only seen it for the first time, like the year Wes Craven died. I watched some of his flicks, but mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's pretty cool, man. It's uh, it's it's one of those movies where it's like it, it's like kind of like thrilling in a way, like suspenseful. It's a pretty cool. It stars Linda Blair. It's pretty cool. I I, I recommend people pick this up when it comes out. Fuck you, Linda Blair. I'll definitely grab it. Linda Blair looks good in that one. She yeah, looks good. So. Uh, after that, the last little bit of news here, we have um, some Shutter announcements. Basically, Shutter announces. That oh, here we go! Doing... Here comes JP's big head. Here we go! Big head announcement. Woo! Jeremy's dumb as fuck. Sound so, effects. So here comes JP's Shutter hot announces deal thinking that he made Jesus them Christ, fucking dude. have an Xbox One app. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I here it. it comes, guys. You ready? You ready? 
Shudder announces original content beginning with Rodney Asher's primal screen. Oh, now don't you feel fucking stupid, Jeremy. No, because I know he was going to talk about it, but now that I'm making fun of him, he's just not going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's fucking biased. Because he knows what's going to happen. Jeremy, you're dumb as fuck. How about that? You're dumb as fuck. Fuck you, okay? (laughs) So, Shudder has announced that they're going to be doing original content now, which is great. um, Because I've been a huge fan of Shudder for the past... Since January, well, about they have to start competing with Netflix. I mean, Netflix is pulling putting out original content right now that's really good. They don't need to compete with Netflix because they're a niche. They're a niche, they have a niche audience. Well, actually, in my opinion, Shutter like they're kind of their own worst enemy right now. I mean, they've been launched for how long, and they still don't make it very easy to watch. Well, I'll their get content. to that in a second. <laughs> oh, here we go. JP's hot head. Anyway, so let, let's talk about this first, though. Shudder um, is a company that they launched in 2015 with a beta, and it was free. It was like invite. I had it. It was clunky on the phone and stuff. It was it was a little problematic. Yeah. I didn't stay subscribed once it became paid. Then I got a free trial um, last year sometime, and I was like, I got you know when I got it for when we did the Italian month because there was uh, they had like torso on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. I needed to watch that. Well, it's owned by AMC, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, and then I came back when I started Netflix and chill just to open up our library a little bit. And that's when they, they, they recently had just started doing shutter exclusives, which are titles that they acquire and show on shutter that are like new movies typically. And they're like, you know, exclusive to shutter. You can't see them anywhere else. And you got stuff like We Are the Flash. You got stuff like um, We Go On and uh, Nori the, the Curse, uh, which sweet, just came out. Sweet, sweet, uh, Lonely Girl and Sakadu versus Kayaku and uh, Nori the Curse is the newest one. But I love these things. Like pretty much every one that I've watched, I've enjoyed. Prevenge was great. And um, that's kind of what we've we've kind of focused Netflix and chill. For those of you who don't know, it's my other podcast, and one of his other eight podcasts, may I say? And basically, we've been re- we should be called Shutter Exclusive and Chill because like that's what we've been doing. But it's because Netflix has been so weak as fucking horror lately for new stuff for new stuff. Oh yeah, which is typically time. what we cover. We cover the newest stuff because one, it kills two birds with one stone for me because like. I can keep up on my 2017 watches for the end of the year and don't get so far behind. But I like Shudder a lot and I like what they're doing. And I was, I was waiting for them to announce their original productions. So basically, um, they're going to start, they have six titles in development. Six. Um, They must be doing pretty well. They're making fucking six movies. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. They only fucking charge five bucks a month. How the fuck are they financing six movies? benefit of this place at all five dollars a month i know that's going to go up eventually but enjoy it while you can guys like like subscribe to shutter for real it's it's what's up and so basically um june 8th uh will be the new the the first one uh and it's called primal screen it's a documentary Uh uh-huh which um it explores how individuals are simultaneously attracted to and repelled by scares, what scares them the most. Acclaimed filmmaker, 
Rodney Asher from Room 237 and The Nightmare. Oh, great. The Nightmare was good. Nightmare was good. Uh, has created a singular hybrid of documentary and horror that explores pop culture artifacts, traumatized individuals and their youths and effects has had on their lives. <clears throat> I like that. That sounds awesome. So Shudder will be developing the following projects, which will comp- complement its growing selection of exclusives and catalog titles, including... Wait, JP, Grave Encounters is on there, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that, too. Yeah. Um, Dead Wax, a short-form series about a hunt for a mysterious record that drives its owners mad and kills anyone who dares play it, from Graham Resnick, co-writer of Until Dawn and director of I Can See You. <laughs> Uh, Rip Roar, in the heart of Gangland's Los Angeles, a gruesome discovery sparks phonetic homicide investigation, but underneath the surface lurks darkness that leads to the end of days from Sam Sheridan, former MMA fighter. (laughs) Uh, The Blondes... Sounds promising. (laughs) The Blondes, a woman treks to find the father of her unborn child while... navigating a world where blonde-haired women could turn into rabid monsters at any moment. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Uh, untitled Arashka Stevenson Project, a serial killer series loosely based on the Ted Bunny and his relationship with his longtime girlfriend. So that's cool. I like stuff like that. I forgot the stylist was on Shudder, too. You should watch that. That's a good short. So, okay. Um, basically, Shutter is going to be doing its own content, and you know whether these will be any good or not. That's you know we'll find out. But uh, I don't think so. Jeremy doesn't think so. But uh, how can how are you going to make six good movies for five dollars a month? Well, they're backed by AMC, dude. I know, but they're owned by AMC. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm pre-rating all of them six out of ten. Zach's <laughs> up. <laughs> Well, Zach has been coming up lately. I've seen some sevens from him, which is a big, it's a big, he, big move from Zach. He probably hit the wrong key. He gave that Prince photo an eight out of ten, so that must mean something. <laughs> so, um, I still don't understand what that whole shit's about. But so the thing Jeremy was alluding to, um, oh here we go, was basically here a couple weeks ago. Big purple headed mule packer. He's gonna pull it out of his pants and shake it around. So a couple weeks ago, I was thinking of how I can get Shutter on my TV because I'm tired of watching it on my tablet or phone or laptop. And somebody had told me that you can do it with the Fire Stick, which I kind of wanted already. So I bought a Fire Stick, which, by the way, I love that thing. It's pretty cool. Um, But turns out that what they meant was if you're subscribed through Amazon Shutter, then you'll have it. But the thing with Amazon Shutter is it's different from regular Shutter. Like, you can't even use your same login that you have for Shutter that you're paying for. You know, yeah, but that makes sense, though. It does and it doesn't. Like, How are they going to transfer everybody from Shutter over to Amazon? Well, have you just the ability sense. to log in? Mm. Like, have a prompt. It's not impossible. It's actually pretty easy. <laughs> but it's just stupid. Anyway, um, so that... I was like, I'm not canceling my regular shutter and getting, like, the Amazon version because you can't even have, like, the cool stuff, like Shutter TV and, like, your list and stuff like that. And plus, from what I understand, all the movies are not the same. So, like, Jerry wanted to watch the Maniac remake. Fuck you, Jerry! And, 
he went to watch it on Shutter and it's there, but okay, then he went bitch. to watch it on Amazon and it's not there. So like, there's that problem too. So um, I was just I, I didn't say I, his name. Herrig. Oh, Jerry. Jerry. Oh. Fucking Jerry. Is it Herrig or Herring? Herring I don't know. I All I know is fuck Jerry. Yeah, Herring. Uh, so <laughs> basically, I was like pissed off, and I wrote in twenty two shots. I'm like, yo, I thought you fuck said that I could use the fire stick for my fucking shutter and stuff. And people were like, oh, get a Roku. I was like, fuck this. I ain't get no damn Roku. I was like, I just fucking bought all this stuff, man. So I was like, I was like furious, and I went over to Shutter, and I was like, I was like, you know what? This, I, this is kind of bullshit. Like, you know, blah blah. Uh, it's been around forever i was really polite actually let me take that back i wasn't like this is bullshit but i was like you know man this sucks you know i did all this stuff and now i still can't watch shutter like where the hell is the app and um jerry like props to jerry because he helped with this oh movement. fuck jerry Don't he was like shit props to jerry he was like yo i like what you're doing here and he commented on it and he's like i'm gonna share this post and have and you know try to get other people to comment and then i shared it and i was like listen guys back me up here and then next thing you know every like dude we got a lot of people it was like it was like a a 22 shots versus scream factory type moment you know what i mean and basically like there was like everybody airing their grievances grievances what's that well, unlike the Scream Factory, well, pretty similar to the Scream Factory, your riot did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so sometimes <laughs> you true. don't. Sometimes you don't win. Sometimes you don't win. But if anything, they hurt us. That's a win. They were paying attention, and they're like, they're like, uh, and you know what, dude? Well, the PR team's pretty good. They went and answered every single comment on there. Yeah. Every, yeah. Even sometimes if they were saying some bullshit stuff, like. Like, they answered every single comment. They even was like, listen, we understand yeah, your frustration. Impressive. If you want to take a break and then come back when we have this stuff, like, we completely yeah. understand it. I was like... We'll give you a free month. And I left a comment, and I was like, yo, I got to give you people sh- props, Shutter. I'm going to stick around on your service simply because how good you guys are, are, are responding. I messaged them, talked to them about some stuff. They pointed me in the right direction. Like, they, they're the shit. Like, they're doing a really good job with their PR, so... Uh, props to them and after i left that comment that really nice comment they were like shutter responded to me and said well just a heads up you might want to check xbox later tonight and i was like what the fuck and so sure enough the next day xbox has the shutter app because jp magically made them fucking make an app no so i agree Obviously, that app is in development. You can't make an app in 24 hours or whatever. Or it was like a week. You can't make an app in a week. But do I think that we had some influence on getting it ready and polished and ready to go? Nope. I do. I don't think that nope. it's possible that it was that much of a coincidence that they were going to launch this app in the middle of fucking. If they were waiting May. at Microsoft, if you know anything, fucking Microsoft is horrible when it comes to Xbox Live that, and adding dude, things onto not, their fucking used, service. Used to be, used to be. No, it's, no, it's, it's quite easy like now. It's quite easy now. Friday the Thirteenth just just completely redid their entire game on there, and they tried to use that excuse like, "Oh, well, Microsoft takes a while," and it's like, "Nope, you're being slow." Um, hmm. but. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's a lot smoother now. On the 360, yeah, it was it was like you had to submit stuff like way ahead of time. But dude, I guarantee you, 
guarantee that they that because the, here's my reasoning, Jeremy. Listen to me. Mm-mm. If they already had it submitted, ready to go to Microsoft, and it would be out any minute, why wouldn't they say, "Guys, it's coming really soon"? Like you guys have no idea how soon. Like instead, they're like, "We're work, we're working on it sometime in the future." You know, like they keep saying, like it. The way that they were talking made it sound like that it wasn't even on the horizon, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, boom, it's out. Like I don't, yeah. I don't see. I mean, it is possible. Is it possible that it's a hundred percent coincidence? Yes, it is possible. Do I think it's likely? No, I don't. I think that they felt the pressure. They hollered at fucking Dave sitting over there on the computer, like, "Dog, I thought you was working on the goddamn Shutter app," and he's like, "I, I, I was. I'm, I, it's almost done." And like, then he hurried up that's, and finished. That's his literally job. how it goes down, too. <laughs> he hurried up and finished his job because he was like almost done or something. But like, you know what I mean? He did. He was. They got lazy and wasn't really paying attention to it. It wasn't top priority, and it, I guarantee you, it became top priority after we went uh, over there. And so error you, of grievances. So why do you Xbox? say no, Jeremy? That's what I want to ask you. Why? Why do you say? Why? Why do because you? Because they hey? don't even know who the fuck we are. What does that matter? There was there was Just fucking thirty five people you, saying you like. Thought- Whoop de do 35 out of 287,000 like Jeremy listen here's another thing that you got to realize though right every day somebody will say something on the shutter page if all of a sudden you've been around for 3 years and all of a sudden 35 people say something you're like holy shit what's going on you know what i mean there's not if you go to their page there's not fu- there's not even 6 not people, people posting a it's day it's people it's fucking people like that fuckhole jerry who posted everywhere it's it's people from our community they it's not like other that. people they don't oh, that's know a that. bunch. Yeah, but, but you got to remember jeremy the people from our community are the people that are supporting shutter i know but there's two hundred thousand other people who are doing it too though yeah but still but an expo- it doesn't an matter because it's a small it, it, that that that's a indication of what if your average comment is two people a day and then you get 35 fucking motherfuckers liking and commenting like that's something that triggers to where it's like okay this is way more than average right if we have 200,000 people subscribed and only six people comment a day and then we get 36 that's representative of a lot more than just 35 people it's basic knowledge it's scale. Okay. You understand? I think scale? it's a little bit more than coincidental, Jeremy. I mean, you got you got to face the facts here. I mean, people have been asking for this for how long? I mean, this was kind of a, you know, kind of a kick in the ass just to get it out. I mean, they were obviously developing this app. Yeah, I'm not to, saying that they like created said, a whole app in a, ten days. No, you just don't do that, right? So it was obviously there, and it was maybe it was literally, this was the kick in the ass to get it out. If it, why not? Why, like, why couldn't that be plausible, Jeremy? Like, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I understand where JP's coming from, too. I mean, it could be coincidental. I highly doubt it, but... It's got a comment from Shudder. But you got to remember, though, this was all... It was coming, though, too. You're well, talking well, to Why JP? would they say, so the, oh, yeah, we got scared and we <laughs> made it happen? You know what I mean? They're not going to say that. This was obviously just kind of like a bump to get it out there. I mean, it makes sense. Is it only on the, on the Xbox, Xbox right now? Xbox, yeah, which was so the why? main thing that I asked for. Okay, so why don't I'm, I'm really I'm surprised saying. that they didn't put it on the smart TVs? Right it, it's away. been on smart TVs. Oh, it is on smart TV. Oh, yeah, okay. it's been on smart TVs, Roku, and through Amazon. But Shit, I, man, I understand that that like obviously there's a limit to what, if any, change we affected. But I'm saying that it doesn't hurt 
to even if it's not true, to just roll with it because why not? Why not have that mentality that we could go in and caught? Hey, if we yell loud enough, fucking people will listen, man. Like that's good. That's good for the community. That's good for everybody to band together and be like, no, fuck this nonsense. We're not dealing with this. Like, or hey, we want this because at the end of the day, it just brings everybody into a more tight knit group. And it makes people believe to, it makes people want to be more vocal because companies should feel pressure. That's why I hate when people are like, nah, who cares? They're not going to do anything anyway. Cause at the end of the day, if they're getting paid, you know, yeah, that is true. But it, but also they need to feel that pressure. So they think twice before they do it again, even if they're still going to result in doing it, at least they're thinking about it, which will slowly over time affect change. It does. And even though you're right. They probably have 100,000 people subscribed or whatever. But when you scale it down and you're like, okay, 35 people in one day, if only if that many people mm-hmm. physically got on there, typed something out, how many people are mad and don't use social media or don't or won't never leave a comment? You know, it same thing goes with videos, right? Moods gets... 2,000 views on a video, he doesn't get 2,000 comments, right? No. Well, Moose is a celebrity, so it doesn't even matter. Well, it's the same situation, though, right? Because it's scaled. He knows uh-huh. that 2,000 people watched it, or whatever, but he gets 70 comments. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, but, you know, it's, it's, it's scaled down. But anyway, I just think it's awesome that Shutter's on Xbox now. Checked it out. It works. I'm I'm super cool with that. I think that I think that we definitely caused some kind of movement even if Jeremy wants to be a naysayer like he always is. Of course. I moods <laughs> I moods too. I told you that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the news and and I just think you have thing. a hot head, a big head. Oh, I do, but I'm just saying that the, just cuz I do doesn't mean that that's not true too, right? There can be both. I could have a big head and that be true. <laughs> oh jp i love you thank you i guess that could work <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right cool cool beans that was it for the news all right let's get into fucking mood swings here and some dvd and blu-ray releases for what is it june 13th um yeah, man. It seems like it's been kind of hit and miss lately with uh, with releases. I don't know what you, what you guys have been feeling, but just yeah. a lot of shit that I've been just like, eh, kind of eh, doing a lot of that. But I um, first up, a here, new release in a while. I've, I've, there, I mean, there's I've been a lot of old stuff. Yeah, there's been some decent uh, stuff. You've coming been getting out, everything just... sent in the mail for nothing, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and by the way, do not watch his Empire unboxing because that mofo is a fucking dick. There you go. There you go. Cool. All right. So first up here from uh, Screen Factory, we have. I don't need to tell people release. not to watch Jeremy's videos. Oh, <laughs> that just happens oh, naturally, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, good one. Good one. Like I give two shits anyway. Who watches my fucking videos? You. Fucking oh, you ass. do. You, you do. do. Have I ever talked about views? Ever? Yeah, you see, you always bitch about it. Man, how come I've been on YouTube for 17 years and don't get that many that? video views? I can never fucking say that, you motherfucker. I signed up on YouTube when it started. I should have more than Cutie Pie. 
<laughs> Maybe it's because like I say PewDiePie fucking. I wouldn't be talking to you fuckers right now about PewDiePie. Uh, yeah, you'd be talking to nobody. You're an introvert. Like <laughs> in your house. <laughs> All right. So first up here from Screen Factory, we have a Blu-ray release for Alienator. Yes, the Fred Olin Ray classic. Uh, I don't know about that. Sci-fi. I don't know. Alienator's fun, but Scream Factory is dropping it on Blu-ray. That's insane. Uh, this is kind of an interesting one. Um, it's actually coming with both films, but don't look in the basement on Blu-ray uh, for don't um, part one and two. Um, and this is being released by Brink. Now, Brink doesn't really put out a whole lot of stuff, so this was kind of a shock to me that they were doing this, but hopefully the transfer on this is really good because don't look in the basement has been needing that special treatment for a long time. Uh, I know that on the um, uh, the Legless Corpse Don't Look in the in the Basement Part 2 release, they had like a high-def version of Don't Look in the Basement. Hopefully this one does look a little bit better, but, you know, you never know with these public domain films what you're really going to get, so. Yeah. But uh, Don't Look in the Basement from Brink, check it out. Uh, this is one that I know a lot of people have been wanting to get forever. It's been highly bootlegged throughout the years, and that's in. Inquisition from uh, Paul Nashi actually directed this film, uh, released by Mondo Macabro. Again, doing big things, always dropping the good shit. Uh, Jimmy, you guys... where's your review? Never you got guys... it. Hmm. You never got this one? No. Oh, I thought you got all these Mondos. Negator. Must not ask for it. Shit. Yeah, Inquisition, man. Kind of, I missed the the pre-order for the limited one, so I'm gonna have to grab the standard. I don't know how the fuck I missed it, but I went back to go grab What's it and difference? it was sold Just out. Just a red in- case. Yeah, I think there's a little. Uh, I think there's some feature. I don't know. There's some other difference besides the red case, but it doesn't really matter. I don't really give a shit. I'm missing half of them anyways. Um, I will mention movie? Inquisition. No, I've actually never seen it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like eight out of ten, good. Yeah, I've always heard good things about it. I know I, people were always fucking always had so many bootlegs of this one and shit. But like a lot of Nashy films, which is kind of cool. This is kind of the year Paul Nashy really, man. He's getting so many releases. That's amazing. That was my first film I ever seen by him. Nice. Uh, I'm going to mention this, even though it's not horror, but it's like one of the best films I've seen in the last few years. And that's John Wick 2. Yeah. Picking that shit coming up. Out. Yeah, man. It's just like so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Check it out. Uh, from Arrow, we got Madhouse coming out on Blu-ray, two-disc. Um, yeah, it's Madhouse. It's okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not my favorite early. Yeah, I'm 80s not sla- really a huge fan of it either. I got it in the mail yesterday, and I was like, Ugh, I don't even feel like watching send it this. to me. No, yeah, it's I'm not. It, you it's, it's fucking a, fucker. It's definitely one of those films that I'll get pick up own. like on an Arrow sale when they have one and get it for like seven yeah. pounds or something. But I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna. Jesus Christ! Stop saying pounds. (laughs) I hate that. Just say American money, or at least Canadian money. I'll deal with that more. It's about what thirteen thirteen bucks Canadian, I guess, when they have the seven (sighs) seven pound. (laughs) Really, that's all it is. It's just thirteen. Yeah, shit might be like ten American. Oh yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, fucking dollars strong. I don't know. Like, is this thing getting re-released again? Like, why? Yeah. I don't know. Understand why these these things are doing that? Like, Stephen King triple feature, yeah, of the Stan Langliers and Golden Years. Like, that's been did, out like... of print for a long time. Okay, that, so that yeah, they're set. releasing this in a triple fact. It must be six discs because or something like that with all those 
long ass TV specials in there. But Five anyways, that's getting re released with people that missed the stand Langliers Golden Ears the first three times they were I've released. Seen the stand at Wally World. I know I've seen it there. Yeah, actually ours has. Well, yeah, yeah. The stand was out of print for a really long time and it came back. Same with Langoliers. Um and this set in particular, this three film set, this was out of print too. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they just re released it all. I actually yeah, own like, all those films, I think. I don't have the golden years. Oddly enough, I don't have the golden years. It's weird. Um, Next up here from our favorite company, Wild Eye Releasing. Oh my god, this This one one looks like shit. The Butcher Possessions. Oh my Jesus, what's up with that cover? The funny, the cover is just atrocious. But if it's going to be called the Butcher Possessions, why would she be holding just like a normal kind of buck knife? Yeah, It, it makes no sense to me. There's a public service announcement really quick. Um, you can pre-order what, that, the Warlock trilogy for twenty four eighty eight on Amazon right now. That's a pretty good price. The Vestron. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good, actually. I'm actually going to do that no, right now. No, no, what else would it be? The fucking regular Lionsgate edition? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm wondering if this one right here is... If this one's coming from uh, world mul- worldwide multimedia. Oh, it's called like good too. Death Cam. It's called Death Cam One. Death Cam Volume One. It's Big Brother is watching, but it says makes the ABCs of death look like child's play. What? Get the fuck out! Wait, like the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> who said? Who said? Who said that quote? Was it Cool Duder? I bet you that's a Cool Duder quote. Extreme DVD sounds very credible. Huh. I'm surprised it doesn't say Sean C. Phillips. That's ridiculous. Makes the ABCs of death look like child's play. Hey. What the fuck is... I don't even... I'm trying to wrap my head around that. What the that. fuck is Extreme DVD? I'm not sure. But anyways, that that one really does look like shit. Uh, speaking of the shit. awesome wild, wild eye releasing, Forest of the <laughs> Vampire. Oh, my God. These guys release the worst shit. I mean... It, I mean, look at this cover. The, the worst covers... Yeah, that's oh, pretty horrible. That is really, really. I mean, it looks like the that, same girl from the Possession movie, but just with her mouth open. That's the thing with these covers. It's like this very generic artwork, and that face does look like it's been used on multiple covers. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's like surprising. they definitely put that together in five minutes. Probably, likely, the same amount of time it took them to make the movie. Um, I think, and this is a re-release too. Um, coming up from Bayview. I'm pretty fucking sure that Camp Motion released this film before, and it's called Documenting the Gray Man. Uh, it's actually pretty good. Looks yeah, I didn't really mind this one. on the cover. You got it, man. Yeah, the, the cover art is terrible. It's terrible, but it's actually not too bad though, from what I remember. Um, yeah. Speaking of sh- man, this is like the week of shit cover. Bayview again here with Dry Bones. That's been oh. out before. I've seen that at Family Video. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck, that one does look like it's been out. But yeah, it I, came out in 2014 with I the think, same cover. Yeah, like a re-release or something. And E1 released it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, from Lionsgate, we got a film called Headshot. This looks pretty cool. It actually does look that It doesn't look that bad, to be honest. Um, yeah. I don't, don't really know what it's about, but called Headshot. Yes, it's summertime, so you know what we're getting? Shitty shark films. Land, Land shark. <laughs> I wanted to do a shit a shitty shark show for the summer uh, last year. We never did it. 
Oh, I think I be... saw one like uh, like a shark in the air. Like I forgot what I saw. I saw it last week, and it had me pissing my pants laughing. I'll try and find it, but it was really stupid. Is the sharks on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that would be bad. I'll try and find it. Oh yeah, shit! But... Bird with the crystal plumage comes out next week. Sweet. Yeah, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Um, is that the, the official release date? Oh, in the States it is. Yeah. Uh, and then next up here we got a, I think, obviously re-release of this from SRS Studios. We got Truth or Dare. Is that the Tim um, Ritter flick? Or not this Tim is Ritter. the tr- Tim Ritter oh, flick. Tim Ritter. That's the one from 86? Yes. Oh. Yes. Which, this is the DVD version of it. I believe that there was, like, a limited Blu-ray of this. I think so. Because, you know, SRS always does those limited ones, and they're, like, way too much money. Is that (laughs) shot on video? Uh, It is not shot on video. It is shot... It sure seems like it. It's shot on... I think he shot it on 16 or 8, or I can't remember, but it was transferred onto tape. Mm. And I think all the the masters that we get from this are from the, the tape master mm. so it, it appears like it was shot on video because mm. it has that tape master kind of transfer deal Jesus. so i think that's why <laughs> it kind of i know it's kind of fucked up i think the original negatives and stuff are gone I, i'm assuming but um but yeah truth or dare pretty I've fun ca- stuff i've kind of come to a realization that i pretty much like all shot on video films that i've seen <laughs> it's weird man i don't know video violence is actually pretty good yeah i know but, like, even like Dark that. Harvest. Like, I really dug Dark Harvest. Like, it's not a great movie, but, like, there's just something about that do-it-yourself style that I'm just obsessed with. It's just it's just so awesome and charming and just, like, I want to like it. You know who posted a video just recently with Steve? Steve. Yeah, his shot on video collection. I'm sure it's just fucking massive, too. I haven't watched the video yet, but... But, yeah. But, yeah, it's Truth or Dare from Tim Ritter, man. Um... It's like a total Halloween ripoff if you've never seen the film. It pretty much has the exact same storyline. <laughs> just got it done a little bit differently. But uh, it, it's just bonkers. Hmm. Bonkers film. I love it. So That's it. And yeah, that is going to do it for the releases. What's the release of the week? The release of the week, hands down, is Inquisition from Mondo Macabro. Gotta pick that up, man. Mondo's yeah. always doing good shit. And man, their transfers are always... Like, how was the transfer on that one? It was good for for I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah, um, I know. The movie is if you like, and I'll put it like this: if you like, if you like, if you if you if you like, <laughs> ta 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 today. Junior. I was waiting on it. <laughs> um, Fucking Witchfinder General, <laughs> and you were like, let's throw a little sleaze on top of that Witchfinder General. That is Inquisition. Oh, did we God. talk about Navy Seals versus Demons? That one came out today or next week. No. Oh man, this one just looks like a an amazing film. It's called oh, Navy I, I Seals didn't versus even see that Demons name. from the producers of Navy Seals versus Zombies, so released by Fox. Jesus, that looks like asshole. So. Oh yeah, Navy Seal Navy Seals versus Demons. Oh my God, man. That looks like ass. It really does look bad. Yeah, I totally didn't even see that one, but yeah, I mean, definitely not going to be the release of the week, that's for sure. <laughs> Inquisition, man, from Mondo Macabre. Wait, Check wait, that wait, out. This killer sci-fi three-pack. This comes out tomorrow as well. It has the following films. Slipstream Creature, which I know a lot of people have talked about. 
and Raven incident at Ravensgate. This is from SGL, whoever the fuck that is, and it's on one disc, three movies. You're pulling a fucking Echo Bridge. It's pretty much no, no one gives a shit about so. <laughs> so I'm assuming that that's like the '84 creature. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, well, yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. Okay, I'll shut up now. It's still twenty bucks though for one disc. I know. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah, that's gonna do it for the DVD and Blu-ray releases for June thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Like I said, pick up Inquisition. Not an, a, a pretty average week, I guess. Again, that's pretty. Know, it, it's been like that for a while, man. There's been a couple releases here and there, but I'm like, eh, I can hold out. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm kind of on a, I'm kind of on a boycott right now. I'm not really ordering anything. Sick of the fucking mail. So I can go suck my dick. Turn into <laughs> Jeremy. But yeah. Uh, all right, so moving along, uh, what we are we doing here? One we got, email. We got one email. Yeah, okay. we do have voicemails, but I have to do something with our account. They like blocked it, um, so I'll work on that for next week. But um, and we're getting blocked everywhere. This is an email from Tim Janowski, and here's the email. Wondering what you guys thought of the new Friday the Thirteenth game that came out. Don't know if you guys are gamers or, in Jeremy's case, gamer. Uh, but it's pretty sweet. It's a survival game with Kane Hodder doing the mo- mocap for Jason and Tom Savini is the producer on it. Also, I started a drinking game. I take a drink every time I hear homie or fuck you on the podcast. I start AA oh my this God. week. Still enjoy the show even even with Jeremy back. <laughs> what's what's this what's this Thanks guy's name? Tim Janowski. <laughs> Tim Jet. Jan- what is it? Tim Janowski. Oh, I'm not. I'm just gonna call him Tim because his last name is. Because you stupid. can't talk. Because <laughs> you can't pronounce it anyways. So say fuck it, Jerry. Say fuck Jerry and fuck Tim. Tim what? Tim. Tim what? Tim. Say it. Tim. Just say it. Just attempt. Homie, it. I'm not gonna. Ma- now you have to take a drink. Homie, 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 homie. I, I was homie, trying to figure homie. out who says homie. There, now you're fucking dead. I, I, fit, I know it's not Jeremy, shots. but is it me or It's Luke? you. It's me? Yeah. I don't remember saying it really, though. Well, now I just said it eight times, so now he's probably dead, which is good, because fuck you, <laughs> Tim. <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... Fucking uh, you know how people... Homie, 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 homie. Now you're really dead. You know how people go up to the jackass guys and ask them to, like, kick them in the balls or, like, Steve-O or something? Like, that's the big thing. Like, kick me in the balls, Steve-O, come on! Like, Jeremy, Jeremy's thing is, like, like people are gonna try to get cussed out by Jeremy. <laughs> like... The, <laughs> <laughs> A purple-headed mule cock? That's yeah. what people mule want. Mule packer, Jeremy get it right. Mule packer, so, whatever. Anyway, he all the same does shit. not have one, so he, that's for sure. He asked a question, and I I know Jeremy bought the game, but I don't know how much he played it, if he can really comment on it. Um, But I played it a ton. So, uh, Friday the 13th... that's why you were late to last week's show. Yeah, Friday the 13th was released. It actually was. I forgot about this. I was late for Married with Children, too, that that week. Um, Because I was in a game, and I forgot. But me and Andy bought it, and basically... There's two ways you can review this game. First, you can review, like, everything and then just the core game itself. But 
basically when it launched it is atrocious like there's there was so many problems with matchmaking like you literally couldn't get in a match like you can't get in one and still to this day i think that you can't get in one and le- the only way you could do it is if you go through which is why i like xbox better than ps4 is that you they have this system the community system where you can actually ask people to play with you you know you PS4 can post a like listing that. what's that ps4 is the same way oh it has that yeah. that's cool all right, um, so you can post a listing like, hey, I'm playing this. I need you guys. You can post like if you want people to have mics and shit or like, you know, what, who's allowed. And, and then you get a game that way. And that's how I've been playing. And I'll tell you one thing. The, the, the launch, terrible. Like there's there was some glitches. Like there was two separate times I played. One time I got I killed a guy. As, I was Jason and I killed a guy and got stuck. So I was stuck in the middle of the map, couldn't do anything. That's true, because <laughs> you never get to be Jason. So the one time you're Jason, it fucks you. Yeah, so everybody was just, I didn't see anybody else the rest of the time. Actually, one guy walked in, he's like, he's in the house, guys, he's in the house! And he ran out, and then like, um, and then I was just stuck there, I couldn't even chase him. And then, actually, it was three times. So the second time, I got stuck in a cabinet as a character, and I couldn't get out. And actually what had happened was Jason came and like busted me out and let me go what dude what sorry I'm falling asleep having to listen to your fucking replay of all the shit that happened to you okay sorry Tim Janowski Jeremy doesn't want to hear anything about the game JP keep going nah (laughs) so one time you were Jason and you got (laughs) I'm sorry JP <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I, I can't even make any comments. I haven't played the game yet, so mm-hmm. I just I can't say anything. I have no idea. Okay, Jeremy, Something... you fucking review the game. <laughs> just keep going. No, go ahead, you, Jeremy. You Sorry. Go ahead. A little bit, not as much as JP. So I'm not going to review it because I haven't played it long enough. Exactly. Keep so going, shut JP. The fuck up. No, but seriously, I, it, there's a lot of glitches in it. It's it's. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> anyway. I love you, JP. Besides, besides the, like, bullshit mechanics that... that, that but, th- honestly, like, as many games as I played, it happened three times, but I kind of expected it. This is a game that was launched off at Kickstarter, you know what I mean? Like, and now it's on the Xbox. So... Th- that aside, the bullshit aside, the game is really, really fun, though I can totally see it being very repetitive if they do not add stuff constantly. So, one thing I like, I thought this game was never going to work, because I was like, I just don't feel like a slasher will work as a game. It actually does work. It's really fun. So, basically, eight people in a lobby, one person is randomly assigned Jason, or... what else is not working? What? I don't know what else isn't working. What? This, this review. review. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Predictable. Fuck you. <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, the game mechanics are decent. One person becomes Jason. The rest are counselors. Jason is really powerful. Like, nine, t- not even nine times out of ten. Like, seriously, probably, probably 20... Four times out of 25 times, Jason wins. 
it's it's re- it, it, and even one one out of like every 250 times does everybody win besides Jason cuz people can still win and Jason you know loses well tec- technically like that shit just sounds predictable too what Jason's that powerful that he always that <laughs> yeah. he always wins yeah dude it, it's but it makes sense though because you're there's 80 you got there's 70 you guys versus one Jason and basically they're on each map by the way dude that's one of the coolest things about this game is whenever jason's around you the harry manfredini score starts playing louder and faster and it is perfect perfect man it feels like a friday the 13th game the first time i played it it was scary i was like oh my god like this is fucking terrifying you know the first time i seen jason chasing me like and to this still Whenever, like, I'm, like, hiding and I'm, like, trying to find something or I'm, like, trying to put a battery on a car or something, and then all of a sudden the music starts getting loud and I hit the uh, L or RB button, which, like, looks behind you, and all of a sudden there's Sackhead Jason walking towards me. I'm like, oh, my God! You know what I mean? It's fucking scary, dude. Can Can I just say something? What? It has nothing to do with this, but this is just breaking news. The Psycho Scream Factory... Has just received a five out of five stars on picture quality. Why the fuck does this the movie out of everything remake? gets? Yeah, on Blu-ray.com. Yeah, that's fucked. How well, does I mean, that movie get to fucking fuck that shit? Maybe the elements were really good. It's, it is a newer movie. Like I mean, yeah, it came out in like ninety eight, man. <clears throat> they were shooting on good quality stuff. <laughs> um, okay, sorry, so yeah, I mean it, it, that's real really the core of the game is like just the cat and mouse um jason just fucks you up it's so hard to get if he finds you it's so hard to get away from him sometimes you can do it but it makes it so much more rewarding when you do get away from him because so is it just is it just potato sackhead jason no that's what's really neat dude that's why i love the people who made this game because they're obviously fans so right now in the game you start with part three jason um, he carries around the axe. Then you unlock part six, Jason, which is like that chubbier Jason um, that carries the spear. And then mm-hmm. you unlock part seven, Jason, which is awesome, the best looking Jason. And then you unlock part two, Jason, which is Sackhead Jason. And then um, you can unlock, I think, part uh, uh, eight and nine, Jason. Um, hmm. They don't have part four, Jason, oddly enough, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, but basically not only are they just different skinned, but they actually function different too. Like Jason from part three can run because in the movie, he kind of ran a little bit, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. And part seven, Jason can warp like his warp ability. Isn't is it doesn't use as much warp power or whatever the fuck it is. So like each of the Jason's have their own, positives and negatives like part six jason can swim better because of that end fight with tommy jarvis i assume you know what i mean so he Mm -hmm. has faster swimming or whatever and then all the counselors have their own individual stats like stamina and um you know speed and fear and luck and you know repair and stuff like that and there's multiple ways to to win technically or not even to win to survive so you can um, build a, you can put together a car, which the the map is randomly generated, and all the stuff in the map is randomly generated. So you might find the boat propeller in uh, this house by Higgins Haven in one 
game and then find it over by the boathouse the next game. It's oh, yeah, I see. And you have to get around the map and either repair the car, repair the boat, call the police, which after yeah. you call the police, it takes five minutes for them to come. Like, a, count, a timer, five minutes. And then you have to actually make it to where they spawn on the map, which is hard. And basically... Five-minute response time? That's amazing. Yeah. That never happens in and reality. And then also you can... <laughs> find the house that has the radio tower which is random every time and you could call Tommy Jarvis and then Tom Matthews Tommy Jarvis comes in with a shotgun and whoever dies if somebody dies they get to come back as Tommy Jarvis so he's Hmm. you know you get to play as him and his stamina and speed and everything is like really high so he's like the best character to play as but you only play him as him if somebody calls him in and you die Um, there is a way to kill Jason it's very elaborate basically at the beginning of the game, Jason spawns in the shack from part two with Pamela Voorhees' body and, and sweater and stuff. Mm-hmm. It essentially, it involves finding his shack, which I think is kind of random, but it might not be. I'm not, I didn't, I'm not 100% sure. Finding that sweater, having a girl character put it on, and then do... I'm not going to spoil all of it, but essentially, it involves Tommy Joe. It's very elaborate. It's like you have to do a bunch of stuff. It's almost impossible to do like in an actual game, Um, but you can kill Jason and it's very elaborate. But right now, if you do it, the game crashes. So they need (laughs) to fix that. (laughs) Um, What the fuck? Yeah. So the game is very problematic, but it's super fun. If they add an, because, oh, that's another thing. Oh my God, this is going to go on forever. Calm down, dude. Calm down. (laughs) What's your problem? Do they have, do they have uh, big titty Voorhees in there too? No, <laughs> they should. That would be amazing. Um, none of the counselors are actual characters from the movie, which sucks because like that would have been uh, cool. But Tommy Jarvis is one. Maybe they'll add in other ones. But now that fucking car place is calling me. Leave me alone, fucking. Oh, assholes. sorry. That's pretty important, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Continue. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Uh Oh, you felt like it was important enough to let our listeners know, though. Uh huh. Okay, so. shut the fuck up jeremy let me finish this review (laughs) so um the maps are amazing dude like higgins haven like from part two is there or that might have been i can't remember which one what the names of them are but like from part six there's like locations there that look like part six and like the barn from like part two like it's really neat there's three maps crystal lake higgins haven and uh forget the other one but they're all set pieces from the Friday the 13th movies. Um, if hmm. they add, like, New York as a level, would be awesome. Or, like, even a boat for, like, Part 8. Um, see, Part 8 can have... Or, actually, Vancouver. If they can add Vancouver into the game, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's, there's so many po- possibilities for, like, DLC that really gets me excited. They need to add more things in the game because right now it's you can escape like those four ways and they do kind of get repetitive. Each game does feel unique because like of the map regeneration and stuff. But I can see that with just these three maps, it's going to get a little boring. You can buy like special perks for the characters that make them do better stuff, which makes it a little more addicting because you get points that you get to spend, and then you get a random perk, and you can sell that perk back if it sucks, um, and get like less points for it, obviously. But that it, it does add an element to like wanting to keep playing to get better perks to make your character better. 
Um, hmm. But yeah, I, I really, really like the game. For $40, which I paid 20 for it, um, it's 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 worth it. It w- Let me rephrase that. It will be worth it. Right now, it's an incomplete game, or at least it feels like it. Not worth buying this second, but will be later. Especially if you're a huge horror fan. I think it's addicting. It's fun. I want to play it right now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. So that was the only question we had? Yep. All right. Um, do we have a knowledge segment this week? Is there something you want to bring up in knowledge? Yeah. So there's multiple things. I'll be. I'll let Jeremy go first because I just talked a long time. Well, it's your idea. What do you want to talk about, 4K? You wanted to talk about 4K. No, you're the one that said you wanted to talk. Mood said. No, you said that would be a good knowledge segment. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so. Oh, you mean you suck at talking and can't say anything? You know what, JP? (laughs) You know what? Enlighten us on this whole 4K talk. We haven't uh, you had brought to this up in a while. Inter- you had to interrupt me 18 times during my review. Oh, oh, talk shit off. on me, and oh, now you ain't got off. nothing oh, to say. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Okay, so what? I, I... It's a stare down. <laughs> um, I'm looking at your fucking ugly ass picture with your fucking mustache. Carly said the same <laughs> thing. What? Parley said the same thing? Yeah. yeah. It's fucking pedo stash. There's a, I, I, so so, I use so all I think, Good. I, I think the last time we talked about 4K is uh, the fact that we, we brought up the conversation about uh, the 4K TVs and the 4K players only being compatible with each other and stuff. So what, like do, what are your thoughts on... years ago, dude. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, we just yeah, never bring up 4K. but they still haven't 4K. gone down or anything like that. No. You think... Nah, like, well, it's because I, I don't think it's fully caught on. That's why. Like, I mean, if they start selling more, I bet you the prices would drop a little bit. But our argument yeah. back then was that Emperor Corndog had said that DVD is dying, and we said that it's not because he was talking about 4K and stuff. And we're like, it's never going to catch on. And no. what I meant, I don't know what I said back then, but what I meant, or what I at least feel now, is. It will. It has its place. I n- I do not think it's going to be the next thing. Like in terms of like DVD, Blu-ray, like those are here to stay. I think that it it can exist. All three of those can exist in the same space. Well, that's what that's what I was trying to say before. Like I I I don't mind living in a world where there's multiple uh, formats. You yeah. know, they can coincide with each other. And, and like, why not? Like, I mean, that's the thing. You know, people, all these Blu-ray tubers and all this bullshit. They, they just—they're so hell bent on the fact that DVD is just obsolete now, yeah. and I completely don't agree with that at all. And I'm like, why can't we just live in this world where all these formats exist together? I mean, we mm. did at one time when there was, you know, beta VHS. I mean, yeah, I guess that, beta was probably, yeah. that was kind of barely but, though. Everybody was on VHS, VHS, and and Laserdisc. I mean, Laserdisc was still around for what, fifteen oh, years? Yeah, I mean. It was, it was still around a good fifteen years, so I they still coincided with DVDs. Mm-hmm. They were still exactly. making laserdisc when DVDs came out. Yeah, I mean that was the end of the VHS era, but there was DVDs and laserdisc and stuff. But you know, again with four K and stuff, I mean I think the biggest problem is is it just hasn't uh, gone down in price. And they're well, not, not they're, that like you were saying earlier, like why don't they release older films on it? Well, I think the problem with problem. that is if they release older films, it's not going to look any different than their 1080p counterpart i think that is that true all the, 
But mm-hmm. I don't know though, Jeremy, because I was talking to Jason. And he said the the upscale on those 4K players, if you throw in a, yeah. a DVD or a Blu-ray or something like that, it's it's upscaling it to the point mm-hmm. where it's noticeable. So I'm thinking if you were to actually do a 4K transfer on an older film, I would assume it would look better than you know well, it's there uh, is it's counterpart Texas of the chainsaws out there. Somebody needs to buy it and and look. Okay, yeah. So my yeah. my biggest problem was the fact that there isn't enough product of 4K releases for myself to get interested enough to go out and buy the TV and the player, which is going to set me back a lot of money right now based on the prices mm. alone. So I'm not going to go out and spend this money just to have new movies come out. And I'm I'm not opposed to buying new movies and stuff. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just that's not really what fully interests. Mm-hmm. Like I will buy a John Wick two on 4K if I had the opportunity, but where where my mind is I like to watch the older stuff. I think that would be cool to have that, but we're just not getting those products. I mean, there's a few older films, but I would say what 90% of the films that are being released on 4k are it's modern stuff. What's interesting is there, a lot of these films are getting 4k transfers that they're doing now, but they're obviously releasing on, on Blu-ray and not 4k. Um, so I think films that like are shot on 4k. I mean, I think if the films are like shot on 4k, like, Logan was shot on 4K and finished Mm -hmm. in 4K. John Wick 2 was finished in 4K and shot on 4K. So I think those films are clearly going to look better than, let's say, The Expendables 2, which was shot on, actually shot on film and then transferred to 2K. And then now they're doing a transfer to 4K. So I think it's, you're not going to have that big of a difference between the 1080p and the 4K transfer when you get into films that weren't shot and finished on 4K. Which is why I was saying that films like older films, why I don't think they're getting a release is that I don't think there's that big of a difference to uh, warrant the incre- increased price. Now, 4K Blu-rays are starting to come down. You could you could buy them on release day for 25 bucks, pretty much everywhere compared to just 20 bucks for the Blu-ray. And they come with the Blu-ray most of the time. So it's not like it's that much more expensive compared to the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I just think it depends well, it's on not what really. The if you shot. look at Blu-rays, that's what Blu-rays cost when they came out. Yeah. More actually, yeah. thirty yeah. bucks, and then twenty-five was kind of the norm. Yeah. Um, I think that 4K is sort of still in its infancy, even though it's been around for a while now. Mm-hmm. I noticed this, and this is what kind of opened my eyes a little bit: is they dedicated a rack to 4K in, in my Walmart. Yeah, I mean, like, too. and, it and they just have like happened. Walmart exclusive 4Ks, like that it, Expendables set that I bought. That's a Walmart exclusive. You can only get that. At Walmart. I mean, they have to start, you know, getting it out there at some point. So well, well, I mean, they, obviously, obviously the sales have picked up and stuff, but it is Walmart. The players, the players are still fucking super expensive. Yeah. That's the problem. The TVs are more way. More, well, the TVs like, are. I, I'll buy a player any day. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense though when you know getting back to the whole modern film versus older film too. I mean, if you're gonna try and exploit a new format and uh for all it's worth in the 4k you know kind of transfer uh it it would make sense to put out newer films that are even shot in that you know it probably have the ability to look like they're supposed to be in 4k versus the older films i mean if you're going to start dropping these films with subpar transfers i mean let's face it we get a lot of blu-rays out now that are Pretty you're going to put fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night on 4K. That's you know? a thing, right? So, I mean, to sell your product right now, I think the best thing for them to do is to put these modern films out that they can actually make look like they're in the 4K yeah. uh, format. So, I mean, it, it, it makes sense and stuff. But and to be honest, do you really need to watch some of these older films besides the classics in 4K? 
Well, you don't mm-hmm. need really to watch need to it in A. You don't need to watch it on DVD. You don't need to watch it on Blu-ray. That's you know the what point I mean, of, you know, it's like it's it, it's a new experience to watch a well, film that, in a different format that, every time. That's, that's the argument. That's the that's the big thing right now. It's like, you know, I, I see people post pictures all the time of watching, you know, one of their favorite films on VHS, and it's like, yeah, I've been watching cool. a lot of VHS. I love it. Like I, I have no problems with it either. You know, it's like it, it's kind of cool to actually do that to pop in a VHS and then pop in a DVD and then the Blu-ray and kind of mm-hmm. see the elevation of of the transfers. Like it's really interesting to do. Actually, yeah. done it a few times, but uh, but no, I mean. A lot of people say, you know, like the older films, you know, they just <clears throat> they have that. Any, that's the problem. Well, well I'm, I'm talking about you yeah, know, just I watching mean, right now, though. VHS. But it, they like to just do that because of yeah. I think yeah. like we're starting to see like the Fifth Element and <clears throat> some other older Dracula's coming out in a few months. Brand that was Shrugger announced Shrugger. so long ago. We talked about that on the show. What yeah. that one's but that one's been out for a long time. Yeah, that's, that's like one not out. Yet. It's not out yet. You sure? The Bram the Bram Stoker's 4K disc. Yeah, Yeah. it's we had it in HMV for a long time. It was like one of the only was out because we talked about that like a year ago on the show. Well, I remember it wasn't just like the Supreme Classic series release. It was a 4K version. It It comes out no 4K comes out September 26. It said 4K right on it. 4K and it was in the 4K section. Everything I remember having a conversation about it. And even pointing out the fact that I was like, this is the only 4K disc horror film that's even in here. Are you sure? Mm. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. It was so long ago. Yeah, it, was, it, it was literally 4K. Maybe it's a I can't find it anywhere. It was, yeah. yeah, it was the one that was like the book and stuff. Here it is right here. Yeah. That's that's the Blu-ray, though. That's not 4K. No, it literally says 4K on it. It was it was in the 4K section and everything. This is, oh, maybe maybe they pushed back the 4K version of it. Because it was supposed why, to be. It literally said, like, right on the top of it, it says 4K. This, sure one, doesn't take, this one doesn't. Just because it, it can't says, be a 4K transfer on Blu-ray? Well, I mean... It sure it, doesn't say, like, new 4K transfer? Well, the reason why I th- assumed it was the 4K disc is because it's supposed to be out forever. <laughs> so I wasn't really keeping full tabs yeah, on it. Like, JP, do you see, like, the Supreme Cinema Series Edition? That's the Digibook one. Yeah, I see that, but... That's not a 4K? No, this no. one isn't. It doesn't say 4K either, though. It's Blu-ray. I swear to God, I remember when we reported it said 4K on the top. You sure oh. it didn't say, like, new 4K transfer? No, motherfucker, like... I know that it said 4K. No, it, well, this one, the one I see on HP did, too. It definitely did, too. Huh. I don't know. Interesting. Who cares? Really? Who knows? But yeah, that's, anyway, that's kind of my... Free, so if you want to oh, Alien, a... Alien Covenant's coming out 4K. That's t- 22 bucks. Yeah. If you want to pick up like any film for any region, they're all region free. 4K Blu-rays are region free. Now that doesn't mean that the player could play region free Blu-rays, but just the 4K discs are region free. So if you want to go buy that 4K release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I should that play the sound last effect forever. But if you want to buy that, it doesn't matter that it's from Germany. You could still play it on your player because the 4K discs are region free, but the Blu-rays are still region locked, so you're shit out of luck on Jeez, that. Jeez, you took ten hours to say that one thing. Oh, it's fucking, it's a tongue twister. Do you, do you have to pause every time you talk, or? Uh, yeah, it doesn't fuck. feel so good, does it? I was, I was funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, 4K. It's it. I'm not gonna upgrade for a long time. Like, I, I might get a new TV this Christmas. If my next TV will be a 4K, 
But this one that I have now, it's still it's only two years old. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, uh, like I said, I got a good price on the player. That's the only reason why I bought it. It's like I'm still using my original Blu-ray player, and it's fucking slow as shit, and it fucking takes forever to load everything. Hmm. This you just put it in, and it doesn't even load. It just starts right away. So hmm. it's nice to have that. I'm just I need a new player anyway. And like I said, I paid a hundred like a hundred and five bucks for it or something like that. So. That's another reason why I bought it. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think that it got its place, but it's still a ways away from being like collectible. Yeah. Uh, so my knowledge segment was kind of a little bit of a rant. Um, not too much, but I'm very, very, very frustrated with how this no how this movie system works, and. I fucking don't understand how it's so hard to know when a fucking movie comes out. Like, I know a release date, right? But I figured, okay, so I've been wanting to see stuff. Like, I I had to go see Alien a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, And I had to see... And, and, you know, the the stuff coming out. Like, you got 47 Meters Down coming out. You got uh, The Mummy. It comes at night. Uh, Annabelle comes out in, like, August. Uh, got about Amity goes, Phil, dude, at the end of June. Is that at the end of June? Damn. June 30th. Um, so there's movies that are coming out that I want to see in the theater or drive-in, and I'm like, okay, so um, I'm, like, looking on the websites, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, hard to see, like, what, like, when things are playing in my area. So I'm going to download, like, the Fandango app, since, like, that's the goddamn thing, I guess. And so I, I click all these, I put the little heart on all these movies I want to see so they, they'll be in my movie section. Then I could click on them and I'm like, okay, The Mummy. Let's see when The Mummy comes out. And it's like, okay, The Mummy comes out this date. And then I click on the date and then it's like, there's like three places that are showing it. And I'm like, I know that that's not true. I know it's going to be in every theater around here. Why the fuck does it take the week of to start seeing where this thing is playing? Like, why can't they figure this shit out ahead of time? It comes at night. Guess what? Still not... Pl- Today was the first day. I've been looking every day. The first day that I see one of the one other theater that's kind of close to me that is playing it. Why can't they know this already? And also... Th- <laughs> that's, not that that's not it, JP. dude. That's not Sorry, it. Sorry, they have to re on you. It's, no, it's not. It's about fucking the consumer, dude. You have to plan your fucking day. You can't just be like, I'm going to go see a movie, hopefully. Like, it's Tuesday, bro. Huh? It's only Tuesday. Yeah, but you got to remember, though, man. The movie comes out on way. Friday. Why can't, it, why can't they do it a month ahead of time? A month? Why? Well, tell me why Can they can't. What happens if one movie makes a shit ton of money and they want to have it in more theaters than what they plan to when it first fucking... They can't do that shit. That's dumb as fuck. That's not dumb. It's dumb. It's, it's dumb. not dumb. It's dumb. It's not dumb. It's, it's all dumb. about the fucking dollar, dude. I don't give a fuck. They, they, that's what's but causing it, people to not go because I'm like fu- I'm frustrated. Fuck it, I ain't going. You know what I mean? Fucking don't go. That's your fucking problem, dude. My yeah. point is this, okay? I like that too. This man. is so dude. fucking no. This is this is what pisses me off the most, okay? It if I'm planning on going to see a fucking movie, right? I know that it's playing. Why the fuck can't I see showtimes until fucking three days before that I'm supposed to go there? Ridiculous. Like the, the the fact that I have to wait so long to see what time it's showing is so ludicrous to me. 
It's ridiculous. If they know the movie's going to be there, set the show times. It's dude, you can't just people with jobs and and I families know, and different shit. Like you don't, you just said but you don't do anything. Days. You don't it's do anything. It's three days, though, dude. Huh? Yeah, but Jeremy, I got I got a plan for like a week, two weeks in advance for everything. Yeah, because like I'm fucking busy every about. single day. You I'm don't doing know shit. The I fucking movie's gonna make a shit ton of money or not. So what? A month I early. I don't give a fuck. Well, yeah, but if it's three days, three days, dude, you could at least set up a couple fucking showtimes on that. At least show- you, you know it's going to be there. Have a showtime. I don't even know what theater, dude. And another thing, like, there's no theaters like super close to me. Like, I have to travel for everything. So, well, just put it this if, way, JP. At least, at least you get these films exactly. <laughs> so I know that it comes at night is going to be in my other theaters, right? Yeah, I know yeah. that. I know that it's not because you said that it's this wide release. I know that it's not going to be just this one theater. And to further my point, for a month, it was only the one theater. Today was the first day that they announced a second theater near me. It's still not the closest one to me. But guess what? They only have it for fucking Thursday. They don't have it for Friday. They don't have it for Saturday. They have no showtimes for Sunday. It's only Thursday. Why the fuck is that? Why is it? That's the, bizarre. Why is it the Thursday showing? That, like, why can't they put if it's going to be on Friday or Saturday? If they already have the Thursday showing up, put the other fucking ones up. So I know what I'm doing because not only do I have to find the theater, but I have to find one that that collaborates with work. Because I, if I get off work, I have to be able to make it to that theater. But I don't want to make it to there at ten fucking forty, which is usually the. It's usually like seven o'clock and ten forty. And it's like, okay, so I either have to leave right after work, maybe make it if I get off early enough, or I have to go to the 1040 showing and be up all night. This is bullshit, dude. There needs to be a better system, especially... And and here's another thing. Why somebody needs to develop an app to where I can see a list of all the theaters that are like within like a 40-mile radius tell me the cheapest one. Why can't they tell me the cheapest one? Why? Why does that technology not exist? Why does Fandango not tell me the cheapest time and place to see this movie? Why don't you call him and ask him, JP? The whole movie system is fucked up, and that's why it's failing right now. That's so why you it's not make it fucking better. I don't know how to make it better. Well, then shut the fuck up. How? What? That, that's the stupidest argument ever. If you don't know how to do it, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's stupid they are the ones that get paid to do this they figure it out you gonna pay me to figure it out I'll figure it out pay me <laughs> my point is dude it's frustrating it's no, frustrating it's- that the system is built like this and they're killing themselves nobody wants to go to the fucking movies anymore cause it's annoying you have to figure out all these fucking times you have to figure out when it's playing oh can't look ahead of time because I can only look three days out from the movie that's some fucking stupid shit well I said the exact same thing to you guys the other or la- last week when I had to go see Covenant they didn't announce the uh, the show times until like the day before for like the next week cause you know how they kind of do it in, like a you know, a, a week block frame, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And it was like the day before. And I was like, I don't know if this fucking movie's playing or they're taking it out or what the fuck. Like he was cutting it really damn close. And, you know, I mean, I had to kind of shift around things to go and see it. Obviously I had to go and see it, but I get where you're coming from. I was getting fucking frustrated. Cause I was like, you know, one or two things is going to happen here. Fucking the, sh- the movie's not going to be playing and I'm just going to be fucked. Yeah. Right. Because it was literally the day before. Mm hmm. And I was like, this is fucking st- 
I, I even said to Dylan too, I was like, this is crap, man. Like, it'd be nice to know ahead of time exactly what we're doing here. Everything else is what done time ahead we're of going. time. You know when a movie's released on and all, to talk in about, the, the theater, times right? even changed too. The times even changed. They had like a nine o'clock, and then Dude, all of a sudden the show with that ten too. o'clock. Dude, it was at 10 the, o'clock now. Oh I didn't my realize God. until the last minute. I was like, oh, the fucking time's 10 o'clock now. Dude, that happened Shit. to me with Alien. <laughs> so it was at 7 yeah. o'clock, and then all of a sudden, it's at 8.20 and 10-something. I'm like, what happened yeah. to the 7 o'clock one? It just disappeared. Just disappeared from, from the app. And then on top... But dude, listen. Everything <laughs> is... You know about everything before it happens. It's not like... It's not like, oh, uh, the Bears play on Sunday this you know fucking next month it's like oh no they're not doing or no we don't release the schedule until the the three days before the game it's like get the fuck (laughs) out of here you know yeah. what I mean? That's bullshit. Like we need to yeah, know when. Yeah, you put it into those terms. It's ridiculous because yeah, like you look at like, any kind of sporting schedules, they have the whole schedule mapped out for the whole year, but a fucking movie can't even they can't announce their date or uh, their times until less than 24 hours before they're supposed to be showing or, them or like it would be like this <laughs> it would be like this okay guys the bears are playing this sunday i'm not going to tell you what time until two days before the game though <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah. it could either be one four fifteen, or eight o'clock but we're not going to tell you until about uh 72 hours before the game or if like mm-hmm. a movie was released and they're like they're like oh this movie's coming out but it'll happen be it sometime in June, but we're not going to tell you when. Just just three days before it comes out, you'll know about it. Like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, I hate it, man. I hate this shit so much because, like, I just want convenience. I want to be able to know when I'm able to do this shit because I'm trying to go see movies at the end of the day. Like, I'm trying to go pay you money, right? It's already super overpriced. You know what I mean? If you need a drink, if, God, if you get cotton mouth or something at theater, like... You're going to be fucked or else you're going to have to pay a bunch of money because like a drink is like $8 for a small, you know what I mean? And I understand oh, yeah. that they don't make much money off the movies, but the mo- the the movie theater industry is not doing itself any goddamn favors. I hate that I don't know if a film's coming to my theater until a week before it's there. That makes no sense to me. That makes mm-hmm. no sense. Why can't they let me know at least if they're getting it? Right, I understand maybe the movie times or something. Why can't I know if it comes at night is playing in Uniontown? Why? Yeah. I Why agree. can't I know that, Jeremy? I know here. I know here with our famous players, the the owner they have to bid on these movies. They don't even get all the movies that they try to get, and you know, vice versa. Sometimes they have to get other things, and but I mean, they basically just bring in here what's going to sell. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously that's what most places are doing. But with that said, we don't get variety either. <laughs> You know, it's like the, yeah, there's you only it's have a small six screens, don't you? Yeah, but I'm saying a lot yeah. of the times four or five of those are kids movies. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no variety there, right? So he basically just bids on, you know, the more popular Pixar, Disney type films and shit like that. And but yeah, like we never know. Like, like here, I never know what the fuck shit's coming in or not. My drive-in like, right now has three screens. Okay. Yeah. Three screens. My drive-in has. If I go to their Facebook page right now. Let me see if they tell me what I'm watching this weekend yet. Yeah, Why ours doesn't announce. Them? Our, ours doesn't nope. announce till nope. Pretty late. So either. it's Monday. They they start on Friday. I still I want to know. Are they getting? Are they it's getting? Tuesday. It comes at night and it's Tuesday. Yeah. 
Retard alert! Yeah, we're recording way off schedule See, right now. See, my fucking schedule's <laughs> messed up because I'm working night shifts. Um, yeah. So, okay, it's even worse. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, Friday night is when they show movies, right? I, wouldn't it be nice to know if, hey, there's two horror movies coming out this weekend. It comes at night and The Mummy. Wouldn't it be cool if they put both of those on one of their three screens? I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to yeah. happen. That sucks. It's fucking mm-hmm. Tuesday. I don't know if I'm going to the drive-in, which is 15 minutes down the road, or if I'm going a half hour away to Uniontown, because I don't know what where I'm going to be able to see this movie. It's mm-hmm. frustrating, dude. I can't plan out my week. And I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've ended up missing films in the theater because I couldn't plan. Yeah. To go and see one because it was, you know, they announced the times so close to the, the time it's showing that I've already made plans and I've already, things have already come up. See, going to see a movie to me Fucking isn't bullshit. just like, a, oh, what's going on? Let's go see a movie. Like, no, it's like one of those things where I plan it like the week ahead that I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like dinner dates with your friends and shit like that. It's movies for us. Yeah. It's the same shit. See, Jeremy, I, I think you would have a different perspective on this if you had if you were busy as fuck. Or didn't have a million goddamn places to see movies. Yeah, this <laughs> motherfucker goes and takes the whole day and just sits that at the movie theater. That shit wasn't <laughs> fucking announced till today either at my theater either, JP, so fuck off, okay? And you don't find that annoying, dude? Nope, because I know it's going to be there at 3 o'clock. At seven o'clock, but that's at the difference, Jeremy. You know you're getting it because you live in an area where you get everything. We but necessarily JP, don't get it. Gonna everything. get it too. He lives in a pretty fucking semi big area. He knows he's gonna get it. So why is he getting all pissy? There's nothing you could do about it. I can bitch about oh, it. He could bitch about it, of course, and feel better a little bit. I feel a little bit better that I got that off my chest. <laughs> I'm still gonna go see it, but I'm just saying, like one of these days, it's gonna piss me off, and I'm not gonna go see it. You know what I mean? So just, it comes out on Blu-ray then. I will because that's some okay. bullshit. It's annoying, dude. Like I, I agree that it's annoying, but people, uh, do, do you think that the movie companies just like Shutter are going to listen to you, and now all of a sudden they're going <laughs> to fucking change their system? No, but dude, you understand that we're doing radio here, right? Essentially, that well, not radio. You know what I'm, we're doing here? Like that's what that's you what do. It is. You it's talk, talk, man. It's talk radio. It's entertainment. It's talk radio. This motherfucker, this motherfucker's ideal podcast. He goes start his own podcast. It'd be like fifteen minutes of silence. Like, oh, he, suck my he dick. wouldn't know what to do. He'd be like, "Wait, what are you supposed to do here? What, what are you doing?" Minutes. Fuck Jerry. <laughs> Fuck Jerry. <laughs> yeah. This what guy. This guy do? has no idea how to be entertaining. He has no idea that like, if you're not talking, it's silence. So, our, the point of this is to discuss things. Because there's somebody listening to this right now who's driving in their car and they're like, they're like, I fucking know. I hate that too, man. This sucks. And they're all, they're all thinking about it too. And they're like, man, I, I've been wanting to hear somebody say that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. right. Speaking <laughs> of it, now that we're thinking about my old 4K, I should get that Dawn of the Dead set. I wonder if that's any good. Yeah, exactly. Get that. I'm curious. You, why, See, don't actually, you, why don't you create a new segment where you review 4Ks? See that? Here. I actually all the good ones that, you fucking have to import. Yeah, so I actually import bought them. that set. Stop being so cheap. It's for the show. Sorry, go ahead, moods. I actually bought that set, but I I didn't get the 4K one because I don't oh, yeah. have a 4K. But I just got the regular one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Is that well, good? I, 
Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually a really nice set. Yeah, pretty cool to see all the different uh, versions on blue or on uh, in HD. Pretty cool. Yeah. So plus the is... price was totally right. How much was yeah. it? Oh shit, man! I paid like thirty bucks for it or something. It's twenty five euros right now, which is stupid cheap. Yeah, twenty five euros is for the four K. Oh, maybe I maybe I paid thirty euros. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is knowledge. Hope you guys enjoyed. Forty three bucks after shipping. Fuck that. It's just a fucking total bitch session, but that's good. Don't have a lot of those actually, do we? Negator. <laughs> We just regularly don't have complete bitch sessions. Uh, did you guys hear that I put that intro in the last episode? <laughs> I yeah. did hear that. <laughs> Fucking crack me up. <laughs> That's good shit. Those are all, all right. old as fuck clips. <laughs> so since Rue Morgue has gone down to like bi-monthly and shit, I have like all my shit put away in this closet and stuff. I actually don't have one out right now. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say fuck Rue Morgue this month. He's just going to go show. out on a limb and make something up. <laughs> yeah, just fucking randomly make something up. No, the only one I have sitting out here, I've been moving around shit, and I was just like, before the show, I was like, oh, I don't even fucking, I already read one out of this last one, and I'm like, I don't want to duplicate that close, and yeah. so right. I said, fuck it, so fuck it. So that's going to conclude Mood Swings, and uh, yeah, moving along into what the What We Watch portion of the show Round tree of reviews. Who wants to go first? Um, I can. Jeremy. Go. Yeah, just go, Jeremy. Okay, I guess I'll go first. So this is a film from the year. I think it was, came out in 2016. Released in 2017 from the country of South Korea, not North Korea. I would love to see a North Korean horror flick. That'd be awesome. We have a film titled The Tunnel. I know, JP, did you review this on the show? No. Or did you do a review on YouTube? I didn't. Um, oh, it was in my 10 and 10. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I remember seeing it on the list. So this is a really interesting movie. It's on the similar levels of films like Buried. Hey, and... do you want me to review it since I've seen it and you suck? What? Oh, you can t- you can dish it out, but can't take it. Is what you're saying, essentially. Oh, you fucking Mexican dick. <laughs> so, basically, on the same level as buried and open grave and films like that, we follow Lee. Lee is a used car salesman or a car salesman for Kia, and one day he's driving home from his job and he's making a big deal with one of his clients and he drives through fuck you jp i, I hear you laughing anything. that was moods oh, i thought i heard you gig what's so funny moods <laughs> nothing no, i was just thinking man i'm like did he try to fuck someone out of 100 bucks too yeah <laughs> fucking dick <laughs> i just think of that it's funny so he's driving after his job and he comes across a tunnel a very large tunnel and halfway through the tunnel, it starts to collapse. And ultimately, this entire huge tunnel collapses really, 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 really bad. And he ultimately is stuck in his car in this uh, collapsed tunnel. It's very claustrophobic. This is another f- film like when we were talking last week with aliens, aliens with 
uh, Bishop climbing through the tunnel. It's it's very a similar type shot film where uh, the camera's very close to this guy's face and it's a very claustrophobic movie. And basically, it's just about the government trying to have a good publicity stunt as they try to rescue Lee from this collapsed tunnel. And it ultimately, the days pass and the weeks pass, and it's ultimately just a a survival slash rescue type of a film. Now, there's some plot holes with this one. Me and JP were talking about it when I was watching it that really don't make sense. Uh, Lee's only communication with the outside world is his cell phone and three weeks into this uh incident his cell phone is still working and it's about to die now jp says that every time that they made a phone call he would turn the phone on airplane mode but i don't buy this that's, shit that no, that's cell not phone. what happened <clears throat> every time he met he he would get one call at noon he would mm-hmm. talk and then he would shut his phone off mm-hmm but don't you think you would waste more battery turning it on every time, every day? No, that it doesn't waste battery. Mm, Have you done it before? If you shut yeah. your phone off, it doesn't use any battery. But when you turn it on, though, it does. Yeah, it uses the same battery that it uses when it's on. Mm. Anyway, I just don't, I just don't buy that his fucking battery would last that long, and um, halfway through the movie, I don't really think this is a spoiler. Is it JP? Um, with with the other person, well, go ahead. <laughs> is it or not? I well, you just anything. spoiled it, so it doesn't matter if it is. Or okay, so halfway through the film, we learn there's another person in the tunnel. This lady, mm-hmm. and she has this dog, and uh, it basically ends up just being Lee and this dog. And this mofo is given the only water he has to this fucking dog. If I was this dude, I would fucking bash that dog's head in and eat him. And I know JP said the same thing. I would. I would eat the dog. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to live or die, fuck the dog. Kill the dog. But uh, Lee basically survives on two bottles of water and a birthday cake for six weeks, and I don't buy that <clears> shit whatsoever. He finds water. Yeah, but it's not that much water, though. That's the problem. Yeah, it is. If you stick the bottle there and and it drips into it, that that's kind of what they explained away. There's like, oh, so he has water now. Overall, this is like a, it's a really really well done film. Um, it's it's a difficult film to shoot. I would assume it's very. Uh, you would have to deal with a lot of problems. I would imagine. Now this is a well go USA edition of this movie, and there's no bonus features or anything, which is upsetting. Because I think it would have been interesting to see some kind of behind the scenes <clears throat> on this one. You know what I hate? I hate special it. features that are subtitled, though. Can't stand yeah. them. Yeah. So I don't usually Why? watch those. Just because, like, I already fucking watched the whole movie in subtitles. Like, I don't feel like reading what happened. Like, it's just it just takes away the the simplicity of special features. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just get it. never really get them. Get into them. But overall, this is like a really, really great film. Uh, the character who plays Lee, the actor, he does a really, really great job. He basically carries the entire film. He has to because he really doesn't have any interactions with anybody besides himself and his cell phone. So it's a really tough role to do, I would have assumed, because you're basically having to go off of nobody. And I would assume it was very, very challenging. And he does a really, really great job. And the other main characters, you know, the, his wife, 
she's probably the weakest character in the film, to be honest. I, I understand the whole uh, culture, cultural type of a uh, difference when it comes to his wife that we're used to here in the United States. So I, I don't know if I can knock her off on points based on that. But overall, it's still a really, really great survival rescue. It's definitely horror type of a film. I think you guys should check it out. It's definitely a, a really well done and interesting film. So I will come in with an 8 out of 10 on this one. Yeah, you know what, man? I, I really, really love that movie. Um, I'm a sucker for survival horror. One thing that Jeremy actually failed to mention, which I thought was a nice added level to the film is the social commentary on media. Well, yeah, I think like a place... Uh, well, like I said, it was a publicity stuff for the for the government and that basically throughout the film we have prop, paparazzi and other different news organizations standing outside of this tunnel. And you definitely see them affecting the rescuers and their operations and then something happens at the end of the film that um, makes the paparazzi go even more crazier so I definitely see their commentary between uh, the media and what's going on with rescues and I think we even see that today I know me and JP have this conversation quite often where we'll see news organizations let's say cover something that happens in a first world country uh, I'm just going to say Manchester because that's relevant. So 22 people die in Manchester, but two days later, 76 people get blown up in a big city in Afghanistan, and a bunch of women and children die, and mm-hmm. nobody really talks about it that much. You know, it's <clears throat> talked about for a few hours, and there's no big benefit concert with all these people singing and all that kind of stuff. So I understand that we see that kind of level of uh, commentary in this one with the government affecting what's going on and uh, <clears throat> the way that the uh, general public sees this rescue as like some huge important news story. Which yeah, I well, the it the, is, the media only cares like they get to the point where like they're caring about like the record of yeah, can yeah. he beat the record of like you know not being rescued. You know what I mean and. They, they really there's actually a level of comedy in this movie but it's only done to the media it's weird yeah. it's weird um like <laughs> that moment with all those uh um what are those things called drones go up yeah, in the yeah. air and they like hit the wall and stuff that's where that would never happen here in the states like yeah that it, shit wouldn't fly there, there was but also there's a level that isn't dis- that he didn't discuss about the fact that this tunnel was like millions of dollars and they're actually building another one kind of mm-hmm. close by, but they have to put it on hold because they can't blast because it might cause, you know, this tunnel to cave in more and kill dude. So there's like this dynamic of like, well, we're losing like $6 million a day by not, you know, working on this tunnel. And, you know, eventually, like, we just have to cut our losses and, like, this one guy isn't worth all this money. So there is, mm-hmm. like, that dynamic to it, too. Um, I do think it has minor problems. Like, I don't really buy the fact that that car and that chick's car, the guy's car and that chick's car would be so close in proximity, yet he mm-hmm. didn't see her when the crash happened. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, also, <clears throat> just some other things that didn't make a ton of sense. But, like, I, I thought that for the effort like the movie feels huge in scale like yeah so i don't know 
how much the budget was or like whatever, but it, it was it was real. I really liked that movie. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. So the tunnel, another film called the tunnel, and this <laughs> one's actually good too, just like the other tunnel. Yeah, there definitely seems to be a few of those. Yeah, it's cool. Check it out; it's good. Yeah, definitely a standout for the year for me. Top ten worthy. Yeah, man, them yeah. South Koreans, man, they make some pretty good films, don't they? Dude, they made Flu, and that movie's fucking awesome. Too. They also made fucking Train War Z. That you, <laughs> yeah, but the majority of their films are actually the ones that we get over here, anyways, are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I've I've said it before. South Korean is my favorite type of Asian flick. Um, I don't. I, I seem to like nine out of the ten that I watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're pretty good. When Japanese is like fifty fifty. Japanese. Who's next? Yeah, because because they have like a level of the Japanese versus South Korea. Like South Koreans definitely aren't as humorous as the Japanese. They're kind of goofy, mm-hmm. and they kind of incorporate that into their shit a lot more. I think that's the big difference between their films. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, first one I watched here from well, this is 2016. I believe this was released this year in 2017. Uh, it's called Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl. Um, directed by. I watched. Yeah, AD. His name. The director's name is AD Calvo. Um, I wasn't really 100, you know, uh, familiar with the director, but I do recognize a couple of films that he's done. He did the Midnight Game and House of Dust a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen either of those films, but I I remember seeing them around. Yeah, um, I've mentioned in the that stores in, and stuff. Yeah. in our episode. This is by the way. This is our next Netflix and chill episode. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, I mentioned that the Midnight Game. I've seen that cover a million times, but I can't remember if I've seen it or not. That House of Dust one, man. The, the, I never checked it out honestly because the cover was so bad, <laughs> you know. But now that's you know seeing this film, I, th- I think I might go back and check out his other films. I've heard the Midnight Game was pretty kind of generic, though. Mm-hmm. It has like a decent idea, but it was it came off pretty generic and stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, basically what we got here, man. We follow our main character Adele. Um, you know when it, when we first get introduced to her character in this film, it, I, I felt like she was like twelve years old. I could not believe how old that she was actually in the film. Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah. in her early twenties kind of thing. But anyways, we get to introduce this character Adele. Uh, she's just moved into her aunt Dora's place. Um, her aunt Dora is an agoraph- agoraphobic. Uh, if you don't know what that means, it means you basically can't leave your your house. In this case, she can't even leave her bedroom. Mm-hmm. So she's really really far gone. Um, so Adele moves into her house to take care of her uh with a minor agenda you know fr- coming from her mom and stuff like that which I, w- I won't spoil um but um yeah so adele after moving in she meets this girl um this girl named beth and she kind of sparks up a relationship with her kind of like a almost like a little bit of a lesbian relationship a little bit and uh, not even beth, almost it is <laughs> it, it is but you know adele is very much a at first a very reserved type person you can tell she's kind of shy mm-hmm. kind of self-conscious a little bit and things like that and she meets beth and she's the polar opposite of adele and i think adele is very very much attracted to that because she's like beth is the coolest person in the world she can say what she wants she even says this in dialogue too you know like beth is so cool because she can say what she wants and she can do whatever she wants she looks cool and she want kind of wants to be here so basically it's almost a character study of adele in this film uh seeing the growth of her character from the time she moves into her aunt doris house until you know how this relationship with beth kind of escalates and stuff um my thoughts on this film 
I was really, really taken back by this one. I was enthralled right from the start. I absolutely loved this movie. I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, first off, the characters, Adele and Beth. Uh, Adele's played by Aaron Wilfelmy. I don't know, but she does a great job. Both, absolutely. Both of them passive. do a really good job. Yeah, both their performances are really believable in this, and it really kind of sells it. The interesting thing about this film, it's shot beautifully. Absolutely fucking gorgeous movie, man. Really, really well done cinematography. The color correction's awesome. It has kind of like this warm, kind of light blue tone to the film, which really does accentuate the characters in this film, too, because it's kind of what it, it, it's just kind of part of it. The atmosphere to the film is really kind of part of the whole story. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just beautifully shot. And I really like the story, too. It, it's really kind of interesting uh, throughout the film, it's very engaging and stuff. This is kind of one of those films you don't want to go too, too deep into it because it is such a short film. It only runs about 75 minutes. Is where my pretty much my only problem kind of lies in this film is where the ending is. If, to me, it feels a little bit too abrupt. Um, you know, it's a little bit confusing also. I had to really kind of take some time to think about it and kind of work it out and stuff too. Um, I talked with actually Brandon about this and I think we were kind of on the same page with what the ending was all about. But I felt like the whole build up to this film was amazing. It's a total slow burn, very, very slow film. And uh, I felt like the payoff was just a little bit too abrupt for what it was. I didn't hate it by any means. I thought it was still pretty good. But I thought it was interesting the direction that they did take in this film too. I wasn't expecting it. So it was, it was almost kind of a shock to myself too that it went in that direction. But yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the overall feel of the film is just—it's second to none. I can't believe the atmosphere caught with the cinematography. It's got a beautiful score. It's a very quiet film, which does make sense because the story is kind of—it's um, kind of psychological in a sense too, mm-hmm. and. It's the way they place things in the story too, through dialogue and just cinematography and stuff, is is telling the story, and it's very hidden. You know, you really have to kind of think about it at first. And like, it took me a while after I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Damn, man, that's actually really good." I think this film's going to benefit from a second watch, uh, even more, just to kind of pick up on more things on how the, the story developed. But um, yeah, just an amazing thing. First thing I thought of when I was watching this film, as soon as the relationship with Adele and Beth starts sparks up in this one was how gene roland this film was i was like this is incredible right from probably the first <laughs> 20 20 minutes into the film uh, i kept thinking to myself i'm like man this movie is so inspired by euro horror it's incredible the way the, the cinematography was the way that they shot the beaches the way they shot the houses just the kind of the panning shots and things it's all very very uh influenced by european horror um, just that whole and and even way the story is told and everything you can tell it's just so influenced but the whole lesbian aspect of it too and i was like damn this is really interesting but i like the time period it's set in the time period is really cool it's kind of set between the 70s and 80s like mm-hmm. maybe even 1980 you know kind of thing so it's kind of this transitional period uh from the it has that 70s look but it it also they talk about it being 80s and stuff and but it's not like it's so early 80s that it's still 70s so it kind of has that look to it um, really, really good stuff, man. I thought this was awesome. I, I really like the way the characters develop in this film. I think it's fantastic, and um, I couldn't recommend this one enough. I, I, I think that the, um, like I said, the ending was a little bit too abrupt. I do take points off for that and stuff, but I give it like a solid seven and a half out of ten. It's a really fantastic film. Mm-hmm. It's short. It's short, even for like a slow burn. It goes by quite fast, though. Like I felt the the film rip by. Did you feel like it kind of went by really fast, even for 
Yeah, that's. I even said that in my review. Um, It's weird because it's not out yet, but I said that um, it's a slow burn, but it goes by fast. It's kind of a weird conundrum there. And honestly, dude, I didn't have an issue with the abrupt ending. I thought it was fitting for the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I completely get what what went on. Like, I didn't actually. I got it right away. Um, Mm. I think I like that in the movie. One thing that you didn't mention was like. Our protagonist, quote unquote, is actually not a good person. Which again, yeah, again, that was something. Like, that was something I didn't want to mention fully because <laughs> I actually kind of strayed away from that because it's something that you that you see throughout. Like that's what I meant by the characters, and I it kind of build mm-hmm. up and stuff. And it is it, that's an interesting thing to note, though, yeah. is that you know she appears that she's a decent person. Yeah, like but, she looks like Final Girl, like Goody, you know, yeah, like um, yeah. You know, like not the girl to be like a whore or anything like that, or you know, just the 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 good girl, um, like the girl next door. But it happened. The reason why I feel like it's okay to mention is because it starts happening right away. Um, yeah, it does. And I also she, like she, that she really this, wants to. She, it's because she really wants to become Beth, and she literally is not making enough money. So what does she do? Start <clears> copping <throat> out on her on her aunt's heart medicine and shit like that yeah. right well she so, she I mean, she's definitely it's not even that she wants to be like beth it's she wants like the approval of beth she wants yeah, to exactly. fit in um yeah. i like this because it reminded me of when i was like 16 and i would go like hang out at a certain place for the summer and i'd meet like a chick and i'd get really into her for that like brief period of time right like she's just new t- in a new town meets this girl and it's like a fling um, and I like that because mm-hmm. it, it really reminded me of like what that's like to be young and just meet somebody that you're into like passionately and, you know, very fast. It just goes fast. You know what I mean? People have compared this film to House of the Devil um, in terms of like look and feel. I agree with that. Um, oh, nice. I'm going to check this out. Sounds pretty cool. And honestly, yeah, no, there's it's... one fi- part in the film that I gave a full half point for because it was a very effective jump scare that actually got me. Um, I don't know if you know what part I'm talking about. It involves a mirror. Oh yeah! Like Thanks that. for ruining it, you fucking asshole. You're st- there's <laughs> yeah. multiple things with a mirror in this film, so. Oh, dude, that it's it's so that's such a good part, man. That yeah. I yeah, hundred percent. That's a yeah. good one. It's a really simple movie. I I love the set, the house. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I, that old style Victorian <laughs> houses, man, are absolutely amazing. Yeah, I gave it. An, I, I love uh, this. An eight out of ten. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much on the same page. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's if you like beautiful slow burn type films that a little bit psychological make you kind of think and stuff with some sexy girls and good acting, check mm-hmm. it out, man. It's a really good film. So yeah. All right. Uh, my film is. Let's do. Listen, I was so nice to you because you were you were choking hard through your review, and I was trying to be nice. And I'm like, you know what? He's so mean to me when I review things, but I'm gonna be the nice guy. And I'm yeah, not gonna call I've him never out. Been in your and then, yeah. and then the first thing that this dickhead does is before I even start my review, he z's on me. He he zeds on me. He's just sitting there zedding on me. <laughs> zedding on you. <laughs> You're gonna have to help me. Yeah, I like a lot. So. And I don't think you've ever reviewed it. So. All right, so um, I'll do a short one. So Sorority House Massacre 1986 on that 1986 grind. Um, this is a slasher from 86, one of many that, that we're watching for the show. Uh, from what I understood, it followed uh, a girl whose brother 
like tries to kill their family as a kid or kills their family. He gets committed. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, she gets committed. He gets committed. She grows up. She's at college. She doesn't remember any of it. She, but see, the thing about Halloween is we don't know. We don't know. Oh, it, it, just, it just takes those elements like the, yeah, the brother yeah, tried yeah. to kill the family. Uh, you know what's funny? I didn't even think house. of that until you said that. That's funny. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. But I even think Christian even said that in his review, which is funny that I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I didn't That's funny. consciously think of that. But uh, so she is in college. He breaks out. Um, then it's a slasher film. Uh, honestly, guys, like I, it took me like six sit downs to watch this movie. Um, I kept starting it and falling asleep or looking on my phone, and then I would be like, "Okay, I have to re- restart this again." I'm not gonna watch. But it how now. could you get in- intrigued? Like that whole scene where the girls are all uh, the three girls are up in the room. That's trying the on- scene yeah. I remember most. There's a montage of girls getting naked, trying on clothes yeah. with trying on music. one girl, the the cool girls' clothes. That is the they're best like, scene of like, the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> They left, or she. They're like, she left. Let's go try on whatever name. Yeah. Like close. There's seen a blood <laughs> like so that are just like that. If you listen to fucking Joe Bob's commentary, oh yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but that's 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 the one one thing that's kind of cool about this film is it is like as basic slasher like tropes, cheese like like eighties music. Like it's just it just feels like one of those like low tier slashers. But it has a, a few things going for it, like that scene. Um, but overall, it was just like, it was just, I just didn't feel any heart in it. Like, I didn't like any of the characters. Like, none of them jumped out to me as, like, unique or cool at all. Like, I've watched a couple films from, from this year that are, like, like bad. Like, like Bloodhook was bad, right? But like Bloodhook was still kind of entertaining. It's so funny though. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the weapon in Bloodhook, the fishing pole. <laughs> like it's like a fishing lure. So I actually enjoyed Bloodhook. I didn't rate it high. I probably gave it like a four or something or a three. But yeah. I actually liked it. You know, I had fun with it. This movie I think is way better than Bloodhook. But I just was not into it that much. Like I said, it took me it took it literally took me like six nights to watch. Like I kept taking it out and watching something else because I just wasn't feeling it. Um, mm-hmm. but one night I watched this, I actually watched a really, really good movie after I got bored with this one. And I was like, I need to watch something from 2017 to get the juices going. Um, but it's, I mean, it's honestly not, it's a short movie at least, you know, um, it's not too bad, I guess. It's just, it's just kind of boring at times. And, uh, I think I'm going to come at about 5.5 on this one out of 10. I think that's pretty much what i think i rated it five and a half i i, I don't know i re- i watched recently too um but i do Definitely i do get it top though man 10 of 86 it's it's a kind of like an offshoot of the the slumber party massacre i think this is yeah. this is actually connected into that world it's even directed by a female too yeah. like all those movies and stuff so well, it kind of has part that two, same type doesn't part two have like clips from slumber party massacre in it I think so. It's been a while since I've seen it. Man. Somebody told remember. me that, or Exploding Heads reviewed these two films too. And I think they said Sorority House Massacre Part 2 has clips from Slumber Party Massacre Part 1 as flashback <laughs> scenes. I, I think so. I think so, man. It, like, it's been a while since I've seen them, but I think that's right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. 
pretty awesome. Good shit. Good shit. Jeremy. Jeremy. All right. So I think this is a – I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about this one on the show before. Don't – I'm probably wrong like I always am. But I don't think we have. And this is a movie that I've been wanting to watch because I've never seen it before. And it's one of JP's favorites mm-hmm. from the year 1995. What is it, JP? Tales from the motherfucking hood. Yeah, Tales from the motherfucking hood. And you said you've never seen this before? I've never seen awesome. this film ever. Okay. Don't disappoint. This is huh. the newly released Universal slash Scream Factory Blu-ray. Scream Factory hooking back up with Universal finally. Start releasing some more of their stuff. Did you know Universal had the rights to this, JP? Uh, yes, I tracked it down, actually, on the podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When? Yeah. Is that a long time ago? Um, yeah, well, I did it two separate times because I reached out to Synapse one time, and I was like, yo, why the hell hasn't anybody released this shit? And they're like, Universal owns it. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it was, um, I was getting more that it was Spike Lee owned it. Hmm. Wouldn't that been funny? Fucking Spike Lee owned this shit. He produced it, didn't he? Yeah. He's in the special features. But yeah. Tales from the Hood, new Scream Factory Blu-ray, finally getting a release. One of the top ten releases that people wanted to see, mm-hmm. for sure, including myself. Because the old DVD, stupid out of print, pretty mm-hmm. hard to find. Now, this is an interesting anthology. That is for sure. So this is an entirely black anthology film and we follow stack ball and bulldog as they arrive at sim's funeral home what are they looking buy, for buy some shit, <laughs> the shit from mr sims but mr sims doesn't give them the shit instead he shows them different caskets filled with four different bodies and each casket revolves around a different part of this anthology so the first story is about a this is probably the most relevant story in the bunch today uh this one debatable still yeah this one and the third one they're all relevant that's what's so cool about tells from not so much about the last one no i I didn't really the last one is still relevant i didn't really care for the last one but um so we follow a young police officer a young rookie police officer who is on a job one night with his white counterpart and they pull over a rich black man or well you know he's well dressed you can tell he has a lot of money and they ultimately kill him and they bury him and one day the three officers and the black officer go to his grave and they piss on it and he comes back to life all dead alive style and he starts fucking shit up. So basically, super relevant to today's world with the Black Lives Matter movement and all that kind of stuff. The the tension between African Americans and white police officers. I mean, this one is super, super, super relevant. What else super is it relevant of the time? When yeah, it was yeah. made? Yeah. No, what is Wait. it? What is it? What it's relevant about it during that time? The LA riots during this time. Because right, of sound like a death. Uh, be- I'm not too familiar with previously the with the Rodney, Rodney King, King beating. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. <laughs> they they beat him like they beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is so crazy. This one is fun. It's like I said. It's it at the last like 10, 15 minutes of it. Straight up dead alive craziness, uh, over the top 
bloody, gory funness of this black corpse going around killing all these white police officers. Super, super fun. I really enjoyed this one. It looks great on Blu-ray. It's a lot of uh, low lighting, a lot of shadows and blues, and it just looks really, really great. Really like this one. Then we moved on to the second story. Now, this one's like the sitcom of the bunch here. And we basically follow a young kid, Mr. Walter Johnson. And one day he shows up to school and he's all bruised up. And his teacher notices it and he starts to ask him what's wrong. And Walter claims that a monster beat him up. And you could probably understand what's going on here with the monster and what the monster is. I'm not going to ruin it to you. This one's pretty good. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely not my favorite one out of the bunch. I, I listened to a podcast one time where they were talking about this movie, and um, the girl on there was um, like had a history of child abuse when she was a kid, and like it really shook her up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, I can see that. Like if you lived through that, if you if and if you've gone yeah, through that, yeah. Could you imagine if you if you were a, a victim of child abuse? Having the ability to do what the kid did wouldn't that just be the best <laughs> thing ever? Yeah, that was cool, man. Like, it's like, just, it's, it's, that, like uh, it's like the goofiness. Like it feels like a society type of goofiness when he's fucking like at the end where he crumples up the piece and he fucking goes all sideways and shit. It's funny. It I, I think funny. it's like very like TV anthology, like Tales from the Cryptish. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, totally. I like that, that. That's exactly especially what it the is. next yeah. one. Especially the next one. So this no. one's pretty good. Like I said. Uh, it, it's it's fun. Uh, it's probably my third favorite one out of the bunch. Then we get to probably my favorite one of the bunch. This one feels like a full moon funness. Uh, we follow Duke Medgar, and Mr. Medgar is a Donald like Donald Trump type of a character. Isn't is that so funny? Relevant. How like that? This one is so relevant to today. Yeah, it's super <laughs> relevant to today. Oh, I know. It's, it's crazy. so funny. Like, literally, he is a spinning image of Mr. President Trump. Mm-hmm. So he is an obnoxious and super racist person from the South. He was a former member of the KKK. <laughs> One yeah. day, uh, this, the guy, he places his uh, office inside of an old plantation. And one day, he comes across one of these dolls underneath the floorboards. And we learn that these dolls were made by the... Uh, lady who used to live in this house who was a slave and basically there's more of these dolls and they start moving with uh, stop motion and things mm-hmm. like that totally full moon type of way effects here I know but it looks very <laughs> goofy and crazy it feels it has that full moon sense it, but it's like a, trilogy I, of terror with racism yeah and this like one I can it. never get out of my mind after I watch Tales from the Hood. Dude, it's so scary. Those, Listen, like the little this movie... I, I don't know what it is, man. This Fuck. segment scared the ever-loving hell out of me when I was a kid. I think it's because when they when you look up at the at the painting and you see those little white yeah. spots on there, and you're like, like, oh my yeah. god. Like, it's like, there's, there's one, another like, one. You realize how long it took him to kill one and, like, how he almost died. Yeah. And then it's like, there's <laughs> more and then they, like, eat him and shit. Like, it's, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a really, really cool segment and super fun and super relevant to today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody would have a blast with this one. And if you don't like this one, then I don't know what's wrong with your head. Uh, maybe Tim and Jerry don't like it, but we already know they're <laughs> fucked up anyway. So next one, 
And the final one in Crazy this K. one is Hardcore Convert. My least favorite of the bunch. I mean... It's my second favorite of the bunch. Really? The ending yeah. really annoyed me. Why? It, it, just the way it was shot. The fucking strobe lights were annoying. <laughs> and it went on for way too fucking long. It's giving me a headache. I'm fucking watching it. It's literally like five minutes of nonstop fucking strobe lights. It's just, I, just I think giving it's me one a of headache. the more interesting ones in terms of just like what it's saying. You know, what I, I mean? can see that. I just, I just didn't really care for her that much. So if you follow K- Crazy K, he's a gang member. One day he gets thrown in jail and he gets approached by uh, the jail scientist. I guess that's what you could call him, a doctor, and she says that she could leave jail if he goes to this facility and gets pretty much uh, re. She's trying an experimental treatment and. They're picking, you know, some really bad people. It's kind of like Clockwork Orange in the Hood. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to try to re, yeah. uh, you know, re, what is it called? When you fucking rehabilitate? like. Rehabilitate? Yeah, rehabilitate yeah, yeah. people. That's the one I was looking and, for. And um, they're trying this experimental, like, you know, very new type Spending of. Spinning around in circles. <laughs> it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's strange. It feels like a hoodie, like Mood said, Clockwork Orange. So. Um, that's basically about it, and it's some crazy shit happens with Crazy mm. K and the doctor, and the ending is shocker. I didn't really. That's the biggest problem I had with it. I, I just think I'm nitpicking why I didn't like it that much. Uh, it it just. Well, I'll tell me you what. Bit. That montage with the Spice One track is yeah. really powerful. Even as a kid, I got cold chills when watching that. That's because they're showing like real dead bodies. The, those are, those are a lot of those pictures are like real fucking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, clan clan pictures and and yeah. hangings and yeah, stuff dude. like that, and not and to just... mention that it shows like all the people that he's killed, like the little girl who like he didn't even mean to kill, but like he just yeah, did, he and like I I think that's a very real thing. Like that's a that's a part of society that a lot of people ignore, but like it's a huge problem in these like you know lower income places, these these uh you know uh low poverty areas i know you have a ton out there jamie oh yeah and, i think this i think this is relevant to here for sure in in chicago yeah and i could see that and the crime and and the you know um black on black crime especially in areas like this like it's you know people are products of their environment and and you know it, it says a lot about about what is happening and it shows it to you like point blank it doesn't doesn't hide from it um, and I thought that it was, you know, and even you throw in the dude, the, um, the, uh, you know, neo-Nazi dude in the cell with him and the shit mm-hmm. that he's saying kind of makes a little bit of sense, like to, to the character, um, the black character, he's like, what the, this guy's kind of yeah, right. But then yeah. he, you know, th- there's so much, there's so many layers to that, that segment that mm-hmm. it was always my least favorite as a kid. But then when I became an adult and I kind of understood what they were saying, I, I saw it for a whole new light, and I was like, "This is a very powerful thing to say in a fucking horror movie called Tales from the Hood." <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So then we get to the end. We learn what the shit is, and that's basically Tales from the Hood from 1995. Now this is a really cool package from Scream Factory. On here we have like an hour and twenty minute long documentary, brand new interviews with the director and co-writers producers actors all that shebang shaboogle it's really really awesome 
love to see new features coming out from Scream Factory, especially one on a film like this where I don't think there's that many uh, featurettes about the making of the film and people talking about the movie and how it got made and things like that. It's really, really awesome. Worth the price of a mission itself um, just to watch that. I, I highly, highly recommend if you have the new Blu-ray that you pop that in and give it a watch. It's really good. Auto co- audio commentary, I think that's ported over from the DVD. And uh, trailers and TV spots. Transfers, really, really fucking good. Like I said earlier during the first segment, um, it looks fantastic. One of the better Scream Factory transfers, in my opinion. I don't have that many, but it looks really, really good. Uh, they did this film justice, which they should have, because this is a film that a lot of people wanted for a very long time. And I think it's just a really great package. I had a blast with it. I give Tales from the Hood, from the year 1995, a 9 out of 10. Yeah, that's about what I gave it too. Um, I love how it Black wraps together. It's really good. Black exploitation with a message. Yeah, good shit. good shit. You know, I never really right. thought of that movie as black exploitation, but I guess you're right, huh? Yeah. All right. So next up here from uh, from what I watched here is a film that says on IMDb that came out in 2014. I think it just got released, though. I think there was some kind of distribution problems with this one. Uh, it says from 2014, and it's called Dig Two Graves. Um, it does say that it just got released in March of 2017. Yeah, this counts so. for 17, I believe. Yeah, I, th- I think I, just, I didn't really go I think it's on Netflix read too now. much. Yeah, it is. Um, that's how I watched it last night, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it it just said minorly something to do with distribution problems or some shit. So, but you know, basically what we got here, uh, we get a little bit of backstory in the beginning of the film. It's kind of set in uh, 1947. Uh, something happens, which I won't give away. Uh, then it jumps 30 years into the future or into 1977, where the film actually takes place, and it's following our main character uh, Jake. Um, she is a. Uh, I want to say maybe she's like 16 in the film. I don't think they ever disclose her age, actually. Um, but basically, we get a scene in the beginning of the film here with her and her brother, and they're at this rock quarry. And uh, he's like, "Oh, let's you know, let's jump off this rock quarry and stuff." She's like, "I don't know." And then um, basically, they kind of hold hands, and like, and her brother says, "Well, we'll just jump off together." And she's like, "Okay." So then they go to jump, and he jumps, and of course, she lets go, and uh, he dies he actually dies and she's like really, really broken up about this. She's super like, this is totally my fault. If I had jumped, you know, kind of thing and stuff. Um, and so she's kind of obsessing about her brother's death. Like she just hundred percent feels responsible for it and stuff. And what happens is, uh, she gets approached one day. She's supposed to get picked up from school by her father. Her father doesn't show up. So she decides to walk home where she comes in contact with these three men that kind of make her an offer. You know, they say that they can bring back her brother uh, if she does something for them. And of course, she's willing to take this uh, this opportunity because she feels 100 percent responsible for her brother's death. So basically what the guy says is, you know, like like I said, you know, kind of we do something for you, do something for us. Uh, She's like, well, what do what I got to do? And they basically tell her that she has to to kill somebody to replace her brother. So it's kind of like a trade-off. You know, you take someone out, we'll replace your brother kind of thing. And they have somebody specifically in mind, which, of course, she doesn't feel like she really wants to do that because she kind of likes this person and stuff. So um, so that's kind of what your film is right there. Uh, my thoughts on this film, 
it's uh, another really, really slow burner. Apparently, this one takes place in like South Illinois or something. But man, their accents are crazy in this film. It feels like it's like straight from the South. Um, but it obviously isn't because there's a lot of winter scenes in this film where it's obviously cold and would be right in the South. But uh, there's a there's a lot of characters in this film, like her grandfather, who is basically part of the backstory that happens at the beginning of this film, plays out through the whole film. Again, can't really say a whole lot about the, that story and stuff because I really want to start giving things away. But it's really intriguing how they set up this film because you're not 100% sure exactly where it's going. Um, it's kind of psychological with like a supernatural twist that's kind of going on in this film too. Uh, but it's very subtle. It's very, very subtle. It kind of makes you think, um, you know, kind of following these characters in which you really do like Jake. She's an awesome character. You know, she's got morals. She doesn't really want to do this, but I mean, she feels like she's doing the right thing the whole time. And that's kind of, uh, that's kind of um, uh, something that plays throughout the whole film uh, with, with all these characters, you know, what kind of goes around, comes around and kind of things like that. So I really enjoyed that, but uh, shot beautifully again. You know, just like Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl, amazing cinematography in this film. They did such a great job. Such a beautiful film. Oh, man, it looks awesome. The acting's great throughout this whole thing. There's a lot of kind of unexpected things that happen in this one. Um, but I think my biggest problem with the film itself, um, you know, I'm a big fan of slow burns. I'm a big fan of cinema or, you know, kind of atmospheric slow burns like this. Everything kind of comes together was a little bit how they kept telling bits and pieces of the backstory. Because like I said, in the beginning of the film, you get a glimpse of the backstory, which isn't obviously the whole thing. Uh, but then they kind of cut into the backstory with her grandfather and, you know, his the her grandfather is actually the sheriff of this town. And of course, the deputy and stuff, because they had this kind of history, which they show in the beginning of the film. And it tells that story in kind of snippets throughout the film. And as I've said many, many times on this show, I'm not the hugest fan of telling stories like that, where it kind of cuts out into a backstory over and over again. This one, it didn't really bother me because they they didn't really show you a lot of the backstory. They, they just showed you enough to keep you intrigued because you, you kind of wanted to wait for the next little clip. You're like, OK, what exactly did what else went on, you know, kind of thing, right? Um, but all in all, a really, really good film. I, I, I recommend this one quite a bit, actually. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. Definitely give it a shot. Um, I thought the ending was really cool. Um, and that's all I'll say. I mean, there's not really a whole lot more I can say about this one of those get, heading into spoiler territory. So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those ones. You want to go in not knowing a whole lot. Let's put it that way. But that's, it's a good film, cool, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean you guess? I mean, it sounded okay. I mean, I it didn't it didn't sound like like I want to run out and see it, but the rating says that it's good, so it's okay. I'll check it out. It's it's a really slow film. It's really slow. It's it's very much like like I said, you know, it's that type of film, slow burn, atmospheric, um, and it's telling a story very very subtly too. So I mean, if that interests you, I personally enjoy films like this more. Mm-hmm. than a lot of other types of films because it keeps me engaged and it's if i feel like it's something different yeah. you know you don't see a lot of films like this you really don't where it's it's being so subtle about it that you're even kind of questioning the subtleness of it <laughs> you're like you know it's it's kind of gets to that point in it too but yeah. it's such a beautiful I, i've seen film that one well. i've seen that one on netflix i think because i always do I, now that i'm doing this netflix and show streaming show like i'm always paying attention to what's on streaming and honestly, like it was one that I kind of wanted to pass on. Just I don't know if it's just the cover, the title, or what. I don't really, I didn't know much about it, but I'll probably check it out now that you 
pretty much gave it the same rating as uh, Lonely Girl, which I liked. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it you know maybe I'll come I don't want po- half point higher than you. <laughs> I don't really I don't really want to explain the the title of it, Dig Two Graves, because I mean it it kind of gets into spoiler territory a little bit mm-hmm. if you kind of disclose the meaning of what two day two graves actually means where it's like a proverb from yeah something so but yeah all right so uh i think it's back to me right you bet all right so uh I'm, i'll be quick on this one as well um i could review something else but i'm trying to i have so many titles here that i watched that if i reviewed something somewhere else i'm trying to just keep it to that right now um or i plan to review something somewhere else so in order to not repeat i'm gonna have to review this one it's not really horror in fact it was one of the poll films that i put out on the website um on the uh, facebook page so basically what i'm doing with 1986 is one of the ways that i do this with a lot of years one of the ways that i go and pick which films i'm gonna see is i'll look up other people's top 10 lists from 1986 like online and then i'll make sure that i watch any film that I see mentioned a few times because that's a for sure I need to see it type film if multiple people have it on their list. Nine times out of ten, their list is some bullshit because they got fucking movies that aren't even horror on there half the time. Like Dave said. Yeah. So um, this one I seen on at least three lists. At least three. And it doesn't belong on any of them because it's not really a horror film. Um, I could see if it was a really shitty year like... 19 like 91 or something that you might like force this one on there but who am i to talk i had uh paradise lost as my number two film of 1996 so what the hell um but it is 1986's the river's edge and this film i i had seen a clip i thought i'd seen this movie but i hadn't i hadn't seen it. i just seen the dead body on the shore type thing uh basically it follows a little town here um that is kind of like a disturbed youth or like this aimless youth that you're following basically there's this guy who kills his girlfriend like strangles her to death and he kind of lets his friends know about it and they nobody reacts how you would normally think people would react they're all like huh and they go see the body and they're like huh this is crazy and then they're like try to help him you know it's kind of led by crispin glover which by the way put this guy in every movie ever <laughs> like <laughs> dude he is one of the funnest that was the funnest performance i've ever seen like in a long time like it this guy is fucking just takes this shit to another level man like the guys i've heard interviews from him he's a weird dude but like he, like, oh, he's just, very eccentric. He, wow, like, his character in this film, like, even the accent, like, the whiny, like, he kind of sounds like Jeremy a little bit, that, like, sort of, like, almost stoner, like, almost uh, feminine, or, like, um, what's that word that, uh, flamboyant, fl- flamboyant type accent, like, it's, it's just a combination of, like, a surfer, like, flamboyant, like, stoner, like, all this stuff, and, um, it just basically follows these characters like in all their different stories like we have keanu reeves which i don't know why everybody we've had this conversation like i've not seen a movie that i don't like him in like i like him and um 
he uh he's kind of like the the good guy a little bit but like then you have like another character his little brother who's like a little badass kid and stuff and i kind of it's kind of almost like a larry clark movie in a way where it's like everybody kind of reminds me of like everybody that i used to know you know what i mean like just like the kid can just walk in his house smoking a joint like i knew tons of parents that were you know completely cool like that um even though they're not like cool they just don't give like they just can't say anything they just can't control their kids and stuff you know what i mean um and it but the only like my main problem with this movie is i just think it pushes that too much it pushes the like oh i'm not gonna react how a normal person reacts like way too much like unbelievably much like there's a scene where they go to get one of their friends and they knock on a window, and, like, there's a guy in there sitting, on, like, presumably the kid's dad, sitting on a chair. And then they're like, hey, is, uh, is, uh, Tim here? And, like, they're tapping on the window, and he, like, puts his finger up, he's like, one second. And then he goes into the other room, and he grabs a shotgun, and he shoots it at him. Like, I'm like, what? That was, like, completely <laughs> took me out of the movie. Not only, one, do I have to believe that he would shoot at some kids for seemingly nothing for seeing if their friend was home but two that he would shoot a shotgun in his house and shoot out his own window yeah, like right. makes no sense whatsoever yeah. none at all and that that really pissed me off because i hate movies that do stuff like that um dennis hopper is also in this movie he plays like a complete lunatic there's definitely a commentary on like crazy and crazy crazy you know what i mean um because dennis hopper is supposed to be crazy but this kid's like a lunatic this uh this um john kid which by the way all these performances are really really good um i think that's one of the things that, that is awesome in this film but i, I, I seriously the can't kid from believe... near dark right what i can't i can't the believe that this dark. movie was on top 10 harless hey i'm wrong yeah i, I never i never would have thought this ever it, i guess because it's so Harper. dark like it's the subject matter is very depressing and like very dark like yeah, it's, yeah. it's a murder mystery essentially without the mystery it's like a crime drama yeah. kind of thing. I mean, some of these films have... I think it's because the this reason, right? Like, uh, Four Stars, Shocking and Unforgettable. Packs raw power and high-voltage shock. You know what I mean? The most controversial yeah. film you will see this year. These are all quotes on the cover. Uh, mm-hmm. Siskel gave it his number seven spot of the year that it came out, um, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but yeah, I, I know. I It's definitely not horror, but I think that... Um, when you're talking about, like, I think it's, like, one of those things, like, Rape Revenge isn't horror, but it's kind of horror, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is, like, murder, you know? I guess because it's, like, dark and murdery. The kid from near Dark Center, right? Which kid? Homer. The, the kid Homer in near Dark. The kid from near Dark. Mm, I don't Oh, the little kid? Yeah. Yeah, that is him. Yeah, you're right. That okay. is him, I think. Right. Um... But yeah, it's 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 a movie that is frustrating to me because I feel like there's so many things that just don't make sense to me. But I think the whole point of the movie is to say like we're desensitized, we don't care, we're um, you know aimless, we d- we don't have a uh, connection to our fellow man anymore. I, and you see that executed time and time again, even with the teacher, like the teacher character who's barely mentioned is like flipping out because he's like all of us are here today at school why if we cared about this girl we wouldn't be here like that it's like it's kind of interesting it's how somebody could die and literally nobody gives a fuck 
<laughs> and um, but I just feel like they push that hmm. a little too much because it becomes to the point where it becomes unbelievable. Where I think if you toned it down a bit, it would have been a better commentary. Um, I'm still going to give it about an 8 out of 10, though. No, it will not make my top 10 list. And even if it was horror, it still wouldn't make my top 10 list. Q, yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that seen that one, man. Like, crazy long. I know uh, Kino released on Blu-ray, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to pick did. that up. Yeah, I was thinking about it, too. Have you seen it, Jeremy? I have not. Oh, this is, like, totally pretentious and up your alley. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love my pretentious films. Like, this seems like something that Jeremy would be, like, trying to get us review as a featured review for years. You know what? Fuck you, okay, dude? Everybody still talks about A Boy and His Dog as some of their favorite episodes, so fuck off, bro. Yeah, not because it's a featured my, review. Suck my cock. You would like that. <laughs> say it, you, If you say it that much, man, you start to actually mean yeah. it. <laughs> Not All right, Jeremy. Segments. Segments. Is this? Okay, are we, we seeing Return of the Me or whatever the fuck it's called? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the second episode of Are You Smarter Than the Mexican? Dum bum bum. So this is my segment where I dig into the 22 shots of moods and horror fault, and I listen to one of JP's horrible reviews from the past where he gives a film that he reviews a 7 or below. Mm-hmm. And I will watch that movie and watch it and will review his review and let you know if his review is justified and the rating that he gives is a solid rating. Now, this is a movie that I never talked about on the show. It was in my top 10 when I first watched it. Uh, I think I ended it up. I forgot where I was on this show. It's from the Tales of Halloween episode from episode number 58 with that other pretentious dick wad kyle and it is a film titled unfriended now unfriended was interesting it's the second time i watched this one because uh when i first watched this movie i gave it i think an eight out of ten was my initial rating when i first watched it these films are really interesting to me because uh, films like this and the den and there's another one coming out in October that has to do with Facebook. I can't remember the name. Friend request or something like that. It seems cool. It's rated R. We'll see where it does. It's called it. Band Mood Story. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's some interest, a lot of really interesting horror movies coming out this year, I have to say. So these kind of movies are very interesting to me that uh, just setting up a computer screen and uh, – uh, you know, a recording device that you can record your screen and making a movie off of that with some webcams and things like that. Very, very interesting, uh, especially to uh, people who I had to deal with in, phase, in uh, college, people who try to come up with these smart ideas making movies. And this is an interesting idea. Using your computer to tell a story is very interesting. Like we talked about earlier before, uh, when we don't realize how much facebook means to us until somebody doesn't have facebook and then you go oh shit what are we gonna do now how are we gonna talk to this person oh we have to text them even that's like oh my god that's so annoying that we have to text somebody it, it worked really well for smiley too it yeah. worked really good in that one yeah yeah so when you're so <laughs> fuck that movie <laughs> when you're so used to uh going on facebook like jp said in his review uh he talks about skype you know we're on skype right now and all that kind of stuff 
and JP said in his review that it is filmed so interestingly and the coordination is great. Now, I just kind of talked about that. That's a point I agree. It's very interesting the way that it's filmed. Same with the den. Uh, I think I think on this second watch that this film doesn't come near to the den. The den is a way, way better movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's way more oh, in-depth and different. Um, coordination is great. I agree. Uh, I think that uh, that kind of statement is kind of stupid because it's a movie and coordination should be great. But I understand that uh, a movie like this, where you have to realize on webcams and things like that to tell your story and Skype screens and making sure the person clicks on it at the right time and things like that. But I think it's very easy to edit it when you have to make cuts over and over again. If you like to say like you're switching the screen from one thing to another and somebody fucks it up, it's a very fast kind of a, a process where you just end the screen soft, sharing software and start again. I understand you're doing what actors and things like that at the same time, but you know. Like that that thing is kind of stupid statement from JP. Uh, cool scares and stories. He started JP. by saying, "I agree with it." Oh yeah, but it's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool scares and stories uh, gets into beneath category, which I don't understand what that means. And gets into the beneath category. What what do you mean, JP, when you say that? <laughs> when was this review? <laughs> this from was episode, episode fifty-eight. Okay, um, maybe just. In my head, I don't understand maybe how what, this one connects to Beneath. Maybe what I was saying, because Beneath is a movie with the fish. Um, just, be- <laughs> I honestly have no idea. But what I'm thinking that I probably met was how the characters started treating each other. That's what. Okay, that's okay. Now it makes sense. It says get into Beneath category, but the acting is not normal slash naturally. Yeah. So maybe that goes with yeah. That the bin- it's like yeah, it's, yeah, it's like definitely the way the characters. Pulls out a gun yeah. and shit, and mm-hmm. like I'm like, why yeah, is he yeah, acting yeah. like this? You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, so yeah. I think yeah, that's okay. why I presume. that make that makes sense now. So gets into beneath category, not acting normal slash naturally. Um, yeah, I guess I could see that now that I pay attention to stuff like that, but. Hmm. You know, that's that's a big pet peeve of mine, you know, with me with bad acting. Is it bad acting? It gets bad at some points, and that's another point JP makes. But, uh, you know, I really didn't have too much of a problem with it, but I'm not going to bust his balls too much with that statement because I could understand what he was saying. Uh, some parts when the acting turns bad, a.k.a. put the gun down. Yeah, I understand why the hell was he fucking freaking out with his gun. Why did he do that? Was it? The person making him go crazy, the girl that was in this fucking Bore Burns, that's her name, fucking makes him do this. I don't believe that shit either, but yeah, that's kind of retarded, just like Dave C's name. Uh, bullshit twist. No, I don't agree with that one. And Did I say I gave that? it. Yeah, you said it was a bullshit twist. I can't remember. And I don't think twist. it really was that much of a bullshit twist. I think it's just a, a fine and, and okay. It's a good twist? It's. No, it's not a good twist. But no, it's not, it's a, not a good twist. It's not a bullshit twist. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it an eight and eight point five, but never talked about it on the show. So JP gave this rating a six and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. Now the real question is: Are you smarter than the Mexican? Now, I think that we're very close on this score, JP, and I'm going to change the rules to my segment a little bit. I think if my score is one point below or above your score, then you're not 
then we're good and that your review is justified and the person listening to this review is not smarter than a Mexican. So, the real question is, am I going to say, is the general audience smarter than the Mexican? And the question is, no. JP's just Wait, is review. that the question or is that the answer? The question is I'll no? I'll the answer is no. Oh, well, you said the question is Okay, no. okay. Great to be answered. <laughs> the answer is no. No, 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 no. For the second <laughs> episode in a row, just like Crybaby Lane, JP's rating of 6.5 out of 10 is justified. I came in with a 7 out of 10 on this so one. you lowered your rating from sec- an 8.5 to a 7. No, I think I gave it an 8. Okay. I lowered it a point. Because I, I was about to, if you was going to say that my it wasn't justified, I was about to sick moods on you because he gave it a 6.5 as well. Standard. I was going to say, what did I give it? I, I thought I gave it a 6. 6.5 as well, but you refuted it. I think you refuted it on the Year's End show. It was uh, but, episode 62 from, mm. only like four episodes different. Yeah, yeah. So episode 58 for the second week in a row, unfortunately, JP score is justified even though his review was retarded and stupid. So... It that sounded is, pretty good to me. You were like, "That is, I agree, I week. agree, I agree. Fuck you, fuck you. This, that is this week's episode. Are you smarter than the Mexican? We Next use week. the term segment here, bud, not episode. <laughs> Don't do stuff like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just to piss you off, I'm going to do it's it more now. It's not pissing me off, it's the listeners. That shit hurts yeah, well, in your ear. Uh, yeah, that's not the only thing that hurts in your ear. So next week... I will be talking about martyrs on my episode. Are you smarter than a Mexican? Because we talked about it earlier and we'll find out the original remake. Okay. So we're going to find out if JP smarter than a Mexican with his review of martyrs, which he gave it a five and a half. Oh, did I? So that is my week segment of are you smarter than a Mexican? Why don't you review my review of the original martyrs? (laughs) No, because you're same thing. We agree on that movie, so how can you be smarter than a Mexican? I'm give a ten out of ten. Okay. Uh, moods. Cool. Under a seven, if you fucking listen. <laughs> Alrighty, so get into my Italian Jeremy, stallion. Jeremy, hold on. Of the week, moods. One second, dude. For the. The, uh, is this amateur hour modes? Can can I ask you? Is this amateur hour? Have we, have we how many episodes have we been doing this? Jeremy, move into closer the mic. to the fucking mic, dude. All I said is not that I close. You films that I that you give seven or below if you fucking listen, <sighs> fucking Mexican asshole. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying, dude. Come I on. Every movie you give a ten out of ten because that's I'm talking right stupid. now and I'm trying to tell you what I'm doing, but I. Obviously, nobody could hear me because I'm fucking uh, eight miles fuck away from the mic. Fuck you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So getting into my Italian stallion of the week. Uh, this one is coming from the year of 1981, and it is called Murder Syndrome. Uh, this is directed by Ricardo Frida. Uh, he is mostly known for... Actually, you know, this oddly enough, this was I believe this was his last film that he ever did um, in 1981, which is crazy because that just usually doesn't happen. Um, I don't know why, but uh, he did a film called Tragic Ceremony a few years prior, which is a really good one too. The iguana with the ti- iguana with the tongue of fire. That's like the greatest title ever. Come on, 
That's like fucking amazing. But he's also known for doing the horrible Doctor Hitchcock and the sequel, The Ghost. Um, I think you saw you seen that one before, right, JP? Which one? The horrible Doctor Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah, you watch it. Yeah. Anyways, it's one of his earlier films, kind of thing. Uh, from, but he usually goes underneath the name Robert Hampton, like a lot of these Italian directors sell their shit in America. So, but yeah. Uh, what we have here, we follow our main character, Michael. He is a very successful actor. He's now living in um, in the UK. Uh, he's back in Italy filming his latest movie and stuff. And uh, his kind of story is that he has been away from his mom, been away from his yeah his mom's house for a long time because it is revealed very early in the film that there was um, something happened with his father. He he went on this psychotic. He had a psychotic episode when he was a child, and he ended up killing his father. Uh, so they ba- basically kind of sent him away for a long time, and he became this big-time actor and stuff. But now he's back, and he's doing this film. And um, so, of course, he's in town, so he goes to finish, visit his mom. And uh, later on, some of the crew members from the film that he's working on show up there uh, you know, to have some R&R and stuff like that. And, of course, people start getting picked off one by one. And, of course, Michael is the main suspect because of his past. And yeah, so my thoughts on this one, this is like very, very standard slasher. You know, this is not a giallo, really. Um, There's no police investigation in this film at all. It's just it's all set in this huge ass kind of mansion house and people are just getting picked off one by one. Um, Some of the logic in this film is like completely ridiculous, but it's not as ridiculous as, you know, a lot of these type of films can be, especially with Italian cinema. We know some of the, the way stories are told can be very, very confusing and stuff. Um, this one is very straightforward, actually. It's a very straightforward type slasher film, given that, <laughs> with that said, uh, there's one scene in this film. It just kind of comes out of left field, too. It's really bizarre, and it's very typical Italian uh, filmmaking where, you know, you're kind of talking to this character, and all of a sudden, it just kind of cuts into this dream sequence. And she's telling the story of, you know, this dream that she had. And she's like, I had this crazy ass dream. And it's like, it's so fucking awesome. It's probably the best scene in the whole film with uh, the, like all this whole satanic type ritual things that are going on and stuff. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome stuff. But uh, but just the way they cut in and out of that scene is just so freaking bizarre. It's really bizarre. But um, but what we have here is just basically a very standard slasher film. The kills in this one aren't too bad. There, I got to say there's one kill in this film that i literally erupted laughing at it it just you can totally tell it's just like a ceramic head before this uh this kind of knife hits it and and explodes it and shit it's just so funny that the effects are so low grade in this and stuff but um there's so much like red herrings and and shit in this film like it's always leading you towards all these characters and shit and you're just like no it can't be that but i i I think the funniest thing about this whole film is how this one doesn't want to end itself it literally has like three different endings to the movie. It gives you this one scenario like, no, this happened. And then this character comes in and it's like, no, no, this happened. And then this happened. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like talking about not being able to decide which way you want to end this film. So we're like, well, we'll just take all these ideas that we have here and we'll just kind of incorporate into the film and, and have it twist after twist after twist. But it's it's completely ridiculous, but overall a pretty fun film. It actually has Laura Gershmer in it too, who is mostly known for playing um, Emmanuel in all the Emmanuel films. I mean, Laura Gershmer. I mean, everybody knows her. We've seen her naked in every single film, pretty much all softcore type stuff. But Do she's you know in this her, one. Jeremy? Nope, me neither. <laughs> you guys don't know the Emmanuel. Everybody films? knows her, Jeremy. You know her? Nope, 
Me either. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm sure people. I'm sure people listening to my Italian style know exactly where you're... the Emmanuel films. There's like 20 of them. Christ. Yeah. Nope. Um. Really? <laughs> oh my. Seeing. Oh my god. Got to get out there, man. Um, Are those horror? But no, they don't even sound like horror. Yeah, they're more exploitation type yeah. films and shit like that. But they're fun though. They're fun. Um. But yeah, Anita Streisberg is in this film too. Uh, overall, the acting in this one is pretty damn shaky. I have to say though, like everyone, I mean, it's it's dubbed really poorly too. Even for like 1981, we all know Italian films with their dubbing and stuff. It's just what they do. They record films without sound. They go in and do it. There, but we all know the stories. But this one's like done really poorly. Like the, some of the 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 dubbing is like it's comical, and I know for a fact that they were changing dialogue too with the dub. Because it's just so ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's like so fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you know, overall, not a bad film. It's it's pretty entertaining for what it is. It's pretty damn standard. But I got to say, though, the dream sequence, oddly enough, is probably my favorite scene in the film, which you guys know with me with dream sequences half the time. But this one actually kind of fit into the story. At the time, it didn't. But in the end result, it actually did fit. Um, I just thought it was ridiculous that this one didn't want to end itself and it kept coming up with all these different scenarios and shit it was pretty funny but overall pretty standard stuff uh fredo's done better films than this one you know maybe this is why it was his last film but i give it about a six out of ten it was pretty entertaining for what it was body count was decent too there's a, there's quite a few people that get killed in this one and yeah. you know the obvious kills where someone's dead and you can still see them breathing and things like that just all that awesomeness <laughs> all right but anyways yeah cool uh, my segment, I'm uh, going old school tonight with a pick. Oh, you're just lazy. You couldn't come up with anything. Come up with a segment? I have like four different segments. No, but you couldn't fucking, you're just going to the easy one. No, I just didn't watch anything else that fit into my <laughs> other segments. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, for, I literally forgot to watch a documentary, honestly, which is crazy that I watched all that and didn't watch a documentary. Lackers. Dude, you watch two movies. Shut the I fuck know, up. Dude, I didn't say that. <laughs> you probably didn't even watch Unfriended. You probably just listened to my review. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even give him credit for watching the film. All right. So, um, <clears throat> my review here, we have a 2016 Festival Circuit film getting its 2017 release. Uh, it is a French film runs an hour and 39 minutes it is titled raw and this is a film that i definitely heard start making lists last year um people that include festival circuit films not us uh where i I heard it on a few lists so i was aware aware of it but um i i honestly was expecting this to be one of those situations where it might be a little overhyped you know what i mean because like i don't know it just just something about the cover and just like it just i felt like it was going to be one of those pretentious movies that everybody was like oh it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and i was gonna be like ah it's good but that's not the case it actually lives up to the hype like it's a really good movie basically it follows a vegetarian girl who is definitely sort of like quiet and and awkward and you know uncomfortable uh, you just described jeremy yeah even the girl part. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes to, and this is weird. This, she goes to a veterinarian school, uh, which is a very reputable, like super expensive veterinarian school where they have like 
like frats kind of like th- there's like a hazing thing that they do um which is weird for like veterinarian school um like the school itself is performing hazing like rituals the, the students that's there. your initiation is a hazing to for vet school yeah they they have like they make them eat like um what do they, they do, like put wake dog collars on you make they, you eat dog food put you in a kennel and shit no they like they like wake <laughs> them up at like the middle of the night and like then there's like a rave in the basement and then like they make them eat like uh rabbit like raw rabbit kidneys and stuff um what the fuck is this shit? so i guess they do this in france or something yeah so so basically her older sister has already been at the school so she's like a year ahead which means that she's like part of it she's like hazing her, her younger sister um and basically it's kind of like that early on you don't really know what's going on um you get you fi- re- finally realize she's at a veterinarian school like i didn't know i didn't know where the fuck she was at first because i didn't read anything about this film you know what i mean i was like what the hell is this um and they're like dumping blood on them and stuff and and different things like that and and after she eats that rabbit kidney she breaks out into like this crazy rash and like it's disgusting like it it actually made me cringe because like it just she's just like naked like half naked like in underwear just like scratching her body it's just like the sound like that and you see the skin like was it as bad as cabin fever no, like, well, yeah and no, because this is looks more realistic. Like, it, it actually looks like a fucking rash, and it's like, stop scratching it. It's, it's like, grossing me out. Um, <laughs> which Cabin Fever looks like, you know, gory, kind of. This isn't as gory, it just, it looks real. Um, it looks like, you know, like, ski, like your skin's, like, itchy and, and just, like, raw. And, um, ah, see, raw. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden she gets a, like, craving for flesh. And, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, some people are either going to be with it or they're not. And you have to decide right then and there if you're going to accept this. Because this is not really a spoiler, but there is really no explanation to why she's doing this. And you either have to accept that or you have to hate that. And you make the choice. If you accept it, you're going to have an awesome movie. If you don't accept it and you hate it, then you're going to think this movie is retarded. But there's no real explanation to why she all of a sudden wants to eat people. Um, but there's kind of a hint at it where it's like, okay, this... Because once you you know begin to... to her and her sister begin to hang out and stuff. You kind of get an understanding to it a little bit, but that's still no uh. explanation. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you this also, that is not the point of the movie. That's not the main point. It's the, that is just a secondary thing that she like has a craving to eat people. Um, the, the main part of this film is that it's a like coming of age film for an awkward girl. And it's, you know, she is a virgin like and she, like, has sex with, the, you know, this dude and, like, her sister's, like, there's a scene where her sister's, like, trying to wax her vagina for her and stuff. It's not comedic, like, at all. It's, like, played straightforward and stuff. Um, it's re- it's a really good movie. It's gross. Um, it, it's, you feel bad, but you feel confused. Like, it's, it's very, it's very, very well done. And it's shot well, the music's great, the storytelling's good, the writing's great, the characters and acting is fantastic. It's a very good movie. Um, it's just, it's just the, the story's kind of a, a weird one. It's just really like, okay, 
that she's like a cannibal now. Like it, I was getting the sense, like I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a vampire thing. Like I was like, this is being marketed wrong. It's not a cannibal movie. It's a vampire movie. But I'm not sure if that's true or not. You know what I mean? I get they don't say. So it's like weird. Um, but <clears throat> I loved it. I gave it a nine out of ten. Check it out. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm gonna dig that one too. Sounds cool. Check man. it out. Yeah. Oh, it's very like just very like graphic too, which is awesome. Like she's like half naked, like half the movie and stuff, and um, she has like hairy armpits, which is funny. <laughs> Ooh, that French thing, man. Yeah. yeah, a lot of French movies have girls with hairy armpits. I'm not being funny. It's true. Yeah, uh, and honestly, the her no, it's just, thing. Her yeah, roommate yeah. Adrian, he's like gay. Um, he was actually a really good character too, well developed. Um, Is it like excision? I haven't seen like Excision, but um, oh, Carly movie... recently told me that I was going to love Excision. So. Uh, that movie's... I love Excision. But it's that French. I, really... I expect Jeremy to watch it by two weeks from now. Yeah, I'll watch it on the next show. Because I think that... I'm curious to hear what he has to say, because he loves French movies. He loves pretentious stuff, which is just kind of that. And... I love Excision, man. You, gotta, it... you should watch that. I challenge you to watch that movie by the next show. Excision? Okay. Yeah. It's short. You'll like it. It's really fucking good. Okay. Yeah. Moods, yeah, have you seen that one? Oh, I love it. It's yeah, great. the movie's fantastic. It's really good. You can get it cheap, or you can find it online. So. All right, so that's watch that's raw pick of the week. Check it out, homies. Cool, cool stuff. And that is going to wrap up the what we watch portion of the show, and moving into the feature reviews. Oh man! For episode one hundred and four, hundred and four. I guess we'll start picks. off here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, this was this was your show. Um, in fact, actually, I think the last four shows have been your picks. No, Jeremy suggested Alien. Did he? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. and no, Pet Cemetery. And Pet Cemetery. No, Pet Cemetery was yours, wasn't it? No, no. no Jeremy suggested. I'm telling you, this happens all the time. Jer- five months from now, Joe, Jeremy will be like, "I never get to pick any shows," and then we'll count them up and we'll be <laughs> hey, like, "Hey, I think my next pick is going to be really awesome." Actually, you picked most of the shows. <laughs> my next pick is going to be awesome. Your next pick was actually technically picked by me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know about those fucking. What movies, is it? But I, I just brought it up just to, for shits and giggles. My and super like, yeah, bloody slashing whatever. Oh yeah. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was close enough. It was my super what, what is it? Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trilogy <laughs> MTV trilogy. That shit's gonna be awesome. What are we doing next week, guys? Just so the listeners know, we're doing uh, Urban Legend Urban. trilogy. And if It'll you want them on HD, the only way you could get them is through Fudu. Voodoo, running from my magic. Voodoo, yeah. All right, so starting off with the first one here uh, from 2009, Laid to Rest, directed by Robert Hall. Uh, Robert Hall actually is a pretty interesting director. Um, I've seen a couple of his films that he did in the past, uh, Lightning Bug. Um, How was Lightning Bug? Because they show a trailer for it before the uh, on the DVD of Laid to Rest. Lightning Bug is good. It's yeah. really good, actually. It looked pretty I, good. It looked like cool, low budget, awesome, you know, like indie, like art housey type of stuff. Almost. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what we're gonna get with it. Um, and of course, it laid to rest. Laid to rest too. I worked on the Teen Wolf series, and he did another feature film a couple years ago called Fear Clinic. Mm-hmm. And yep. he's been trying to get um, a Chopping Mall remake and a Nail Gun Massacre remake off the ground. Which apparently that Nail Gun one's gonna be happen happening. That's cool, man. They that's were. cool. Did you did you guys happen to see Fear Clinic? No, I, I did it. it. It's Robert England, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was and, it was kind of based off the uh, the TV series that he worked on. Yeah. There, yeah. I'm not really. I never seen any any of the TV series, but but I I, I thought the film was okay. I thought it had a pretty decent premise to it. Mm-hmm. But it it didn't really do much for me to be honest. So yeah. these movies did not do as much <laughs> okay. for me okay. on this okay. one. That All right, well, let's get into the. Come on, we know how we got to do this, man. You got to be professional about it. Okay, here's the storyline: a terrifying story of a young girl who wakes up in a casket with a traumatic head injury and no memory of her identity. She quickly realizes she is was abducted by a deranged serial murderer. And in an isolated rural town, she must survive the night and outsmart the technologically inclined killer who is hellbent on finishing what he started. Yeah. So, thoughts on Laid to Rest. Um, I did not like this movie as much as I did the first time I watched it. I okay. This is one of the first movies I bought when I first started getting into collecting movies. Me too. So, eight, eight years ago or so. So... I, I had a lower expectation from when I watched it my yeah. first time when I was like 16 and I <laughs> didn't really know that much about indie horror films. I thought it was fucking awesome with the effects. The effects are still awesome, mm-hmm. but I thought it was cool because I haven't really saw this kind of stuff in mainstream like this extreme and things like that. But then I was watching it now eight years later for the second time yeah. and I'm going, this is not a good movie. <laughs> this is no, a pretty, this is pretty I, shit. <laughs> I remember this movie being like really awesome, gimmicky. The first yeah. thing I thought of was super gimmicky with the with the whole camera angle and stuff like that, which it is gimmicky. I'm yeah. not saying it's, it's a bad not thing. It's as it is. gimmicky as I remember because that's the first. Thing, that's what even back when I seen it, I was like, oh. But like, I don't know. It didn't seem as gimmicky now for some reason. I think no. probably because we've seen it so much, we've seen that technology that, done. So that's much, probably it's now. It's like, oh yeah, everybody does that's, that. That's exactly what I was thinking too, and I, I'm kind of with Jeremy on this too because. Uh, I remember this movie being pretty good, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and then rewatching it, but, you know, watching it with a critical mind. And I'm like, this movie really has the the aspect of the gimmick that you yeah. remember and the the killer himself and, and, the, and the, the pretty and the good of uh, gore effects in this. What I, mean, I said, kills, well, like, what kills, I compared the it kills as are outstanding in this film. Yeah. Yeah. What I compared it as is it's like Ryan Nicholson's movies. You know, they have really awesome effects and maybe the story and the acting isn't all there. Mm-hmm. That's about what this movie is. But so, I mean, at least the Ryan Nicholson than, film, we get a little bit of a story. Like, yeah, I mean, it's worse than that's that's no. the one problem with this film is that there's really not a lot in for substance here well, at all. Okay, so my thing is, I actually am completely in agreement with both of you guys in terms of like, I seen it, I loved it. I actually seen it twice. And then this time, and I knew I had a feeling that this would happen because I do remember one thing that I it, that bugged me about it back when I first seen it, but I, I didn't really care too much. Was like the plot holes, and I had a feeling that they were going to affect me more now with a critical mm-hmm. mind, and they did. So it's funny, like because I feel you like know, all three you- of us had the exact same feeling where it's like this movie was really cool and really good, and now it's like. I can oh see God. all the problems with it. You yeah. know, it's funny that you met, it's funny you bring up the term plot holes mm-hmm. because I, in terms of having plot holes, I think you have to have a plot to have holes within the plot. How, what do you mean you, there's no plot though? 
but there really isn't though it doesn't really give you anything in this film because you you really just who wondering, in the fuck is chrome skull well that the, for one thing he's a slasher killer from? exactly yeah uh, but, but why is but he, he like has a gimmick or... but the problem is with the gimmick though jp mm-hmm. is that it has to be explained a tiny bit it is a tiny he's bit. recording his victims yeah that's like that, that i don't why? see it. why for, for why? He's, why he's a serial killer why does so, any but, serial but killer then kill when people? we get into the even second movie the it aspect, makes no fucking sense though but, Oh my god! But even if even if we explain <laughs> the fact that he's recording his victims, which we do learn why it is in the second, the second. Yeah, but story, even oh if god. you just take the first one, right? I think yeah, it's completely it's- fine to create a killer that it almost seems like there's something supernatural about him, and just and that his thing is that he's hunting down, recording his victims, and okay. he has some kind of deal with the people in this town, or at least a couple people, to to do this. And yeah. it's okay for me to. I don't need to know his backstory and stuff. What like why, why did Michael Myers kill people? You know what I mean. No, but but JP, if you're going to show conversations between Chrome Skull and of course um, the Mortuary guy, um, his name is totally escaping right now. Um, wow, what the fuck's the actor's name? Richard, Richard Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, I just said it. So they, we get this brief conversation, which really doesn't reveal. Any true information about why he's doing these things, but my biggest problem is, is that we're introduced uh, to this character, the girl as we call her, princess or whatever, mm-hmm. and we do find out that she's like from Miami. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm thinking to myself, going, why in the fuck did he abduct her? Because that's obviously what he did. He abducted her, and we're not in Miami. We're in some small town somewhere else, Alabama, it's, it's Georgia, I think. In yeah, Georgia. Georgia. But, so I'm thinking to myself, why in the shit did he bring her there? There's obviously something. There is a reason that he brought. I listened to the commentary on this film too. Okay, but I'm it doesn't saying, even I, say I, it in the commentary. It's quite literally in the film. The reason he's bringing them there is because he has it all mapped out, and he's playing this cat and mouse game where he's 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 he could kill her right away. He, that's not what he wants to it, do. He's playing with exactly. her. He's getting footage, some excitement because that's his thing. He's recording this this. This thing, who knows if he's going to just keep it for himself or upload it to the internet? I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I just I know, know we, that he's... we we get all that. We get that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's definitely get that's that's exactly what they show you in the film. He's definitely filming the murders for, yeah. which we assume is personal personal excitement because this is what gets him off. I mean, every type of killer has their own type of their way of doing things, right? Yeah. You know, like with Ted Bundy, he would go back and he would fuck his corpses like a week later. I mean, it was something he did. I don't think Ted Bundy did that, did he? Yes, he did. Hundred percent, he did. Yeah, okay. and um, yeah, he was a necrophiliac, and that was a big thing with Ted Bundy. But I mean, for Chrome Skull here is this, this is what we have. But there's not really like I'm just like okay, why is he doing it in this small town? Well, because and, he has everything planned out in this town. He obviously well, knows where. Town, well, because he saying. has it set up. He has the funeral guy that he knows. He has the the uh, other dude that he knows. He has the barn. One other he dude does all his stuff. There was like two dudes that. Uh, he talked to but they, and course, he has the barn course. and he he must know his way around this little area that's how he keeps getting ahead of everybody and stuff but like that's the point yeah. is they bring him he brings him to to his own territory where he ha- he can let him go and go get him and because he knows there's not police anywhere near or whatever and this thing and that's the whole point of bringing these girls here and it's not the only time he's done it he keeps bringing them there that's oh, exactly. explained through the film exactly and I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what it is. But it's like, okay, so he's he is he's made this deal. Mm-hmm. Why are they allowing this to happen? I mean, just 
That's my point. I'm just like, I understand like, what he's doing. I don't know. I, I, he's bringing these people here to do this stuff, but he has this conversation with Richard shits. Lynch. <laughs> exactly. He has this conversation with Richard Lynch, but then it makes me wonder. I ask the question. I'm like, why is they allowing, why are they allowing this to see? There's nothing to tell you anything to do with outside the, outside the murder. Well, he serum. says like, like, he's like, you know, uh, you know, you, they haven't, I haven't had to see it. You know what I mean? Like, so I assume he's being paid off. And then, like, now he's, like, you know... Well, I mean, that's fine. If, if, if we want to go to the point of just assuming things in a film, that's well, fine. Well, it's kind of... I don't understand. Like, that... See, but that's such a small detail that it doesn't matter. I, I don't feel like you need to show that he's being paid off, like, handing him money to understand no, no, no. that that's probably but, what's but, going on there. Maybe, but, like, why? <laughs> you just, you just well, want because something, you get the it, sense that Chrome Skull's kind of rich. Possibly. How? Well, they say that he he's a, a piece doctor. of shit cell phone. How is he rich? They say he's a doctor. Well, that piece, piece of shit of cell phone well, was like high tech for the time. They, they no. actually assume that he's a it doctor. It was fucking iPhones in 2009, dude. They uh, they actually just assume that he was a doctor given his surgical tactics and things yeah. that he was doing, cutting up parts and stuff. They just assume that. They never actually say that. But Well, I mean, he has to have some sort of knowledge of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like it'd be nice for the viewer to have some type of knowledge of why Richard Lynch is just letting Chrome Skull fucking hack up bodies and and I have just his told own you. late way with murder in there. I just I, <laughs> dude, I, see, but that's the type of stuff that I don't really think is like that's the same stuff that you say that you don't need to know. Like if if they show that that's something but in this you case would you do. This is a different scenario because we're just we're introduced to this guy that's going around this town that obviously has very little. Uh, supervision in the way of police officers. We we get this, but mm. they literally show a conversation between him and Richard Lynch, and it makes you wonder. I just want to know what, if they wonder. don't. If they well, it made me wonder. This is why we're having the conversation back and forth, man. Yeah, I but know. Like, but like, what do you think it is then? I don't know. That's what I. I you can't I just fill assume, in the blanks. Well, fill in what? It could be anything. Okay, it could so be fill it in with something. Related, he could be related to him. And he's you think just allowing he's related? It. Who knows? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, I'm just asking you what you think, though. To be honest, I was real. I was trying to con- come to- come to a conclusion with it. And I'm like, okay, so Richard Lynch, they obviously have this agreement. We're we're, we're shown this, mm-hmm. but like, what is well, he? Why get- did he kill her then? But why is he well, like? What is Lynch? I mean, I we can assume he's getting paid. But even if they even, I mean, like you said, you don't have to literally show the money. But, I mean, if it's as simple as him just well, being paid off, okay, he just went and found this this crazy guy, Richard Lynch, and he's like, okay, well, this is perfect, man. But Richard Lynch knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Why, the exactly. hell did he le- why the hell did he let Princess out of the fucking room if he knew that? Well, that's what he's saying. He's like, oh, there's nobody behind me. Like, Because you'd be like, look, why? if somebody's telling yeah, you there's somebody behind you, why wouldn't you look around? Well, because yeah, he knows yeah. Chrome Skull's behind him, but he's just like – because he, he wants her out of his area. Like, go over, you know, get out of my, don't bring this shit to my house. You know what I mean? Like, but they are at his house, though. But that's what they were doing. That's the why he time. was mad. If, if he had an agreement and he was doing this shit well, underneath had the his barn behind, Well, he had the barn behind the, the funeral home. I think that's kind of yeah. what, like, he's like, you do your shit over there. You know what I mean? I um, guess, but still, see him not turning. I mean, she's fucking panicking in that moment. Yeah. And like turn around like this guy's holding a huge 17 inch blade. Yeah, but he's cool with him. So he's he doesn't think he's going to kill him. What? For letting her out? Why wouldn't he think that he's going to kill not kill him? Because he he's not he's doesn't he's not letting her out to like let her escape. He's letting her out to get her to go and get killed. 
Yeah. That's interesting that you perceive it like that. That's how it happens. Yeah. Once you watch the clip and know that he's in on it, but that's, wanted, that's why he's he, that's why he's not looking behind. If Skull was going to wander her out to kill her anyway, then why did he kill the old guy if the old guy was going to let him out? Because Chrome Skull's a serial killer, and you don't trust a serial killer, especially oh, this for is money. A bullshit right there. What I mean, you know, that that much trust him, if he had that true. much trust in him, why why the fuck did he get buried then? What you, huh? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. I if don't who know. had what? Fucking Richard Lynch. Yeah, he's dumb as fuck. Who? It's just the dude. Like the guy's a piece of shit. He's like allowing the serial killer to like use his barn or whatever, or, or or whatever. He's at least in the know of the serial killer, and he's not doing anything. He's a bad character. He dies. He met. He trusts the yeah. serial killer. He dies. Like that's cl- standard horror movie shit. But you got to admit, though, I mean, you talk about the plot holes and stuff. I mean, I, th- th- but see, this, that's this movie- the thing, though. I don't even care about stuff like that. I care about how Chrome Skull's ahead of him after he was behind him and how this road is like there's that's a, exactly only what I'm one getting place into on the, Like, that's there's, the stuff that bugs me. I never even thought twice about the fact that these two, that, that we don't know why he's allowing him to do this. I don't give a damn, really. Like, why not? I, why not try to? Why not try to find? Because the logic it's obvious that he has some kind of deal with him. That's all I need to know. He has some kind of deal with him. I don't need to know the details of the don't deal. Don't you know? Don't you want it? I mean, they try to. They try to fucking take it like to I'm outer space sure, proportions I'm, in the second one. I mean, this one right here doesn't have enough story, and then the second one just it goes overboard with it, kind of thing. I'm, I mean, I'm, just just the minor subtle details, like you know, they need to be like in oh, the okay. commentary that like. That they said that he has a deal with him. Like I, they don't, they don't but say they, what the deal is. I don't give a shit cares. about the commentary. I'm not that. listening we, to the commentary. I'm had, watching the fucking movie. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying there is like that's the explanation. He has a deal with him. That's some but don't you think that's kind of a little bit weak though? I mean, coming from a critical standpoint, I think standpoint, it's more weak. To st- I honestly think I like that. There's a little bit of mystery to it. I think that if that he mystery, flat out hands him money, mystery. if he flat out hands his hands him money, it's fucking lame, dude. It really I is. never said I never said they had to hand him money. You just assume they have a deal. Maybe he was forcing him into something. Maybe he had maybe, something on maybe Richard he Lynch. Does. And he said, maybe he does. That's even more that's cool. what I'm saying. That's a cooler way to think about it. Yeah, and, that, and maybe that's what it is. But I mean, sometimes sometimes I when I watch a film, I just don't want to assume everything. I want something there. I just think you know, that just, if it's something it minuscule like that, that's a a brief moment in the film that has nothing to do with the rest of the film, I just don't care. But it does, though, Matt. I mean, I mean, not in this one. But it, it's kind of funny when you go into part two. See, but after, you have to watch it like it's just after. part one, though. If you no, like, no, no, I'm just saying after you watch both movies, uh-huh. and then you think back on that whole kind of connection thing that's going on with Richard Lynch's character after watching part two, doesn't it make you kind of go, "What the fuck? Like, what the hell is that all about?" Not really. I don't know. I mean, you have to admit the storyline part. Okay, and we'll get there in a minute. But mm-hmm. okay, getting back to like, I, I have to say, man, this movie is it's really entertaining yeah. to a certain degree. But man, it is really really tough to watch characters make the stupidest fucking asinine mistakes constantly, and and how fucking Chrome Skull is getting in front of people, and why people are going back to. That's why I like to believe that it's some sometimes somewhat supernatural. This doesn't like, really make any sense. That, that part, like you know, after Buddy's uh, Tucker's wife gets all fucking massacred, and he makes bad. this conscious decision to, like, in the middle of all this shit, after they've actually stolen fucking Chrome Souls. I think either, they're in a car by that time. Anyways, they're in a car, and 
instead he literally has this idea where he's like well her co- her brother is going to show up at six more and i don't want him to see her i get that but would you really theoretically go back there just to move her body so he didn't see no because you're gonna fucking die yeah no i agree right? with that fucking, that's the type ridiculous. of shit that bo- bothers me about this movie the most but it happens over and over yeah, again and they had a back they had a back at the barn well, why did they go yeah why did they go back to the funeral home and why the fuck are they hiding inside there well they know he, that's that's, that's what's annoying stupid. is like they go they start passing the funeral home and like the girl says to stop and then they stop why the and fuck then they're would like stop that's that's but, the problem with the movie that, that's that is, the, that main is the problem. problem jeremy is that they make these the, these characters make these conscious decisions she that make no sense stop, kick her ass out and get logic. the fuck out of there the movie's lacking so much logic that it makes you go, why in the... F-? You would never do that. Yeah. Even in a horror film, you would never fucking do that because you're going to die. This yeah. guy is a fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Especially when they're in his goddamn vehicle. At one point, they actually steal his fucking hearse. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, she's she steals his car. And then he but locks it. But they still it. had it, though, right? Like, yeah, that's but, the she, but that's not the... She doesn't... They don't stop in... And you have to admit, though, car. it was probably the only vehicle that actually had fuel, too. Yeah, that's, that's another funny. thing about this film. Yeah. See, I kind of I kind of get that a little bit because, like, it's I convenient. remember, huh? It's convenient. Yeah, but I do. Death. I remember being a kid and that happening all the time. Like, like people would only have enough gas to like get to the gas station and stuff around here. Like, but you that, have to that, that happens in these small towns make... where gas stations are really far away. It For like, sure. that actually does happen. But for sure, like, but in the sense of filmmaking, it is convenient like, film what? You, to have car can't go more than forty miles an hour. Get the fuck out of here! I don't buy That's that shit. That's true too. That, I don't that, buy no, that, that no, shit. No, 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 dude. Put a gutter in there because his mom was yeah, fucking that, I, I know, a, I know, I know a dude whose mom has one of those. That's that, fucking or, stupid. His dad, his dad. Yeah, it. it, it why would you get in trouble in a small town? Why would you get in trouble in a small town for speeding? That's some bullshit. He didn't want her to hurt herself. Oh, crash. that's fucking bogus shit. How, dude? That happens. I, that like you're picking the dumb shit to be mad at. I know, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I just you feel like the it's dumb, stupid. You pick the actual stuff that's plausible. Um, okay, I dude, I hate hate some of the decisions in this film. Like it, yeah. it is frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, however, it's, I really, really, bad. really yeah. like Chrome Skull. I like the mythology behind the character set up in the first film. Because, like, uh-huh. in the first film, you're kind of like, okay, is he? is he supernatural? Like, how, yeah. like, there's something about him. Like, he, he's getting stabbed in the eye and shit. And he's, like, he's obviously some sort of, like, like, like he has Doctor. some kind of, he, ha- he either is supernatural or he de- has some kind of miracle shit that, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's mysterious. I like that about it. I don't know what which I find it, Which I find it kind of a missed opportunity in the second film that they don't really go into a whole lot of that. I mean, they kind of end up, well, I guess we can go to spoilers too. They kind of rebuild him and shit like that. But mm-hmm. they, they don't necessarily go into the fact of, you know, in the first film when he's walking around and his eyes are like bleeding and, and, and well, why is- that's because in the second, first of all, the second film was not a thought when the first one was made. That was all mm-hmm. patched. It was not planned to be a sequel or anything. It no was- shit. After what happens. Yeah. So, um, shit's exactly. fucking retarded. That's the most stupidest shit I've ever this, seen in my life. This, but okay. I think that this film really, really, really excels in the final act. Like when all the potholes are out of the way, like they're at this convenience store. It makes sense. The gore in this movie is like one yeah, thing the kills in this film. Some of the kills are so damn good. Um, yeah. The guy gets uh, 
the chick that gets stabbed in the face, his yeah, wife, dude, you can see brutal. her eyeball moving and shit while the, yeah. like, it's, it's really good. Yeah, and that's dude, not, when, when, when he fucking pulls that knife, her head bounces off the fucking, uh, the house. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> like, also, shit, I love, I love, love the setting of this movie in terms of it's shot in Maryland, which I've been to Maryland a bunch of times. It's right next to me. It looks like Maryland. Um, the, the cold, you can tell like that early morning, like, you know, four in the morning, like frost that's out there. You can see it. The, the, you can see the fog and the light and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is natural. That's what, that's, so how, like, how small do you think this town is? Like, what is there? Like 500 people, people live there? They never pass another fucking oh, person dude, it's the entire so, time. I, like, I like to think that this whole film takes place on like one long straight road, which do exist. It probably um, does, though. I'm just saying because yeah. there's like there's literally no other there's person. No, well, I'll there's tell no, you one thing that I learned it, from the commentary: that funeral home. They were looking for a funeral home with a barn behind it, and they fucking found a funeral home with a barn behind it. That's actually yeah. like that, which is crazy. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like this never happens. Another thing to keep in, you know, and this should not affect your rating at all. Like I always say that, but this movie had like a five hundred thousand dollar budget. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. It's kind of a lot, dude. When Blood Runs Deep had a $5,000 budget. Blood Runs Cold. Whatever it is. Yeah, but that's like, that's the, (laughs) like, I don't know. That movie has a thousand plot holes, too. I understand that, but that has a fucking hundred times less budget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Bobby Sue Luther, I think she is... She not married to. She was married to Robert Hall when this movie. Yeah, was so they ob- they obviously got it. divorced between the first and second one, right? Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, because um, she wasn't actually in the. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that her. She's, I wanted she's to see re- her boobies. She she's big really, ass. Tits. She's really good in this movie. I like her. Really, you thought that she was good? I thought there was yeah. there were some scenes where she's completely overacting to the yeah. point where in it's the actually shower, pretty funny. When they fucking when she's first in the <laughs> shower and they come in and they hit her head and she's like. Ah! She's fucking crying like a bitch. See, I don't have an issue. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought there was lots of moments where she was pretty. I think pretty she, weak actually. I thought Tucker was the best. Yeah, Tucker's <clears> great. <throat> yeah, but I don't know. I don't think she's. I mean, I think the material that she was working with, she did a good job. Like the the material is like she's supposed to have amnesia, and you know it comes off weird, but. Like that's how it was written, you know what I mean? Like I thought her performance mm. was fine with it. I think if you yeah. have an issue, it's with some of the dialogue choices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Some of the dialogue is is pretty is pretty just not good. No, it's, no. This whole movie <laughs> really is not good. I, dude, see, I can't say that this movie's not. I I, I, I like this movie. Like I'm gonna I think be. This movie is entertaining. I don't yeah. think it's a great film. I think it has really good. I do agree. I love this. You, I love my small town settings, mm. and this one's really dark. I do find it pretty compelling that they never once come except for the convenience store at the end. Mm. It just seems like there's absolutely nobody around. It's fucking insane to me. But um, but What's you know, that old ass computer. It, it, it has good elements. Chrome Skull is an awesome character, and I always thought like I, I like I said, Chrome Skull way more than I used to. Like he's yeah. fucking cool, man. Like his black suit and like how he's just like. I don't know. There's just something. About, he's a fucking badass dude, man. Yeah, he's so much. He like. I mean, just being so damn mysterious in this, which I literally have written down, is is awesome. Mm-hmm. His character is like insane because you're like, what the fuck is this? And I like that about him. 
Um, the whole video camera stuff I always thought was crazy gimmicky, but I actually do enjoy it for what it is. I like um, it in this one more than I did the first time. I'll be honest. Like I thought it was weak as hell the first time I seen it. And yeah. Like, I actually like how it's incorporated in this one. And I actually kind of like that, that this character was kind of a, well, she sucked. She was a pro, she was a cokehead prostitute. Which, don't you think that's the funniest thing to reveal in the end of the film? I mean, it's one thing to reveal her as, like, oh, you know, she's this rich fucking lawyer's daughter, but but then they make her a fucking crackhead hooker? <laughs> well, I think that it's good because it it shows, like, now that she's... It makes it easy for him to pick up. She Yeah, right? well, it, and it has an arc for her where she's yeah, fa- she comes face-to-face with the fact that, like, okay, like, I can fight, I can survive, I can get over anything that I had previously, too, because I got over this. Um, yeah. And, like, uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I like the convenience store setting at the end. That kid is funny as fuck. Where he goes out and he's like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> he yeah, he's like, I'm gonna shoot your face blown up. off. Yeah, that's my favorite. Dude, line. that shotgun blast to the head man was fucking amazing. I just <laughs> wish they showed it more. They really, they fucking cut away. Yeah, and yeah, um, that... what is the song? The freaky bitches is my favorite kind of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, stinky bitches or something. <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. That's so great. Mid two thousand. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty much everybody in this film, like to get these locations and stuff, like everybody, like so, like pretty much like a lot of the crew worked for credit. Not even mm. me, you know what I mean? So like, but at five hundred thousand, yeah. come on, man! I worked on a hundred thousand dollar feature and we paid everybody. Not much, but yeah, we but paid you got to look at like. You Maybe Richard Lynch took but, the majority see, of that every, for his little cameo. Every Gamier. production isn't the same either, right? And we like, had and we had some big actors in our movie too. Mm-hmm. Not big actors, but we had well-known actors at least three of them. I don't know. I think that's. I mean, it all goes to different things, right? It, it just it all depends. Yeah, but if they had five hundred k, at least pay the fucking crew. I don't know. I just think that that way. Well, he didn't have to pay his lead because yeah. you know she was married to Robert I Hall. Know. I think if there's one thing, if you're making a movie and you have that much money, yeah. At but least also, Jeremy, fuck. you got to realize too, this was nearly ten years ago. I know, but the, like shit costs more money than just to film, you know, just to get the equipment or whatever. Like, like I don't know, like it, it indie filmmaking has come a long way. People have found out how to make movies a lot cheaper now. That's factual. Oh, 100%. Adam Green talks about it all the time. How much he, when he made Hatchet. You couldn't make a movie for, you couldn't make a half decent movie for under a million dollars, and now it's like you know people are forced to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I, it's different time. I, I mean, I'm not saying that they utilize their money perfectly, but you know, young filmmaker, um, I think he, I think he probably exceeded what he should have done. Honestly, like this is a pretty popular character. It got a sequel. Did really well in Walmart and stuff. Um, it has so many problems. I still like the movie. I I don't think that it's. Yeah, think, it just has a, it has a lot of problems, man. But it's all it's um, mainly story problems. Like, yeah, exactly. I it, think it, it, story if, minor plot holes with location wise. <laughs> like, I'm just not yeah. a fan of the acting either. To be honest, I did honestly. I thought you know between Tucker, Tucker and, and probably Sean Whalen. Sean Whalen was okay in the film. From people there was one stairs, kind of man. There was one little goofy part in the film that actually made me laugh again. I remember from the first time I watched it, or I've seen this film a couple times over the years, but is the scene where he's fucking loading the gun and he drops the bullet. 
into that torso. Yeah. And see, that's, <laughs> and then he goes, that, to, that's then he goes sh- to pick it up and it falls in. He's like, oh. He just <laughs> leaves does, it. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. See, that's a, that's a shot that, for example, wasn't even going to be in the movie because they didn't have time. And yeah, then, that, like, this dude's, like, the, one of the, like, eight uh, assistant directors or something was like, dude, we have to get this shot. Like, that's such a, it's going to be such a cool moment. And then. Um, they ended up getting some time and he pretty much did it on second unit by himself. And, you know, it's just stuff like that that I'm like, there's this some movie they mentioned second like, unit and they still didn't pay. Okay, I didn't say everybody, dude. Like, calm down, man. I know, but that's I said a, lo- I said a lot of people now. worked for credit. Yeah, fucking second unit shit. You should be able to fucking pay your crew. How do you how do you know that that well, what the fuck is second unit though man that it means they had to get a whole nother fucking set it could, of camera dude, but it just could mean that they of... it could just mean that he's like that he's just using the term second unit where really he's like yeah go ahead take this camera and go film it you know what i mean like like it, he's just using technical terms <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man stop hating dude i ain't You're hating. hating you're I just fucking hate that hating. shit that they had that much money and they couldn't pay people they paid people. They just didn't pay. Right. Every, they just every, there was a lot of volunteers. I got you. I would volunteer. You're a fucking asshole who would. I, I would. I would dude, work. How on, do you think I, I got would, where I am? Dude. I would I work on laid the rest for free. Fucking thing. I would lay, I fucking, work on laid the rest for free. I worked on that hundred thousand dollars movie good for, for that, free. Right? So fuck you off. You wouldn't have worked on laid the rest. I didn't free? pay that. I didn't. I didn't <clears> take one cent from that fucking movie that I worked on with Najar Townsend. Not one cent. So fuck off. No, that's it. Greedy I know. I'm just <laughs> It's always about the money with you. Oh, yeah. Everything's always about the money. But anyway. I work for free a lot, dude. It's not. That's not the problem that I have. So what's the problem? If you have five thousand hundred five hundred thousand dollars I just... They, they said under the that. They said under that. Pay. I don't know if that's what they had. I'm, they okay, didn't that's say a stupid, specific number. That's, it's nothing to do with the fucking movie. And... So, you guys want to get into ratings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you go first? Laid to rest. So, I love the kills in this movie. They're still fucking awesome, and they still hold up for today. Mm-hmm. Today, in the sense that they still look really, really good. They're brutal. Like I said, they're just like Nicholson's effects. They're fucking awesome, and they're the highlight of the film for sure. A lot of plot holes. I wasn't that impressed with the acting besides Tucker. I thought really he was the only one that did a semi-good job. But, you know, Chrome Schools is a pretty sick character. I think the ending is what it is. I think what happened in the second movie is absolutely insanely ridiculous okay, and about the second movie when you're reviewing the first no movie. man what fucking happens is stupid what does that have to do with this film's rating because it happens in this film what happens what never mind we'll get into <laughs> it in a second five out of ten all right <laughs> moods yeah man uh it, it's a it's a fun film you know i mean we we've stressed enough that it's full of plot holes um things that i just kind of shake my head at but uh, the effects are the main attraction here, really. Uh, Chrome Skull is, is a really interesting, awesome character. Love the setting in this film. But my God, man, plot holes. And I, I agree, man. There is there is quite a bit of shaky acting in this film, too, that at times I'm just like, oh, dude. Um, there was one really creepy moment in this film that actually 
<laughs> actually kind of made me laugh again was the scene where Chrome Skull has uh, fucking Sean Whalen's mother's head <laughs> on a fucking stick. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. And the way he the way he's fucking kind of putting it out and he's like I just saw would it be weird to say that I just saw my my dead mother floating in a hearse <laughs> <laughs> but it's like her head is so gross and shit it's just like nasty but mm. um and there's actually another scene that's really funny too I think um I can't remember who's carrying the body is it Tucker or is it I don't even remember or maybe it's Chrome I don't know but it's like carrying the body and it just it just seems like they're carrying a mannequin it just seems too light. It doesn't have any kind of give to it. Oh my god, mm. that totally that totally made me laugh too. It's pretty funny, um, but definitely a fun film. I mean, just definitely lacks in a lot of uh, kind of sense, I, in logic at times. I mean, there's a lot of scenes in this film. You literally go, how, how the fuck did that happen? How the fuck did Chrome Skull get behind the goddamn counter with no one noticing? I don't know. Had some good kills in those scenes, but. Six out of ten. So, <clears throat> me with Laid to Rest, um, I do admit, it is borderline retarded with some of the storytelling. But no logic. this film, if you, like, okay, you have to ignore the sequel for one. And that helps. Because if you watch this film and you think, like, okay, maybe there is something supernatural about this guy. Um, it definitely helps with some of the plot holes. Because it makes sense how maybe he could be in certain places. Um, if there's something supernatural about him. Because he does get, like, stabbed in the fucking eyes, and he's, like, cool with it. He, like, puts his hand in his eye and, like, scrapes it out. And I'm like, okay, that has to be fucking supernatural or something. Like, there has to be Mm -hmm. something about that. Um, And then, you know, so there is a lot of these plot holes and stuff, but I think that this film excels on a lot of levels, too. One, the gore is great. Two, the setting and atmosphere are good. They are great, actually. The setting and atmosphere and and some of the shots in this film are fantastic. Above, way above average. Uh, the acting, okay, kind of spotty at times. I'll, I can see an argument for that. But I think that the characters are developed well. You have a good arc with the lead character. You have a good arc with the guy who loses his wife and his fatherly protecting role. You have a good, you have a good character, a side character who's like a familiar face. He's funny. He has funny moments, and he like there's a the, the whole tire sealant thing. He's like we could jam in his ear. Like how that comes around. Like that's cool filmmaking right there. That's <laughs> that's paying attention. That's that's what a step above like the shitty average stuff that you see in the low tier stuff. Um, the the uh, there's some there's some cool you know late scenes with the the uh, what is it the fucking gas station uh, convenience store it's like yeah. there's some like final girl type moments there that's that's really fun and uh, thrilling um, I like that there's actually a lot of Pennsylvania exclusive like chips and stuff in that store like Snyder's and Utz which is Pennsylvania have, companies you just got Utz yeah uh, at Target huh they're moving out to the to the west a little more huh I just bought fucking the, the crab ones they're fucking good yeah that's a that's a Pennsylvania company so is Snyder but they kind of are well, in Maryland too because we're so close yeah we've had Schneider's forever, oh really thought, okay yeah they're um, starting to show up so I, I like stuff about that, man. I think that the movie has like actually kind of a creepy vibe to it at times um, when Chrome Skull's like in the fog. And most importantly, Chrome Skull, you made such a cool killer out of scratch in a time where you didn't think that there was going to be any more slasher killer guys that are unique. And this one is the Chrome Skull mask is awesome, and I see it used today. And like you know, people have like 
Chrome Skull type masks, you know, and uh, I like that. I think that it's a cool killer. I think that the knives are cool. Like it's kind of a symbol, sim like that character has his own like symbol at this point, which is neat. Um, I like this movie more than I don't like this movie. Is it a great movie? Absolutely not. Is it a decent movie? I think so, even including the plot holes. I give it a 6.5. Six and a half. All right. Oh, man. The sequel, bro. All right. So let's jump into two years later. In 2011, Chrome Skull, Laid to Rest 2, also directed by Robert Hall. And yeah. So we'll get into storyline There goes logic right out the window. Chrome Skull is the sequel to the 2009 horror hit. <laughs> it brings back Chrome Skull, who barely escaped death in the first movie and is hell-bent on continuing where he left off and for and forgiving a new path of terror and destruction. So, I mean, that's what Jeremy was getting at. Okay, at so... The end of, at the end of the first film, because he... Let, let me tell you something. Up. Whenever I first seen laid the rest and i seen that they were making a laid the rest too i was like how the fuck are they gonna do this like yeah dude and honestly dude that is probably the best explanation to it that you could possibly have without going supernatural i was like okay they like literally rebuilt his face okay that's fucking retarded man how the hell do you survive that no i, do I agree his face was fucking melted to shit and she fucking when it was melted, guess what the military a baseball bat and she fucking bashed his brains in and blood squirted everywhere i How the fuck agree five that That's i agree bullshit. i agree that- but if you're gonna fucking do a sequel and you want to explain it Get they did better than halloween 4 did that's some bullshit the same thing that. happens in halloween 4 halloween 2 to 4 Oh my god, it gets me so fucking mad. That's some fucking horseshit bullshit. I do like the fact that they had to, like, import these special doctors to fix his fucking head, too. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna bring him back legitly, like, why not have a scene where they completely reconstruct his face and, like, okay, it doesn't make much sense because he was clearly dead, but let's just say he's some kind of super fucking human guy and he is alive. Rebuilding his face is kind of cool. That's no? so. That's what. And they, how so does that's... he get better like that in three months? Get the fuck out of here! Nobody would fucking be back to normal, fucking slashing people up in three months. Get the motherfucking shit out of here! I don't buy that mofo one fucking bit. Yeah, I don't buy it either. It's shit. It is legit fucking. How would you bring him shit. back? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have made a sequel. Okay, but let's say I was like Jeremy. The first one sold really well, and um, I'm gonna give you a <laughs> hundred thousand extra dollars to make this one no no i wouldn't do it because i don't i would do it i wouldn't fuck my integrity just to make a buck well you just said the first one wasn't very good anyway exactly (laughs) but it it's retarded have a fucking copycat killer then if you're gonna fucking do it okay but let's say you were going to do it you would that's what you would do you'd make a copycat I would make the guy who fucking is the guy in this movie fucking killing people, make him the what, new what leader. Do you, what do you think about it, Well, in a sense, they kind of do, though. Exactly. I mean, so why the fuck do you <clears throat> have to ruin the movie by bringing back Chrome because Skull? Because he's the real Chrome Skull. But it's fucking retarded. You know, I mean, I'm pretty... Honestly, it is a little bit ridiculous. I mean, for considering how much they fucked him up at the first... It's 100% or at the end of the first, But it's not it, the it's, first it, time we've seen this. You didn't go in a room. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not saying that we haven't seen this before, but... But yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. 
<laughs> like I don't remember like you flipping like out when we Mike. reviewed Halloween. Somebody 4 like Jake and Michael, though we 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 assume he's supernatural in some sense or not another. By not, the time no, no not by, by the time we get to mm, Halloween nope, four, we nope. assume that when why. All right, I we're just, not reviewing part four here. Um, but no, th- this movie, I could still assume that he might be supernatural. I don't know. I think it's stupid too, dude. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that it's like... It gets me frustrated. You know those that stupid shit gets me mad in movies. Yeah. It doesn't make fucking sense. If you're going to make a movie, at least make one that fucking makes sense. I like that they picked up right after the first one, at least. That was kind of cool. Man, the girl that they got to play, the one from the first one, she looked pretty similar. That was crazy. I hate when they do that shit, too. That fucking pisses me off. Well, they kind of had they... to. She wasn't going <laughs> to sign on to do this film if she was I know, divorced but if, from Then don't make it or fucking write off her character or something like that. They did it in Alien 3. See, I don't like the when they write movie. off the character, though. I would rather have them recast them and, and oh, I got explain no it away. That. Than... that same shit fucked me over in Hatch- had... with the Hatchet films. It's a continuity factor, though, man. I think you have to. I mean, if you're gonna, I like that in films. Yeah, in sequels. I would if rather you, write when you're in... gonna pick up, literally in the same scene, like they are exiting the convenience store, right? And they make their way to a hotel where, um, ultimately, Princess or the girl just gets fucking mutilated. <laughs> like, oh, dude, that mouth like, slice is awesome. Yeah, it's totally awesome. That's and so of course, good. this is. And of course, everything at this point that has in the film, to do with it's mouth not, in this movie's awesome. The other mouth killer is fucking awesome too. Yeah, it's not actually Chrome Skull. This is where we get introduced to our kind of our main character and Brian Austin Green, of course, from Nine Hundred Two and O and One Time Rapper. I guess too. You put out an album, <laughs> dude. I um, hate what they. I I like what they did, and I hate what they did. Like, okay, I, I like yeah, the I have copycat say, angle. Hate that mm-hmm. there's like this underground thing. Well, that, trying to make it fucking hostile, like. That's another thing, too, that is kind of insane about this film is that, you know, in the first one, they don't give you a whole lot of a whole lot of story. And this one, I felt like they just kind of they gave you almost too much, but still not enough. It's like this weird kind of government underground agency Mm -hmm. that is responsible for Chrome Skull. But we don't they don't fully go into the full story of exactly what with an absolutely horrible performance by Danielle Harris. She's yeah, she kind of it wasn't good. Movie. It wasn't good. She's she kind of really called, bad in this movie. She kind of called, and even her character is like she's some type of misused, uh, mishandled. Like I, I feel like they could have done more with her, especially yeah, Daniel Harris. Her character man. was, I know yeah. her character was not developed and stuff. And then you, of course, like I said, we got this main character Brian Austin Green, who's basically the Chrome Skull copycat. He wants to be Chrome Skull and shit, and he's like obsessed with the idea of Chrome Skull, which I like. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, so he's kind of working for him. Exactly. And... So don't bring back the. Fucking no, Chrome I want skull, the real dude. Chrome Skull. There no, too. get the fuck out of here. I That's hate how sh- I hate that he is definitely dead. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like Michael Myers was definitely dude at the end of Halloween two. His face, you see his skeleton, like one hundred percent. Like his his skin is gone. His meat is gone. It's it's bones at that point. I'm okay. I'm okay with sequelizing. You know, it's it's stupid, but it's like whatever. Fuck it. I, I if it's gonna get a, another cool Chrome Skull movie, which it really didn't, but I like the, I like the idea of like this one is the real one, the bad motherfucking ass one, and this is the phony one. And he's trying to be the badass one. I like that. So it's just like Saw. You're saying. So in a sense, I mean, I you act, you kind of like that whole angle, like Chrome Skull versus the wannabe versus cleaning up the rest of his mask type thing. 
Yes, but I don't like that he was like part of some kind of team or something. Like I just wish well, it was some random dude that was like This is what I find this is what I absolutely dislike about this film is the storyline that we're presented with. That Chrome Skull is working with this government agency, but then they don't even give you the full detail government? aspect of well, that, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of called it like an underground. I think it's like up. kind of like uh, like den or like hostel or something where it's like something I like think that. It's yeah. like the house. But it's pretty high tech, though. I mean, these, these yeah. guys obviously have lots of money and shit because like they have teams of people working with them. So it's like a it's it's a it's a production. One, is what it one is, basically. thing moods too about making that the key plot point is it mm-hmm. instantly makes this film look low budget as fuck because none of these people look like real. Thank you, you know, for people. pointing that out. Like, I literally yeah. have this written down. I said they tried to go too big with the idea, but they didn't have the budget to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just looks so low budget. Like, it looks way super, more than the first one. Dude, you have to admit, man, the, the scenes with Daniel Harris, which is pretty much the same scene over and over yeah. again, just coming and leaving the room. Those scenes look like they were shot, like, just in... One day, in an hour or two. Just terrible. Yeah, like, like it, the, it just doesn't whole, make any like, sense. Like, the team that builds the weapons, like, they... I could just see them, like, they just put this cage up and then they like hang stuff from it and like it like the <laughs> set design is so basic that it's just like yeah it seems like something i could do you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah it literally is so basically kind of the main focus point in this film is more or less the battle between the wannabe and the real chrome skull type thing yeah and i you know i'm a little bit indifferent i i think that to be honest, man, Brian Austin Green is pretty shitty in this film, too. He kind of calls in his performance, too. Uh, he actually makes me laugh in a couple scenes the way he's trying to be serious. In the hotel room, man. I fucking it, lost it my shit. He reminds me of just somebody who's, like, obsessed in, like, a weird way. Like, Yeah, I don't. the way he was delivering his lines, it actually was making me laugh out loud. And I was like, holy fuck, this is funny. What do you guys think I'm about a- bringing back the, 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 what's his name, Tommy? Didn't care. I like that, man. I thought it was even a nice touch that they explained why he didn't have hair in the first one. Like, he shaved his Mm -hmm. head. He's like, I'm going to shave my head, like, before they went and did the skanky bitches thing. I did not care about him. And they even even had that in one of the videotapes that he's watching. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, that's a nice touch. Like, that has a cool element to it. Um, I I think he's the only character that I liked in this entire movie. Really? Yeah. I had zero emotional connection to him. Nothing. I liked the main. I, I wouldn't say that he I was the only one I liked. Connection to him, but I just he's felt the like only he was... character I liked in this whole movie. Who? The main cop. Uh... And even that was pushing it, but at least he was fucking. I felt dumb. like the whole police investigation in this film too is just so contrived. Also, at times, it's yeah. like, oh, there's there's a fucking uh, a cop goes missing. You two go search it out without anybody else. Just well, that was the thing that they were like, like things were happening. Things were happening, and you're like, how are they doing this? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The story was just not really fully developed with their investigation and stuff. And then the scene where. Uh, was it Tommy? He's in the fucking police station and he just gets abducted. Yeah. How like, does that no- happen? How yeah. do you walk into a police station uh, and literally pull somebody out with nobody noticing except for the cops? This one's way more after- frustrating in terms of oh, like, just dude. There's scenes writing. like that. You're just like that is fucking beyond retarded. You yeah. could never do that without someone noticing. Especially like a bigger police station. This isn't like the little town police station. This is like the big town police station. Yeah, and they're like in the middle of the police station. Like they're yeah. in the interrogation rooms that are always in the back of the stations. Yeah. And like, so he had to walk all the way but there. But is there like a fucking secret stations. compartment? Is this fucking like Pee Wee's Playhouse where there's a fucking door that you open up and it leads to another room? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's shitty. 
But there is some bad scenes in this film too, like even with Tommy when he comes back to hit the place where he's living and his what he is like it? lays like, on the bed and he watches all these DVDs, oh, he's, all 2009 emo. He's no, all when he's emo. talking to his roommate, his you. What was the bad things you like even with Tommy when he comes back? What the hell is that? Who was that? Dude, that was fucking crazy, man! I accidentally pressed my fucking. My phone. <laughs> I was like, "What the I, hell?" Honestly, dude, I had to look around to see what that was. I realized I was holding my chapstick, and I guess I pushed it on my fucking button on my phone. <laughs> I that thought was it was Jeremy. Me. No, that was so. I, I, I was I, looking around too because I was like, "Is that me?" <laughs> no, I'm totally by accident, man. Nobody like, was saying anything. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I'm with you. Like, there's there's some stupid shit in this movie. There's uh, like I. I, it's almost like I could kind of see that there was like kind of a cool idea here. It just gets bogged down. It went too big. It just didn't have the heart that the first one had. It didn't feel like a guy who like, you know, you get the sense in the first one that this is a fan of movies. He's been an effects artist, wanted to direct for so long, and he got to make his movie by you know, scrounging together money. Yeah, yeah, and I, like and I this said, one I think just the feels biggest... not like that. I, I like I said. I think the biggest the biggest fail for me in this film is the fact that they tried to go so big with the storyline, mm-hmm. didn't have the budget, and it just ruins the whole experience of the film. Right re- re- from the start of the film, it's just it's so and the mom bogged down. Actors, it's so bogged down. Mom acting's horrible. Main girl's acting's horrible. Everybody sucks dick in this movie. It's bad. Yeah, Brian Austin Green is not a lead character either. In, in which bad. it's it kind of showing the budget in this film too, like. You know, you're gonna make a sequel. Usually, try to go bigger and better, but then you go and hire. It feels cheaper. David from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. It's like does it, doesn't it what, feel cheaper too? Like it, it like, does, man. It doesn't even Every feel like does. it's bigger. No, it just it really doesn't. I, I mean, because most because most fucking... of the story we get here is fucking the wannabe Chrome Skull, you know, yeah, and it's just oh, like I think I, the coolest thing about the film the is when it makes killed. that that fucking ninja star but then yeah, then they go the and fuck kills. that scene up too they go yeah. and fuck that scene up with a cg yeah. he throws that shit at the stairs yeah. it's all fucking cg you're like yeah, oh yeah. it looks so bad too you're like oh yeah. fuck lame. at least at least the kill was real though yeah exactly that but i mean that, cool. you have to admit that weapon was a, was pretty fucking gnarly yeah, i'm not yeah, really too sure cool. how practical it is probably not how practical all. that weapon is i don't know how you could actually use that thing properly without yeah. hacking up your fucking hand or your like arm put, or put two springs in the middle of it so it breaks up tension like, i just love the way here. he draws that shit up like oh i got this whole idea of just do this this yep no problem five minutes later we got this awesome <laughs> weapon <laughs> from the weapons team <laughs> like get the <laughs> fuck out of here it's so bad it's so bad i feel i almost feel bad like i feel bad that it turned out this bad because it's like it's like oh man like i'm sure you tried your hardest buddy (laughs) people like you say that they like this movie i know jesse just told me that he liked it in my video you know using a sequel to try to amp up the kills and you know do a little bit more with them and stuff i felt the first film had way better kills than this one Mm mm-hmm Totally. You know, which is kind of a disappointment in itself. The only one that's memorable is the cop one in uh, the mouth. Yeah. It really is the only memorable kill yeah. in the movie. <sighs> Laid the rest too. Um, Nothing more to say about this one. It's shitty. It's it sucks too because like I think that Chrome Skull could be like one of the coolest. Like he could have his like he like it. He could have had his own franchise that was actually good. You know what I mean? Like, he, th- there's a lot. Like, that killer is cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, oh, for sure, man. He could have been sure. I mean, up if, there if, with if like... If they make a third... What's that? I don't know. If, they, if they're going to go ahead and make a third one, like, I, I don't know. Like, what are you going to... What are they going to do with this? Are we going to get an origin story or are we going to get a sequel to part two or how would you want that to go? Because... I'm done I mean, with I mean, I don't I don't, I don't want. I, I, don't, I don't think there is anywhere to go. Just fucking go and make yeah, make dude. make a new Chrome Skull movie and ignore everything that happened. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Because I was thinking after I watched this, I was like, I don't even what, want to go to this movie, and Just I don't want an origin story because I don't really care fully where he comes from and stuff. I yeah, mean, that's not I don't a big deal care either. So I'm like, can if you're going to tell that whole story, it's going to be fucking pointless to me. So third yeah. one, maybe it's just a reboot, a remake. I guess I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, such a, I, such a missed opportunity. In my it'll opinion, probably man. never happen. I can't see that this film gets another. I don't even think Robert Hall's talking about it anymore. Um, it's not. I think Robert Hall probably could be talented. You know what I mean? Like, I can see a level of like good filmmaking in the first laid the rest. Um, but he, I think he needs more money. Honestly, dude. Like, I, I feel like he needs a, a little bit more money to play with. Um, it. I don't know. Like. The commentary, like, I don't want to say that it was a shitty commentary, but, like, it was almost, like, the whole time they were just talking about how much money they didn't have and how, like, they barely got this shot and, like, had to reshoot here and didn't have no... So they were kind of making excuses for all the poor shit that they put on screen. I think that they were pretty proud of the movie, honestly. Like, I really do. I think that they were very proud with how it turned out, considering... Was what the commentary as laughable as Blood Diners? No, that commentary is <laughs> like, dude, that chick actually that. thinks she made like a, a fantastic movie. Like, I, I think Robert Hall was like just happy that he was able to make a, a, a slasher film that he like wrote and just I don't know, mm. like he just seemed like cool with it. Like, like he, I honestly feel bad for for not liking this. I mean, not for it, not liking it, but kind of trash the film because it's one of those things where you really want it to be good. You want to you root like for the character. him and have him. That's what I just said a second ago too. Like, like you want him to be successful in this because it's like you could see the passion a little bit, and it's yeah. like it's like you feel bad that it's it's not very good because you just you want uh, he's one of us, you know. You want the you want him to be successful. <laughs> exactly i know it's really really frustrating um but yeah i don't know do you guys have anything else on the on no, this film not really nah. this one's a mess dude it it's is man. It, i did like really... that one dynamic I, i'll rate first i like the dynamic of there being two chrome skulls like i i think that that's the best part of the movie is like when they face off and like you know, like how you're kind of rooting for the bad Chrome, the the original Chrome Skull, because it's like, who the fuck is this dude rolling in here trying to be Chrome Skull? Like, mm-hmm. fuck that dude. Um, and I like it, by this point, I'm full mm-hmm. like a fan of Chrome Skull. Like, I just like him. Like, I, I actually think that the guy who performs as Chrome Skull actually has like a nice swagger about him. Like, I feel like he actually is delivering like a physical performance, and I I think that that's one of the coolest things about. Uh, these two films is like the development of like this character in terms of like, cause he doesn't talk. So it's like yeah. all like, you know, behind the mask stuff. And, well, like and he's, he's quite obviously mute too. I would assume. Yeah. Because like, you know, at the end of the first one, when he gets all that fucking military glue on his face and he's literally pulling his fucking face apart. That makes he's no not, sense he's not he even screaming. He's not even screaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um that shit pisses me off, man. I'm gonna go ahead and give Chrome Skull laid to rest to a four out of ten. Disappointing. Yeah. 
Yeah, this this one is like uber uber disappointing, man. I stated why my biggest my biggest problems with this film, man. It's just trying to go big, no budget, and it just failed on all aspects, man. I thought the performances were kind of called in in this one. I have a horrible. Just person. huge, hugely missed opportunities, man. I mean, if you're gonna bring on Daniel Harris, you know, at least have a part for her that you know makes sense. I mean, that was ridiculous, man. This was at that and, time, too, where, like, there was so many movies like this that came out where it just, like, would get a name, like a horror name, and then just, they sucked in it. <laughs> like, to, yeah. like, think of these names, right? Tell me that this Tony doesn't take Todd. you back to this era. Tony Todd, Bill Mosley, Sid Eric Hay, Roberts. Who? Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Daniel Harris. Uh, <laughs> well, Quigley. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you say Linnell? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> dude, it's getting... It, You're getting it's your like, horror I, license I revoked. It revoked. It's like you doing it purposely, man. <laughs> What's her name, Jeremy? Nothing. What's her name? <laughs> he doesn't even know her name. So good. Ah, fuck. Ratings. But anyways, a couple good kills in this film. I mean essentially that's what you're going to be watching this one for because don't expect any good substance on this one it's pretty bad it's actually really really bad i'm also coming in a four to ten on this one so me and jp oddly enough we're on the exact same point that's mm. interesting but that doesn't happen very often i came in with a three and a half out of ten. Three and a half. there Isn't you go that's so fucking bad it's bad, dude. Isn't that it's so bad that that film, that, that this film got that shitty of ratings? one point like, away from oh Hall of Pain. Oh, my God. It was 11 and a half on this one, man. Close. It's just, it's just fucking sad. It's just so sad. Like, Mood says in the intro. <laughs> it really is, man. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, these films left a bad taste in my mouth because Jeremy said it best. These the the first laid to rest movie is a movie that in two thousand nine was awesome and it kicked ass and we loved it. Now and and this is the one doesn't age well. This is the one biggest problem when you do podcasting and you're critical. Like it makes you not like movies that you might have liked before, and it is mm. it's the one you know live by the sword die by the sword like you know it's the one negative that we have to deal with that, that you know we're forced to to live with well, i never liked light too. So. but this but this is just natural for anybody that you know watches a ton of movies in general i think if we were not doing a podcast and we just watched hundreds of movies every year i think your your perspective of cinema and things change over time like you're gonna start yeah. noticing things a lot lot more oh, yeah for sure for sure but it definitely like, is just, amped up when you're being critical for sure sh- I probably still would have loved Laid to Rest, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. but I'm looking at it and picking it apart, and it's, it's, it's true that you that you become jaded a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said it before. You know, doing sounds on film, I, I for years I would find myself noticing mistakes in films, and it would just bug the shit out of me. I couldn't even watch films normally. Like, I would be missing plot points and shit because I'd just be trying to hear sound effects and stuff. You know, and it's just, it's kind of fucking, it's kind of sad, actually, you know, that that happened to me for so many years, but <sighs> it comes with the territory, man. It does. You, know, you start putting in the work and you just, you can't avoid it. Being critical is the same thing. So it's, it's but, hard uh, being a G dude. 
It's hard. I agree, though, man. The film was, I mean, it's still gory as shit, and the effects yeah. hold up. The effects hold up. They do. They do. It's crazy, though. Like You would think that the second one with a bigger budget, they would fucking not have CG in their film. I mean, you're Fuck. talking almost having a Hall of Pain status with that sequel. That's fucked That's up. That's close. That's fucked One and up. a half away. That's really, really bad. Really bad, but that is going to conclude episode 104 here on the 22 Shots and Moods and Horror podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We definitely enjoyed doing it and talking about these films and all the other films that we did talk about, but I got to get the motherfuck out of here, man. I'm running late. So, Jeremy, you want to take us out? Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 104 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast as always if you want to follow the man moods himself you could do so at youtube.com slash moods 616 if you want to follow the douchebag jp you could do so at youtube.com slash double shot j and remember to skip over his lengthy friday the 13th the game review and as always you can follow me on my <laughs> channel at youtube.com slash nes ruler 22 and as always if you have any questions you can leave us a voicemail at 724 724- Four two six 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 five, and as always, please join the Facebook page, facebook.com slash 22 shots of, well, well, I just fucked that up, facebook.com search bar 22 shots of moods and horror, and you can follow us on our website, 22 shots of moods and horror.com, 22 shots of moods, and horror.com, and if you have any questions, you could email us at 22 shots of moods, and horror at gmail.com, please follow us on Twitter at 22 shots podcast, and if you want to support the show, you could support us on our affiliate, horrorpack.com slash go slash 22 shots, and we get a kickback from that. Ooh, good box. job. And also and to announce the other affiliate program, uh, we have Terror Threads. So check the link in the description. They have actually really good shirts. Like, I was checking it out. It's, they're pretty solid. And we get a kickback on that, too. So um, if, if you guys want to buy some clothes that you're going to buy anyway, why not use our link? Uh, yeah. And Jeremy, little side note there. Um, you can actually say facebook.com slash groups slash 22, shot, 22 shots podcast and it works. Cool. Write that down. And I will always leave you with my new words of advice. Fuck you, Jerry, and welcome to the club, Tim. Fuck you, too. Janowski? <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> We shall We're be next week. We shall be back next week with episode 105 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast, where we dig two into weeks, two, weeks. two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. I was thinking about that too. When we dig into the Urban Legend trilogy, and we dig into some of our favorite real urban legends. So stay tuned to episode 105 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast, and then I will be taking a break for a little bit as the 86 show pops up after that so stay tuned everybody thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the 20 shots of moods and horror podcast i shall talk to you guys later and everybody else peace out all right all right call your next